Painkiller Ready 526, Guest Destiny, Taylor. This episode of PK is brought to you by Postmates and Smart Mouth. We'll hear about them a little more later, but uh, Destiny, it's been probably over a year. It was an entirely different world the last time we spoke. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's an understatement. We are in a, in a totally different world. It feels like the world's changing every year or two in pretty unbelievable ways. But Every couple of weeks. Every couple of weeks, it's like, this is the end. No, no. Death toll doubles. Capital Falls. Like, it kind of feels like when you're watching yeah. like, a, you know, when you're watching a TV show, uh, I don't know if anyone's picked up on this trend. The way that you know a TV show has gotten shit is when random kind of important, but not very important characters are killed off because, you mm -hmm. know, the writers have ran out of ideas to keep you hooked. So it's like the main character's brother that you saw, like for two episodes in season two, all of a sudden gets killed. And now the stakes are higher or like um, somebody kills themselves like in house or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And I know sometimes there are external reasons, but like, you know, that writers reach for stuff like this because they're running out of ideas. And it kind of felt like we were doing that for all of the last two years, except in reality, <laughs> like the guy killed, killed himself. The guy killed himself in house because he got a job for the Obama administration. I mean, like we say that and that's true, but there are a million <laughs> ways that you can write somebody off a show without like, you know, like, hey, I really need to do a writing job or I'm sorry, like I really need to go and work in, on an administration. You know, like how can we write our character off? Like he's going to fucking shoot himself in the fucking head. Like, <laughs> it's like he really? did. I mean, literally I, does. I mean, I just thought he'd accept an internship at another hospital. But I mean, if you want to go that way, I mean, I, okay, sure. I <laughs> now that's a good point. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Totally. Nothing about his character has led us to believe he's suicidal or self-harming in any way. Seems like well, that's how they tried to spin it because they were like, oh, uh -huh. like anybody could kill themselves at any point in time. Especially if the writers need a convenient plot device to make yeah. you care about the characters more. You know, yeah. yeah. It's not bad writing. It's 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 a commentary on yeah. It, it became a commentary on defying expectations. And... Yeah. This yeah. is why season eight of Game of Thrones is some of the best TV ever written by. The way because all sorts of expectations were defined we could kick yeah. you out right here now you know that right we have like, like, uh, a background for three of us just so you know <laughs> you want to you want to start with the personal attacks right off the bat and we're just not gonna stand for it dude it is it is unreal how much that we're entire ethos of that show think of how big a part of that culture like american culture was for like eight years and now it is totally memory hold no one think of how memes about it nobody talks about it. Yeah. it it is dead think it's of dead. how perfect we are right now in the coronavirus land, oh, right? Yeah. Over the yeah. past year, how many people have, I'm gonna rewatch Lord of the Rings. I'm gonna rewatch all of Harry Potter. I'm gonna rewatch all of the, not a single person's like, maybe we should rewatch Game of Thrones. Like you would get thrown out yeah, of your no house by your and parents. I, it's never you would, they would, mind. Yeah, You exactly. know what you could do? You could watch the first five seasons and when Jon Snow dies, <sighs> you're like, that's a wrap. Night King wins. Gee, then you gee. just make up the rest in your head. You make up the rest in your head. So hard. Talk okay. about it, but Lost did the same thing. Lost was amazing. It was a cultural phenomenon, phenom, whatever. And uh, everyone was talking about it. It was like Super Bowl commercials. It was people hanging on the edge. It was the water cooler show of its time. Lost was. And you're like, what does that polar bear mean? What is this time travel about? What is this? Is this whole thing Hurley's imagination? Is this whole thing this? Is this whole thing that? Are they all dead? Are they all dead? And then at the end, they left so many on it. Where are Walt's superpowers? And how does that play into all of this? Unanswered. We don't know. It's season eight id that show. They, they were just bad writers. They were bad writers. They were new writers all the time that just picked up and didn't really continue on the stories. Lost did it too because they didn't really tie it down any of those loose ends. They just let it go wild. I, I never still think Lost episode of Lost, but I remember a friend of mine was really into Prison Break, which came out around the same time. Yeah. And I remember watching an episode or two at his house and being like, dude, this sucks. They're just going to break out of prison and then they're going to end up back in prison to break out. And he's like, no, dude, it's like 
they break out and then they go, they're going to go on adventures. They're going to be like fighting crime. And like <laughs> the next season came out and I'm like, what's going on in prison break? He's like, they're back in prison. <laughs> Trying to break out of prison again. But <laughs> so, they did. What's season three? Oh, they, well, he has to break into the prison and then it goes awry and he must then break out again. Didn't they Apparently. eventually like go on the run and have wild adventures and stuff? He gave uh, up on it too. That guy. Eventually, yeah. yeah. The thing about Lost, I know we've touched on this a little bit before, is like that that was when the writer strike happened. So that definitely impacted the show a little bit. And I I want to believe, though it's probably not true, that the original writers knew what Walt's powers were about and what the polar bear was about. And then this new group of people, it was like it, it would be like if they gave the four of us the job and we don't know, so we're just like fuck i don't know let's just figure it out as we go yeah it was very upsetting and they were bad writers because like i've said before on this show like all they had to do when for example walt aged big time between like season two and three or season one and two like he hit puberty and like sprouted up like like holy shit he went from boy to like mm -hmm. a real man all he had to do was make some time travel happen that would have been so cool if they were like oh there was he got stuck in this time dilation bubble and aged four years in the span of a day. And, and here he is back. And then they had this whole arc where he has to like, he's all like weird, like walking with his long legs. Like he's not used to being a grown man. And he's talking to his dad about shaving now and stuff. Eating that would off, be great. Eating off on his side of the island alone. Just, just, just masturbating <laughs> furiously on the other side of the island with coconut oil. I know you need your space, son. Yeah. <laughs> Watch Horrible for smoke monsters. Best of luck. Instead, yeah. they just wrote him off the show. What was the pants situation? I've never seen Lost. Were they walking around loincloths? Did they have real clothes? They had, they had clothes. They, they, they had their bags packed for a for an international flight, so they had a good amount of clothes. They did get the the lady in her in her panties a lot, and that her bra was always clean. So it sounds like a Gilligan's Island with no jokes and an it, equal understanding of how they got there and how they plan to escape. It's Gilligan's Island, but with torture. Yeah. How did it actually end? Do they tell it they were in the past? You want to know? I, I'm never going to watch this. They were all dead. The whole time? The whole time. Oh, so nothing was ever at stake. So you can't rewatch that was, show ever. You can't. No. They they ruined it with the last season. And and it, because you haven't seen it, you don't understand all the clues, all the little, like, I don't know. The, uh, clues, they were giving you hints as to what mm -hmm. this thing was controlling their way. They, they they put an ironclad case together that there was one guy was crazy and this was all happening in his mind. St. Elsewhere, like, nope, that wasn't it. They had Walt with the superpowers who could wish things into existence. Nope, that was just eh, not really a thing. Forget about it. There's a half a dozen of those and it's crazy. Anyway, Destiny. Yeah, I'm yeah, anyway, Destiny. What's new in your world? I want to hear about the Twitch thing. I, I have heard... Wait, which thing are we talking? There's so, so much. My life is the so partnership. Active. The partnership thing. I have heard, like, from my Twitch chat, one of the least reliable mm -hmm. sources on the internet, what happened. So you, maybe you should tell us what happened. Yes. Yeah, so I was in uh, the wonderful uh, Iceland of uh, Sweden, and um, in the middle of some stream I was doing, somebody starts dropping me, like, these video clips, and they're like, Destiny, do you have a hot take on this? Because anytime anything in the world happens, nobody knows what to think until I tell them, you know, like, oh, well, here, guys, don't <laughs> this is what you um, understand. So in the chorus of watching this, I look at it, um, and initially I've, I've heard, like, so many different things, like um, white nationalist protester shows up and starts shooting at BLM people, and I'm like, uh, probably some fucking moron with a gun, because let's be real, 80% of people in the U.S., 
This is coming from somebody that loves guns. 80% of the people in the U.S. that love guns are fucking morons. I'm shamed and embarrassed to be considered among that group of people of gun owners because holy fuck, a lot of these people are irresponsible, unsafe, and just stupid when it comes to firearms. So that's kind of what I figured would happen. And then I load up the video and I see some little 17-year-old kid fucking running around with some guy screaming at him, chasing him down. Um, and then I see him turn around and shoot the guy. And is then this, I see him running are down we talking a street. About Kyle Rittenhouse or something different? Wait, oh my God. Is that what you guys are asking me about? The Twitch no, partnership no, no. thing, right? Yeah, the yeah we're talking about Kyle you said a 17-year-old yeah, what... kid. That's all. Okay. Yeah, oh yeah. This is what this is what is leading into everything, yeah. Okay. Um, and then the next video is him like running down the street with like, like a mob of people chasing, like get him. And some guy's got a skateboard and they attack him or whatever. And then this kid, obviously living out like the every single conservative fantasy dream is fucking rolling around on the ground with his fucking AK or his fucking AR-15 loaded, like pop, 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 like fucking whatever. And uh, I watch it and I'm like, okay. Like, I don't know why the fuck this kid is here with a fucking AR-15 or what LARPing shit he's doing. But like, this is like very obviously self-defense. I've never seen anything more in my life where it's like this dude is being attacked by like 30 people. Like, if you charge somebody down with a, with a fucking rifle, you're, I don't yeah. know what the fuck you expect to happen. Like, the fuck is mm -hmm. wrong with you? If I attack somebody with a rifle personally, I'm expecting to die or kill the other person. <laughs> That's just how it goes. If I'm charging yeah. somebody and they're showing me a weapon. They're basically saying like, yo, if we fight, like, this is what it's going to come down to. And, you know, yeah, one of us gotta... will die. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I would expect them to know that too. Like, I'm not going to charge somebody with a gun, expect them to find me with their fists, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and then after this, you know, obviously some of these clips go on Twitter, people blow it up. Like destiny thinks that all black lives matter protesters are evil and blah, blah, blah. And I do a little bit more research, a little bit more reading. And then a couple of people come on to argue with me over this. And then I just get into these ridiculous arguments where personally, I don't think it's that controversial. Like if somebody's trying mm -hmm. to burn down your business, okay. I support property rights. Okay. And I support self-defense. If somebody's going to burn your shit down, um, I think you have a right to protect your shit. Like that's how I feel. It wasn't his I shit, come from carry on. Yeah, wait, what? It wasn't his stuff, right? It, was, it wasn't his stuff, but like, it was like his city, right? Like it was something that now people in the chat are gonna say, oh, he drove across a different state. He worked in the city. It was like a 15 minute drive across state lines, right? Um, people burning down private businesses and communities is really, really, really fucked up. I'm all for protesting and I'm even for rioting against like public buildings. We're gonna go fucking flip a cop car, burn down a precinct and fucking go for it. But as soon as you start torturing <laughs> private businesses, I mean like you're putting a target on your back and, and almost rightfully so. Like I'm mean, in a video game, I gotta be very careful with how I talk against people. We're talking about GTA here just to be clear. Run around. You know, I love you how much you clearly had to do that. And yeah. you just add just in a video game. In a video game. <laughs> you, can, you can't just run around like setting people's shit on fire and expect somebody not to like take a stand. Yeah, you're gonna get three uh, stars. So, They're coming yeah. for you. Mm -hmm. yeah. And basically, um, I started to have more conversations about this. And personally, on on a on a political pragmatic pragmatic level, uh -huh. Trump is fucked. He is so fucked in so many different ways. The only possible way that Trump could ever claw his way back to winning the upcoming election is if all of these protests continue. All of these riots keep happening, and I keep getting videos of fucking CNN anchors saying, well, it's not that violent with the fucking world burning down behind them. <laughs> and, and I, yeah, and I'm incredibly angry in this um, in, in this argument, so I'm just going to read the quote so people don't think I'm mincing words. Sure. So my quote exactly was, the rioting needs to fucking stop. And I'm reading, hold on, I'm reading a quote here. I don't endorse any of this. Violence. I say, the rioting needs to fucking stop. You. And if that <laughs> means like white redneck fucking militia dudes out there mowing down dipshit protesters that think they can torch buildings at 10 p.m., then at this point, they have my fucking blessing because holy shit, this fucking shit needs to stop. It needs to stop. It needed to stop a long time ago. So that was my whole clip. Obviously, mm -hmm. a little bit more hyperbolic than it should have been. 
I still support fundamentally the right of people to defend their businesses or the business of their city with lethal force if they need to. But basically, mm-hmm. people took that and made it sound like I want Nazis to go in and just start shooting black people indiscriminately when they protest is yeah. how they got to do. And then Twitch emailed me from their legal department and they said, we're unpartnering you. And it's like, OK, whatever. And then they didn't respond to any emails. And I just got unpartnered 30 days later. So now I don't make any money or ad revenue or subs from Twitch, which is about 20,000 a month of income that's just out the fucking toilet, which is fun. And yeah, that's been my uh, that was my Twitch adventure. Christ. So like. So losing the partnership, you don't get anything other than donations, right? Like pure cash donos. Okay. I have a sub system on my site, and then I can get donations and like super chats because now I can dual stream to What's YouTube. What's your site? Um, Destiny.gg. So if they want to like support you there, your viewers, they should go to Destiny.gg. Yeah, I mean, I'm not promoting my site here or anything. Like, I, I'm no, good but I'm not like. Yeah, yeah, no, okay. yeah, yeah but that's to help. like that's my website. That's where I go. I have been along with this complex <laughs> series of events. I am promoting your site here because I think what happened to you is nonsense. Because mm-hmm. I agree fundamentally with everything you said, and I also watched the video and felt the exact same way. Now, at the initial event that sort of sparked the second event, like like. That is where it's 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 very murky to me because the footage is bad and I can't really tell exactly what's happening. But from what I see, I don't see him being in self-defense mode like someone threw like a bag at him or something. No, like, like I don't know what's happening you, there. Yeah. So I'm not going to plug my channel, but I have a huge video where at the for the first five minutes, I've got a really sick editor that puts together like all the video footage shows that happen. So what happens is, is what we can see is a guy. There is one guy chasing Kyle and then a guy behind him. And that guy behind him shoots a fucking pistol into the air. He just fires a shot into the mm-hmm. air as yes. Kyle's being chased. Kyle turns around and then there's a guy chasing him with some, he tries to throw like a bag or something at him. And then eventually he gets close enough that Kyle shoots him, I think like three or four or five times or whatever. But um, the only, people say that the initial footage is murky. The only possible thing that could make this initial footage like fucked for Kyle is if he was literally like standing in front of a crowd saying like, I'm going to walk over there and start killing you guys or something. Something. like i can't think of many other situations where like you've got a 17 year old kid being chased by two people one shoots a pistol in the air yeah. where he's like not justified to protect him. he must have had some insanely inciting moment before that that i can't even really conceive of all right wait yeah. so that yeah. pistol shot i've mm-hmm. seen this footage so many times yep. it seemed almost unrelated to what was going on between kyle and plastic bag dude right that guy yeah, was 100 but, meters away not shooting at kyle rittenhouse now you could argue that i'm still going Even, i, I yeah, did oh, interrupt sorry, you for the last like 10 minutes of the show so you could make an argument that kyle rittenhouse was made a reasonable but incorrect guess that that shot was at him right you could say oh he mistakenly thought that that gunshot was at him and it put made him scared it doesn't make him right it just makes it not makes him not crazy, right? Because that guy wasn't shooting at him. That guy wasn't looking at Kyle Rittenhouse. That guy wasn't involved in Kyle Rittenhouse. So, to me, what's murky and missing is how did Kyle Rittenhouse approach these guys who were going to vandalize used cars, right? Did he, did he say, "Look, not on my watch, buddy. I will fucking murder all of you for didn't." No one makes a used car more scratched while I'm fucking here. I am Captain Used Car, and I protect used car lots around the nation. <laughs> the used cars are my passion, and you Just won't an awful superhero. <laughs> that, I mean, right? an old Cavalier. <laughs> <laughs> Look out! Get your hands car. off that Corsica, right? <laughs> so, out of the car. <laughs> yeah. his mom a kiss on. before he gets out of the car. And- Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. So, so Kyle's there looking to protect used cars because that's what he's all about. He's not living out some conservative gun fantasy where he takes on BLM with his AR-15. No, 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 no. 
It's about protecting used cars. He didn't bring a gun to the thing to protect himself. No, no, he's really trying to save these used cars. And the guy responds to Alpha, throws a plastic bag at him, Rittenhouse shoots him. And my, that shooting to me is unclear. I know I'm painting it out like Kyle's a fool and, and whatever, but that, that shooting's unclear. And then every other shooting after that is based on the first one. Right. And I've made this analogy before. If I go into a school shooting and shoot one kid in the face and then say, all right, so that one's iffy. But after that, it was all self-defense. They all started coming at me. Teachers, gym teachers, English teachers. They were coming at me left and right. The rest were all self-defense. <laughs> ludicrous comparison. Right? Yeah, I so shot problem, one child. Problem, and after that, I was just defending myself. Right. They, the problem yeah, with the totally comparison, analogous. though, the, the, yes. in order to make that analogous, though, it would have to be like the guy shot a kid and people weren't clear what happened. And then the guy is like walked off the school campus. And now teachers are fucking chasing him into the parking lot. <laughs> at which case it's like, well, what the fuck are you chasing to do with a gun? Like, what do you hope to accomplish? Like, if you don't know what That's happened what initially. Like, that, that is what I know. kid was Kyle talking at the principal's car. Written yeah, house. fuck. Yes, so. This guy <laughs> might have been a Fortnite player. Yeah, so the question is, like, what led to that first shooting? Did Kyle, <sighs> shit, was the guy defending himself who would have otherwise damaged used cars when Kyle approached him with the weapon? Was, Can like, I just interject? Yes. I like it when we call him Written House. Oh, all right, I will do my best. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I feel you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so it, it was that first shooting by Rittenhouse a good one, and it might have been. I, I'm I really have a hard time deciding. But the problem is that like the even rest if of that them was were all based on that. I I just. I would need an un unimaginable scenario of events leading up to it. Again, you have a 17-year-old kid, and this is just so, I'm a 32-year-old 30, man now, okay? 32-year-old mm -hmm. man. If I see a 17-year-old kid running away with, an, with a rifle, and I chase that guy down, we're fighting to the death. I know that. That has to be the case. There's no world, there's no sane world, assuming this guy mm -hmm. is of sober mind, where he's going to let me punch him, beat the shit out of him, and take his firearm from him. Like... So I, I just, I can't imagine where you've got a kid. And, and the problem is the, another thing too, when we talk about that first shooting, like he was running away, unless we're imagining that he was just he running was. away to turn around and start shooting. Like he's clearly running and the guy is clearly chasing him. Like, mm -hmm. is he just supposed to like, in that case, is he just supposed to like, okay, well, here's my rifle. Like do what you want, sir. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. I just have a that, really hard time a, buying so that one. I read the Wisconsin law on self-defense and mm -hmm. um, I think they call it a reset was the term in the law. So when Rittenhouse runs away, he sort of reset the engagement, right? And, and yeah. you, you could argue that, like, even if he went in there, pointed the gun at him, or fucking hit him with the butt of it, right? Like, let's let's mm -hmm. make it extreme. When he runs away, he kind of reset it. The other guy, you know, my, his, uh, you know, he could have stopped it there, but the other guy kept it going. Now the other guy becomes the aggressor, and that might be Rittenhouse's. The fact that he ran. Mm -hmm. might save his whole life that yeah, makes and a lot the of people, other two defense that makes the first one defense etc mm -hmm. and even morally that should be the case and a lot of people don't understand this like if i'm at a bar and some guy like pulls out a knife to like stab me and i have my glog on me and i shoot the dude then like we're clear but if yeah. i'm at a bar and a guy pulls out a knife to stab me and we kind of like stare at each other for a little bit and then he sheaths it he goes and he walks in the parking lot and then i go out in the parking lot and then i take my gun and shoot him. it's like well hold on we're in it this is a totally different situation like yeah, yeah he might have threatened me earlier but like that we've de-escalated from that now you know Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I agree both. And I think in that case, mm -hmm. at least in Wisconsin, both legally and morally, it's the same. Although I do like that you distinguish like, ah, oh, there's legal and then there's moral and they're not always perfectly aligned. Has anything happened with that yet? Probably not because it happened so slow legally. There, uh, what, you know, there's a little news. Do you want to say it, Kyle? It looks like you're excited. 
I don't know the new news. He was found at a bar wearing a t-shirt that said free as fuck, free as fuck, throwing white supremacist gang signs or something. And to now be clear, that trying... was, this was the white supremacist gang sign. Are you, was oh. it that or was it the upside down one? I don't even know. But um... No, the upside down one means you get to punch someone in the arm. <laughs> I thought I was punching him in the dick. I, look, oh, geez, I, you guys play shit. hardcore. I, I, I went to an that... all boys high school, so we might have had different rules. <laughs> okay, well, that's more intense. I wouldn't have played the dick punching game. It was a, it was a solid slug to the arm if you right. caught somebody. You put it next to your dick, and if you caught him looking at it, I'm worried uh, I have my facts cool. wrong now. I do my best. I, I might have fucked it up. Maybe he was literally saying okay. But they're talking about changing his bond agreement based on this event. So to we'll not see let him bars and stuff, yeah. I yeah, I don't know the details of it. Like maybe it goes higher. Maybe he needs to come up with more bail. Or, I don't know. But the free as fuck t shirt is kind of unmistakable. He's kinda flaunting it. So. I mean, wouldn't you if you just got out on fucking bail? Like, wouldn't you feel good <laughs> no. to be out? Like, no, no, no. I would know that I have an upcoming trial. I would mind my P's and Q's. I would be a model citizen. I would not be uh, flashing. Well, let's let's skip the gang sign thing because that could be wrong. Sure. But I would not mm -hmm. be wearing a free as fuck T-shirt antagonizing people. Yeah. yeah. Uh <laughs> it would be funny if you got arrested for being in a bar underage. Isn't he seventeen? Mm -hmm. That was. In I don't my know if he's figuring that, but. Yeah, I. Is it a place where you are there bars where you can go there underage and not drink? Like that exists, right? Why would you go? Could, you know, dance club. That so I, I I was raised in a um like a resort area, and that is a there were things like that where I grew up. Oh, okay. If there's yeah. like a bar and like over fifty percent of their sales are non-alcoholic or whatever, they might allow like kids in there or some shit. I don't know. That's the case. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. No, there were places that underage people could go to where I grew up, and ooh, I'm sorry. Actually, yeah, like the same is true in Athens. There are there are a few places that you could go even when you're underage. Yeah, that's true. So uh, we we jump past that to the Rittenhouse thing, but back to the Twitch. So like, that that really thorough way to lay it out why it happened. So as far as moving forward, what does that mean for you? Are you still using Twitch as your primary streaming place? Or are you doing it independently on your own site? I know you have a big YouTube following. Like, have you kind of structured out what you're going to do moving forward? Or are you playing it by ear? No, I mean, it's been some months now. It's been like six months. I don't even know, dude. The whole 2020 was simultaneously <laughs> very long years. and very short. So I have no idea. Um, yeah, I just, I dual stream now. I stream to YouTube and Twitch. Um, and then I'm taking my YouTube a lot more seriously. And I still get donations and stuff. So I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm not like in the poor house or anything. So yeah. That's right. Man's You're still in LA, aren't you? you I think you um, had just moved there or you were about to move there last time we talked. Yeah, I, I live a little bit south of there now in Huntington Beach, but I'm probably about to move over to Austin. So Oh, cool. why Austin? You're moving from California to Texas, isn't that? That's like uh, it's very trendy. Yeah, it's like old people moving to Florida. It's like you have to if you're California. Well, it's more like people that make more than 20k a year don't want to get fucking their wallets destroyed every two. Like, yeah, they're crazy. Okay, and we don't. I wouldn't mind the taxes here too. I felt like I was getting something more, but like, man, this state is fucked. All right, I'm going to Texas. What I don't are the pay. taxes? How, like, how high are they? Isn't it like nine percent state tax over like a hundred thousand in income or something? I'd have to look, but I'm not sure. Uh, I know they're higher than Texas is because Texas, Texas state tax is zero? zero. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder. If, That's a great number. <laughs> that is, that is the <laughs> ideal number. <laughs> I, I wonder if they have it somewhere else. Like sometimes the state taxes is zero. Then Tennessee. It's like, but property taxes are outrageous. I, no, I meant the if they find their tax revenue somewhere yeah. else. Yeah, sometimes mm -hmm. they do that. They might, but in general, like tax revenue aside, ignoring the state and city budgets, the cost of living is just so much higher in any place. Most people would want to be in California. Like it's ridiculous. Austin's really nice. Mm -hmm. 
Did you like California for a while when you got out there, or did you pretty much immediately like fuck this? I'm getting out. Uh, I only live to where my friends are. I don't really care much. I like okay. I, I like the only reason I'm on the show is because I got popular playing StarCraft Two, which was a video game for fucking losers. So I sit inside my computer <laughs> like all day and I just play video games. Okay, I'm not like going out partying every night. Okay, so. <laughs> the game for fucking losers. Hey, ladies, <laughs> uh, I'm a Protoss main. Yeah, <laughs> that's I, I've stopped by your stream before when you've been playing mm-hmm. that. And I'm like, okay, okay, all right. Which one's he? Contrary to popular belief. Oh, this is the intro. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Trying to show, uh, I'm bringing up your uh, ladder stats on your phone and showing it to girls at the club. Not really the big panty dropper some people might expect it to be, but. Yeah. And if it does drop their panties, you have a million other red flags to account for. Potentially, yeah. But (laughs) yeah. I mean, like, there's a lot of things to do here and everything. I'm sure that if you were like chasing an acting career or doing something in broadcasting or other artistic related things or other stuff in LA, there's a lot of reason to be here. But all the streamer people live in Austin. The state tax here are insane. The pollution is kind of gross. In Austin. You're talking about California. I'm talking in California right now. So I just want to talk it. Um, Yeah. I just, I'm, I'm stressed out hearing how much money that you lost from losing your twitch partnership like every time i get those emails would that come in and uh, like i just got one today because i still get like some weird residual subscribers that are really old it's like oh you got paid 100 dollars today and it's like oh cool like five months ago that would have said like you know twenty three thousand dollars, and that money is just completely evaporated in thin air it's a it's a little stressful for sure i'm just so oh, the, the fact that you bad. don't seem that stressed is what boggles me. I'm like, he lost $240,000 a year in income or more. Okay, well, well, hey, hey, wait, 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 wait. We don't have to like fucking say it out like that. Again. Yeah, I'm start multiplying numbers with oh, other my numbers. Bad, my bad. He lost 20 he grand a month. Or... in four years. He's probably going to be working into an early grave now. Oh, my goodness. Like, <laughs> you I said bet 20 grand, a lot 23 grand, and 24 <laughs> grand this far. I say, <laughs> all right, my... I'm, I'm the crazy one. Dozens of dollars a year. <laughs> yeah. And, and, he's, I think, and he's like, yeah, yeah, it was kind of like a kick in the pants. But, you know, I'm fine. And I'm like, I mean, it sucks. But, like, I have, a, I have a really lucky background for coming into this. My life before streaming was fucking shit. Like, I was doing, like, fucking 13-day stretches, like, every other Sunday off, cleaning carpets, like, making, like, 1500 to 2000 a month or whatever. So, like, I'm incredibly blessed to do what I do. Um, I've always been kind of like, a, all right, well, this sucks. What can we do to fix it and move forward? And I'm a very, like, forward-moving kind of person because it's all you can do, you know? I was very stressed the day it happened. I drank a lot, had a big panic attack, sorted all my feelings out. But then, yeah, day, day two, it's time to yeah, figure Did out what we're going to do. you literally have a panic attack? Panic attack? Yes. Like the, wow, can you talk about it? Like, what? what is... Did you fall to the ground like that kind of panic attack? Um, well, I don't know how big do we want to go into this. Um, it's really, really hard to explain. Um, Kyle gets those too, so he'll understand yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, I go oh, unconscious. He, yeah, he passed oh, out in, in the courtroom. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I, uh, no, I, well, that was a different courtroom, just to be clear. That was when I was 20. This has happened many 21. Times. Yeah, I, I went down in a couple of courtrooms. Sometimes you just drive by. He's like a fainting goat. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Yeah, no, it, the, the incident Taylor's talking about is when um, it's like, I don't know what it's called, maybe arraignment or something like that. It's like the first part of like federal uh, court when they're like reading out all of the uh, charges and I'd ne- I hadn't heard some of, some of them before. And I was just <laughs> like, and I certainly hadn't heard them come out of the, I'd had, I'd heard them come out of my lawyer's voice. who was like, Oh yeah. And there's, then there's this thing. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. That's, that's getting squashed right away. And then there's this thing. We talked to ATF. They're like, you know, if it were me, 
I'd go to court on that because that one's bullshit. They don't, so don't worry about that. And then there's this little thing and this little thing. And the maximum for those are this and that. And I'm just like, all right. So that's very calming. And then you get to court and the prosecutor is like, and this and that and the other while doing this. And, the, and then it just keeps going for like eight more charges. <laughs> and I like whisper to my lawyer. I'm about to go unconscious. You've got 60 <laughs> seconds to get me a chair. <laughs> nice. Very nice. Um, and he's like, can we get a chair? He <laughs> <laughs> fell over. Is that, is that how it went down? Did they get you a chair? They got me a chair. They got me a chair. I stayed conscious, but I needed the chair. <laughs> Fanning yourself. So yeah, you're among at least one. I've never had a, a pass out like that. It sounds terrifying and awful was it something like that that you experienced that day um it's kind of weird up until i was like i'm not not trying to derail too much up until i was 30 i've never had any mental issue ever in my life i've never had anxiety depression anything like that i'm just a rock solid stable mind um and then when i was 30 i decided oh wow people talk about mushrooms let's try like a fuck ton of these and after that i've had some problems and one of those was that i experienced oh. a panic attack which led to me being able to experience more so when i experience a panic attack it's it's really hard to explain um or maybe it's not maybe normal feeling sense i've never felt like terror in my life like generally I feel um, when something bad happens I usually feel like a nervous excitement um, and it usually like propels me forward like I want to do something like oh cool whatever um, but I guess when I have a panic attack it's just um, it's this feeling of absolute and total certainty that you're about to die I don't know why or how that's just like and it's hard to explain what that feels like because generally when you associate like near death like if I'm in my car and like a truck tries to merge into me like the adrenaline will get pumping and I'll be like oh you know brakes whatever and I, you're very very excited this is not like that kind of excitement at all it's just a very depressive horrible feeling that mm -hmm. like starts to go through your body that like fuck everything is over um and i think my my biggest fear at the time was that i know how inefficient twitch is and how many different institutions exist inside twitch and i wasn't sure because the departnering came from the legal team i didn't know if there was a permaban working its way through the mm -hmm. other part of the system so i was kind of in limbo there because i wasn't sure if a big ban was coming and that that, that uncertainty is something i is really stressful for all humans yeah right? nobody likes uncertainty oh, of course. yeah so, yeah Jeez. It's your uh, fight or flight system being out of whack and it, it just goes to the max and kind of it's it, it can't do either. Like, like, like I I have some panic attacks where I'm able to like use some breathing techniques and kind of like focus and pull myself like right the, the ship and pull out of it. Mm -hmm. But uh, sometimes it's like we're going down. We're going down. Everyone breaks <laughs> for impact. Like like I need to find a couch or the floor quickly because mm -hmm. like I have passed out and like. Mm -hmm. You, normally when you trip and fall like you break your fall but when you go unconscious you just collapse like a house of cards so like yeah. i fall on on like concrete before one time and just like fucked my elbow up and like you like, die. like dude falling you from die. Head height is deadly yeah yeah i fell like, from uh, what height i didn't hear the head word. height head like, height just, Six head feet. Height. just hitting your head on the ground you're fucked yeah. it's Especially not uncommon well, the, the ground might be in trouble for me it, fighters yeah. <laughs> they can get hurt because they collapse in a bad way right like you're not supposed to land on your shoulder like that or bend your knee the wrong way and if you're just mm -hmm. out like knocked out like a fighter would be they often like bust an acl even though it was a hit yeah. to the chin you mm -hmm. fall like, like tom segura video where he just ooh. becomes a crumpled spider oh god i could i could i could see that video in my head it was such a bad injury I think when you get knocked on like a concussion, I think that when you get knocked out, I think your your body has a response where you do a particular thing where you yeah, stiffen up or something. Response. Yeah, yeah, that's why you see like when people get knocked out, they just like go down and they're just like like looking very inhuman, it, very weird. It can be <laughs> weird for refs because they the fencing response 
can be mistaken in some situations for a defensive posture. Like they're still going, they're still defending themselves, maybe I'm trying to hold you off. But that's not what happens. You know, I'm just out cold with one arm. You know who I feel bad for in ultimate fighting is like the guys who have embarrassing fencing responses. Like some some of the guys like fully erect, torqued. You're like, that guy's out. That's a it's a turgid, powerful response. Some of them look like they're like casting a spell. <laughs> like, <laughs> pulling down, it's like, dude, that guy's got a bitch fencing response. Like, everybody's laughing at Poor you. guy with a limp wristed <laughs> fencing response. To your point about the anxiety, like, I, I haven't had a panic attack so far, but I, I've had like stress in my life, and the biggest stresses are when I'm not the solution right like like if i'm managing someone and my team has this problem or if, it, if it's just out of my hands if it's someone else's decision if i can work and fix it then that's not the stress level that that's not my big problem you know, that that puts me in work mm -hmm. mode if i'm just waiting to see what someone else deals my way that's crushing that's so hard to work with Mm -hmm. yeah that's yeah exactly right. exactly the same and I've, I've heard that's pretty common that like the difference between there's a there's a book about Fuck, I don't know what's called the upside of stress. I don't remember. But apparently a lot of the traditional thoughts of stress are supposedly incorrect, that being stressed is bad or being stressed for long periods of time is bad, that we always think this because cortisol is, is negative. Mm -hmm. but supposedly, the, the argument that this book made, I've had a friend summarize this book to me and then I read a few paragraphs. I don't know the whole book. But supposedly, mm -hmm. the, the argument that this book goes on to make is that stress is only bad when you feel stressed and you don't have the tools to deal with it. And when I think back to a lot of my life, I have, because a lot of people always ask me, like, oh, how do you deal with stress, blah, 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 blah. And like, I just by the nature of how I've come up, like I've always kind of been on my own and figuring things out. Like if I've got like some stressful events, they usually are all like problems that can be solved. And it's like, that's like a, an exciting thing for me. Like, holy shit. Like I just got banned on Twitch. Like where else can I make money from? Like, do I need to start doing shirts? Mm -hmm. Do I need to go back to building computers? Like, can I push my YouTube harder? Like, well, what other platforms can I stream out? Like, it's usually like, okay, well, what can we do to solve the problem and move forward? And that can be like exciting. As long as you feel like you have the tools to deal with whatever adversarial thing is presented to you. I don't think the stress mm -hmm. is usually as bad. Sometimes it can spur you on to like some kind of greater action. Yeah. Titus, yeah, if you never got stressed, you wouldn't get anything done. Uh -huh. Yeah, Titus, the comedian, I think we've had him on the show. He yeah, has this did. routine. I can't deliver it like he does, but he's like, you know, people are worried about anxiety. That's how the mortgage gets paid. And somehow that burned into my head. Like, yeah, sometimes actually that, that that's how the mortgage is paid. I've got a little anxiety. I got to get shit done. Uh -huh. It's motivating. Sometimes. Yeah. To be clear, the long-term anxiety that could come about of just being perpetually fucked in life, though, is not a good. <laughs> like I, the anxiety that I have now as a streamer is always exciting because I've got a plethora of options available to me. Um, Twelve years ago, when I was falling behind on my house payments, when my ex-girlfriend was pregnant, and when my job fucking sucked, that anxiety was not good. I didn't feel spurred on action. I just felt like my life was completely fucking over, and there was nothing good about that. So there are differences. It totally depends on like where you're at in life in terms of like what can feel exciting. I understand. Yeah, that for sure. I'm interested in what you said with. Uh... You said like up till 30, you were rock solid. You never really had stress, anxiety issues. And then you did a bunch of mushrooms. Usually yeah. you hear like the Joe Rogan kind of crowd being like, oh, you got to do this to recenter and get your cheat. I don't know the language. Upgrade like, your like, RPG character permanently. Yeah. Something like whatever, whatever Joe Rogan <laughs> yeah. would say. So like what you, you didn't experience that at all. Did you have a really bad time? And I mean, I upgraded myself. I, I unlocked a whole set of feelings and emotions that I didn't know existed. But the problem is a lot of those are negative. <laughs> So, <laughs> because like up until that, like I'm serious, I've just I've never been depressed or I've never had anxiety. Like I, I didn't even know have a concept of what was out or like anything like that. Um, basically, just like uh, or go ahead. What were you saying? No, so I was saying that's wild that you never experienced that. And then was it shortly after you did all the mushrooms you started to experience this? Um, no, it was like three months later actually. 
I did, um, and it almost, I, oh, it almost seems like maybe they were disconnected, but I have a hard time believing that. Um, I, so basically I had one trip where, um, I'd smoked a bit, I'd eaten some edibles and I, I, I was like, okay, mushrooms must be like weed, I guess, maybe a little stronger. So I just, I ate and a stupid amount of mushrooms <laughs> and then i had like an unimaginably fucking insane like life-changing life-altering trip that is indescribable in, in, in any words that i can think of and then three months later um i was downstairs and i was sitting at my desk and i wish i could describe this better but i'm just i'm sitting at my desk and just i'm not doing anything i have no mm -hmm. stress right now my life is fine i'm, I'm thinking like doing emails or something dumb and all of a sudden i just feel like this little like oof like this little tick and i'm like oof that was weird or whatever. And I remember thinking exactly at that moment that I'd had a friend that had described panic attacks and we make fun of them all the time. for like, you're such a loser who gets panic attacks. Or <laughs> I remember thinking like, oh my God, like, wouldn't that be funny if I was getting a panic attack after making fun of him for years for it. And then in the next <laughs> second, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then in the next second, I was like, oh, something is happening. I wonder if I'm memeing myself into a panic attack. Like, this is really dumb. I'm going to just get up and go upstairs because something is happening. And then the process of me standing up and starting to walk up the stairs, I this horrible feeling of dread just like washes over me. And I guess I, I, supposedly I was hyperventilating, but I don't remember any of this. I just remember walking up the stairs and feeling absolutely certain that I was about to die. I walked upstairs. I sat on my couch and it was just the most horrible fucking feeling in the world as I just sat, like, sat there like staring into nothing, like feeling like so absolutely fucking horrible. And that was like my, my first ever panic attack set off by nothing and just yeah, yeah, that sounds Jesus. awful. This doesn't sound like an upgrade at all to me. Like, no, oh, well, I upgraded. Upgrade. I learned about weight gain and gray hair and weakness. Um, <laughs> the big, no, the biggest, I don't know how deep we want to run down the philosophy. Man. The biggest upgrade that I got was right. at one part of my in one part of my trip. So there's a feeling called um, there's a there's a term called ego death. And what ego death is, is that if you consume enough of certain psychedelic substances, what happens is, is that you kind of have like an operating system that runs your reality. And if you take enough of a certain drug, you can kind of break down your upper level associations with that. And it gives you the chance to kind of, I'm going to say step back, but kind of like see like, oh shit, like everything I see normally in life is like super filtered through all of my senses or whatever. I'm trying to explain this in the least like super mm -hmm. druggy jerk off way possible, right? But that's essentially what yeah. it is. Like imagine you're watching, like your whole life is looking through your phone and then you have ability to like kind of like step like a foot back from that and see like whoa holy shit like everything i see is like filtered through this experience and now i'm breaking that down a little mm -hmm. and i remember that during that experience um there's one part where i'm kind of like sitting down on a couch and throughout this entire six hour trip i keep having the thought i did way too many mushrooms i broke through into figuring out what actual reality is i wish i could just go back this is so fucking horrible i took way too many mushrooms i didn't want to come here i made a mistake i am not i'm actually not ready for the real reality and the one thing that i took away from that that trip was that that kind of like very visceral thought um, i'm a big like debate lord brainiac intellectual whatever like the oh youtube whatever um going into that trip my prior to that in my life i always would have thought that like knowledge or intelligence is something that should be desired for sake of itself like knowledge is just good by virtue of it being knowledge and then coming out of that trip what i realized was holy fuck there might actually be some things that even if they're true i don't know if i would actually want to know them like i prefer the fake reality of whatever this life is to the truth reality of like sitting in front of a tv that is the center of the universe that was like mushrooms so maybe actually knowledge in and of itself isn't good it's only knowledge that you can acquire that can make you happier so that was like my big takeaway from that this is going down a very far road but that was like my big oh, takeaway from that experience yeah I love it. Um, did you have a mushroom tour guide when you took it? Like, it, it, I'm always told that if you're going to do something like this, you find an expert who makes sure your dosage is right, makes sure you have a good experience. Did you do that? 
I'm so incredibly arrogant. Okay. I just am very arrogant. Um, my goal was, I wanted to have the worst trip possible. So what I did was there were two strangers and then a couple of kind of friends that I had, um, one of which was very persistent. Um, I did it in an unknown environment. And then I took three times the recommended like big trip dose to just fucking blast my mind. Cause I was like, I'm probably just gonna get really high and no. So I didn't have like any, anything like that. And it was a, yeah, it was the, the worst possible way that you could approach a trip like that. And because some people will listen to me describe it and like, oh, this sounds cool. Like I should do it. Um, if I would have more responsibly kind of dosed myself into having like good trips, I think I could have gotten all of the knowledge that I have now without like all of the horrible mental side effects that I seemed to suffer afterwards for at least a year or two. Um, but yeah, that a year was, or yeah. two. So what would you call this like 2017? Um, fuck. I posted the video of my trip on YouTube somewhere, but I think it was a couple, I think it was a couple years ago. It was like 2018, 2019. Um, so I'm about two and a half years, I think away from that experience right now. Yeah. Wow. That's heavy. But like every now and then I'll get like, I'll get like a bout of like, um, I guess so, so for some examples, there, there are three like distinct things I remember. So in one thing there, I had a period of like three days. And now this might be where it feels bullshit because I'm tying this back to my mushroom experience. It might not be. Maybe it just randomly happened after I did mushrooms. There was a period of three days where I um, had like what I can only describe as like general anxiety disorder, like this weird general anxiety about the world. I am I am like a relentlessly confident person. The most I know, I feel very good about myself, my life and everything. Um, during this three-day period, I still have the text log. I'm like texting my kid's mom saying like, hey, like, I need you to keep my kid away from me for the rest of my life. Like I'm a horrible person. Like don't ever let me see him again. Like, but like I was just like unbelievably. And even looking back, I was like, what the fuck is happening in my head? Um, and then I had another like very, very short period. It was like two or three days of like an experience of an absence of desire, which is actually the scariest fucking thing in the world. Um, when you don't want to do anything and you don't have a desire to want to do anything. Um, and I think that these two experiences gave me such a new perspective on mental illness. I had so much more respect for people that suffer with that on a daily basis um i've always been a person who it's like hey you know if you're prescribed an ssri you know do that in therapy you should do whatever you know you need to to, to fix your problems blah, blah blah but personally i would never take an ssri because like my mind is too strong for that i don't want to change myself blah, blah 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 when i was experiencing like these two states i would have fucking lobotomized myself or taken any fucking drug or done anything i needed to break <laughs> that because like when you're yeah yeah it was just a horrible horrible thing i one of the one of the takeaways i have of like the human mind is i used to think that like 10% of your brain is like this weird underlying, you know, like subconscious mood shit. And then like 90% is like, these are your active thoughts. This is what you have control over. And I totally flipped that in and of itself, like to where now it feels like there's this whole under part of your mind that you are not really aware of. And then you kind of, you think a little bit on top, but a lot of the credit goes into this lower stuff. Um, mm -hmm. And it, it does you well to understand that because um, you need to do what you can to fix that stuff rather than just like think like, oh, well, I can just be positive forever and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Would you recommend it to people to try hallucinogens or do you think it was a net negative, at least for you? I would absolutely recommend it. It's a, I'm, I'm disappointed that I was 30 before. It's a whole other world. If you do psychedelics and you should do them responsibly, but when you've been on a big trip, it is, it is just nothing will ever, you're, it's like a whole other world. It's the close you, you, it's unbelievable. It's unimaginable. It's unbelievable. It's nothing like being high. It's just like, I can't explain it. I can't. For those that have done it, they, they'll, they'll know. And then if you haven't, like, it sounds really stupid. And I mean, like, I, I hope I'm scary. like, it sounds it scares is. the shit out of me. So like, I feel like I, 18 out of 20, 19 out of 20, have my shit together. Mm -hmm. And it's like, hey, you want to re-roll? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. That sounds like a bad idea. 
I mean, it's not going to like change you completely. Like, I think I'm more or less the same. Like, if you watch videos of me now and three years ago, like I'm still this rambunctious, loud asshole, blah, 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 blah. I just, it changed, it gives me more perspective, I guess, which is good. I think gaining more perspective is always a positive. So, what do you know? Joe Rogan knocks it out of the park with his hallucination <laughs> recommendations. You know what? I, he likes Stevia now. That son Shrooms of a bitch was even, right about Stevia. <laughs> except shrooms aren't even as intense as he goes. Or I don't know the stack ranking of intensity, but he like talks about ayahuasca, which I think is cactus juice that you drink. A lot of it depends. Yeah, a lot of it depends on dosages and everything as well. Like mushrooms or LSD can be very, very, very intense. Like I'm pretty sure a big mushroom or a big LSD trip can be similar to like a DMT trip, except mushrooms or LSD are worse because you can because those last six hours or 12 hours respectively. Whereas for DMT, it feels like a long time, but 15 minutes and you're in and out. But like, yeah. Ayahuasca and DMT are not the same thing, right? I think Correct. DMT is an extract from ayahuasca, isn't it? Am I wrong on that? I wouldn't. Oh, shit. Oh, maybe that's how they get it. I thought DMT was its own hyper intense. They thing. sound totally different. The, I'm I, sure I, of it. They are different. Now I would sound like full of shit if I said. So ayahuasca contains large concentrations of DMT, around 80 milligrams per 100 milligram infusion. It may cause visual hallucinations, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So ayahuasca is much different. The experience is a lot different than DMT. Like I think this is like a day long thing. You like purge from your body. You vomited all this stuff to do like your big trip. Whereas DMT is generally smoked and you do like two or three big hits and then you have your huge breakthrough moment and it's like 15 minutes in and out. I have a couple friends. What was that that drug we were watching? Or all of us, we were watching a long time ago, this drug where people would go into the Amazon and they would like... That's ayahuasca. Was that ayahuasca? I have a bunch of friends that have done ayahuasca. It's... It's oddly popular in the paragliding community to do like go places and smoke ayahuasca. People with so much money, they Drink. don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Robin, uh, Robin Quivers from the Stern Show did it, and she talks about just vomiting a lot. There's that, yeah. but they come back changed, right? They're changed. They like I'm. I have a new thing. I'm ditching social media. I have this broader outlook, love and peace, and I have discovered what life should be about and how persons should be. And now I'm that person. And then mm-hmm. two and a half weeks later, they're the they're the old person. Yeah, it's just it's just, all it you is. Need is- more ayahuasca. <laughs> yeah, apparently you got to top it off every couple of weeks. All it is is a new perspective. That's it. You, you can go through it in a crazy experience and in a week you can get back to normal or like the, I like the way that I would describe it is like imagine if you could go into a room and somebody could show you five new colors that you could have never imagined seeing before. Like that's what it's like. It's that sounds but, appealing. Yeah, but you I like colors. Can't imagine that, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm doing so well with the color palette I have. I had a, I, I've, I've always I had a rough time on mushrooms. They, they caused a panic attack. It was just very stressful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you went to Walmart. That was your bad. I mean, that seemed like the guide. best place to have a trip. Oh, no, nah, oh, not wrong. <laughs> are, you, are you hungry on mushrooms or no? no. People there already look like monsters, though. <laughs> you want to be where the other people are tripping, I guess. <laughs> look at these people. They're so hideous. Dude, you're not even tripping yet. This is Walmart. <laughs> We're only five minutes in, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It was, and this is was the kind of Walmart with a Cracker Barrel in the parking lot. So it, double dipping. It has a Sonny's Barbecue in the parking lot, actually, which is where we retreated to. It was our safe place. You know, something with hallucinogens is you never hear about people, or at least I don't, you never hear about people getting addicted to them. Like someone who's addicted to LSD or someone that's addicted to ayahuasca. No, one of the nice things about psychedelics is that like you can, when you do mushrooms or LSD, um, those are the two I have experience with, or I imagine it's probably the same for DMT and other, um, other types of hallucinogenics. Like when you do those and then you're done, you're like, 
All right. Glad I did that. It's not something that it's like, I got to do that again and again and again. It's just not that type of thing. Um, I, I wish I could describe it better. It's hard to say. It's kind of like, I don't know if I compare it to like, swimming across like kind of a scary river like you, mm-hmm. you it's, it's the water's moving not so much that you're gonna die but like if you fuck up maybe you will and there's like a waterfall over there so you swim across the river and you make the other side and you're like oh fuck like i'm fucked that's awesome that i made it i'm really glad i did it i had a lot of fun it was kind of scary i don't need to do that again and again and again like i'm good on that like generally people will do it and then maybe like six months later a year they'll do it but there are now, some people i would will do, do that like every repeatedly week. that that mm-hmm. sounds like <laughs> i would yeah swimming across, across dangerous river? rivers like I don't know. Define oh, death. That's I do that. <laughs> I'm funny with that. <laughs> if you want to feel like to- you're addicted to shrooms, the <laughs> big mushroom experience, then that might be for you. The thing that I said over and over again while I was tripping, um, especially in the beginning, next to the guy on the couch, I was begging him over again, like, please don't let me die. Don't let me die. I think I'm dying. Please don't let me die. I said that like a million fucking times. So wow. if, a, if a death-like experience is what you're looking for, ego death literally will you'll have the feeling of being dead. That's really hard to explain, but yeah. That sounds so scary. Yeah. So can you see yourself? Like, I know, Kyle, you can't. Everybody's begging for drinking episodes because it's been years because of your your situation. It pains me. And I know, I know, Woody, you hate drinking more than anything <laughs> in the world. Maybe next time, Kyle and I will drink. You can do a shrooms. No, no, you're fucking... <laughs> you take shrooms over there. Kyle and I will drink here. We'll kind of steer the you shit. You made it worse. <laughs> we could... Uh... I think they're legal now in uh, Washington State or maybe Oregon. Somewhere up there, like, shrooms are legal. They're legal everywhere if you're sneaky. No, Taylor, I'll do shrooms if you do battery acid. So, yeah, I'll uh, I'll do shrooms if we go... (laughs) I'll just get very sick. If we go to where mushrooms are legal... If we go to where mushrooms are legal, I'll do mushrooms. And obviously, if we go to where pot is legal, I'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll just get crazy crazy high i'll 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 take a thousand milligrams of edibles and just melt down on the show i don't care would that Um, not be the worst show ever like this is the sleeping episode yeah oh i'm not gonna go to sleep i'm gonna say some things no i mean okay (laughs) i don't know i don't know i don't know we did next to you like it like booze hits other people you're just like and another thing (laughs) it's like did he drink anything no he's just really stoned just 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 really weird racism let me tell you how i feel about estonia (laughs) (laughs) i'm started now forget not getting me started those estonians I've always thought about like doing like a psychedelic stream would I, I always think like maybe it'd be fun, but the reality is is it's not really the same from the outside as it is on the inside. So basically just, you'd be like sitting there on camera like with your eyes going wide and no one would have any fucking idea what's going on. <laughs> it's very internal, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I've been around people when like like in a babysitting scenario, not that I chose to babysit, just that I didn't do any. And they were on shrooms. And I remember like thinking about it. This was in college, the first time I'd been around a bunch of people doing shrooms. And I was like, this is going to be wild. This is like Harold and Kumar style stuff. Like silliness is on the way. And it's like, no, they spent an enormous amount of time staring. And then some yeah. uh, one of their sober friends got them in his like SUV with a moonroof. And they're like, we're going to the gas station to get sodas. They were gone for four and a half hours. Yeah. Oh, and my God. Like, yeah. they, just, they wouldn't let me stop the car. They kept saying we have to keep going. One time I was at my... Uh... <laughs> One time I was at my girlfriend's house and uh, she had gone to work. So it just meant like it was going to be a lazy day for me because I didn't have anything going on. Mm-hmm. I'm at her house all alone. And I think I got it in my head. I don't remember what I was going for. I think I wanted to go to Best Buy and either buy her a new TV because I felt like her TV was too small for me. She didn't want a new TV. She was like, no, no, that's the perfect size for this room. And in my head, I'm just like, fuck you. Are you 
you need a bigger TV. I need a bigger TV in your house. We'll swap them out when I'm not here, if that's what it takes, but Mm -hmm. a bigger TV. So I just get crazy high. Like, like I hit the bong like eight times in a row, just filling it up and emptying it out. Like, like as fast as I can, just, and I'm quick, you know, if you see me reload a gun, you know, I, I'm pretty. <laughs> I've done it enough that I'm. All right, we're good to go. I go That's quick how, on the draw with the bowl. Reload. You can't imagine how quickly I can reload a bowl. All right, it's it pales in comparison to anything I can do with a firearm, and uh, and so I, I I stumble out the door, just blasted, hop in my car, and at the time I had um, I didn't have like visual navigation. I had that OnStar shit, so I was just like OnStar, take me to Best Buy. And I guess I missed the part where she said the nearest Best Buy is like an hour and a half away because I thought it was right next door. So like next thing I know, and I do mean the next thing I know because time is a little warped when you're that high. Yes. I'm 30, 40 miles from her house (laughs) on Interstate 285, which is a circle that goes around Atlanta. And I'm just like the fuck has happened here i'm like <laughs> i press the button that tells me how much longer is left in my drive and it says two and a half hours and i'm like oh no i've agreed to go to tennessee i'm like i'm like on star take me to the nearest best buy and i start going again four and a half hours i got home i never made it to best buy <laughs> i never made it just one the wrong way of the circle i drove for four and a half hours touring atlanta <laughs> i know atlanta <laughs> there's no reason for me to go on a tour i'm like oh, yeah i've been there before it's aquarium and just around and around the circle i went i i must have done a couple laps around 285 ridiculous i got home so afraid i'm just sitting there in her living room like never doing that again it is unreal how much, how much pot messes with your time perception like sitting in colorado and we were all playing magic mm-hmm. like sitting and looking in between games or like during a game it'd be like like you'd have that thought in your head where it's like, have we been playing magic for 40 minutes or 10 hours? And it's, like you look up and be like, oh, all right, five hours kind of in the middle. And it's like, well, but that's troubling because if I would have looked up and seen that 52 minutes had passed, I'd be like, ah, right on the dot. Like, yeah. it's so weird. You don't feel like, like it in the moment. When you do high doses of psychedelics, it's the that times a million. It is unreal how much your perception of time is like tied into other systems that you don't know are running all the time. Um, one, so I'm so glad I recorded my trip because watching back some of it, knowing what I experienced during the trip, and then watching myself on the video was crazy. So at, at one of the one of the moments that I have during this trip is um so psychedelics tend to like kind of come and go in waves. Where you'll like you'll start to feel it, and then you'll kind of come out of it a little bit. You're like oh, I think I'm done, and then oh no, I'm not done. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and towards, I think it was either towards the middle or, or maybe middle endish. Um, there's a part where like I, I I feel like everything is normal again, and I'm kind of sober. And then I'll like slide back into this fucking world in my head, and it feels like when you would like go back to being high, you'd be stuck in these areas in your mind for like. I'm going to say like months at a time, but it's hard to quantify days, weeks, months. It's like an indeterminable, like a massive amount of time is passing. And I would have a friend that was like the, um, Recful, another streamer guy is he was part of the thing, um, tripping with me. He would like shake me to be like, wait, what's up? What's up? And I'd come back and like, Oh my God. And I was like, don't let me go again. I don't want to go again. And he'd be like, where are you going? <laughs> and then I would slip back for like weeks or days. And then I would wake up to him shaking me again. He'd be like, yo, where are you going? What's happening? And, and, uh, when I watched this back on video, because I wanted to see this part, I was like, Oh, when he was shaking me, like, I wonder how long I was like really out for it was like, it was like this. I was like, oh man. I don't know. Oh, oh man. I don't know. Oh, oh, it was like fucking, it was like two seconds. 
And mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, it's unbelievable. Or if, if you ever do um, if you ever do psychedelics and you keep like a phone next to you, which I think you're not supposed to do, but I do it every time, you can sit and stare and be in an area. And you're like, okay. I started my mushrooms at I think nine o'clock. Um, and I know they should be done um, at six hours. So I know by like three o'clock, I should be pretty sober again. And I think it must have been like four or five hours. And you'll check your phone. It'll be like, 901 and you'll be like oh fuck i'm fucked oh my god and like you'll, you'll lose track so it might be like 920 and then maybe you check your phone in like three more hours and you look and your phone is like 918 you're like oh fuck. oh god what's happening like oh no i'm fucking stuck forever and it's like oh my god it's so incredibly scary holy shit <laughs> the way you describe it is horrifying yeah it is you should do it god it's so exciting maybe i just maybe i'm sadistic or uh, is it sadism it would just well no now i guess i'm a sadist i'm telling you to try try it it's super yeah. duper fun holy shit but not yeah, everyone so i know all you're you. responsible about. Fuck. maybe maybe we'll give maybe we'll all go to seattle and get I'll uncomfortably go. high and record the worst episode in history i'll go i'm down I'm just gonna be a square and that that take a would no be on. that that would be funny to put us all in like a Marriott room and we all are on. Let's the- take it up a notch, all right? Like like mushrooms oh, aren't shit. hard. Like what if I can some- do better impressions on mushrooms? No, well, here's no, what we do: we mix something that me and Taylor like with something Woody likes. We get high <laughs> as fuck on mushrooms, then we go we skydiving. Skydiving. Oh, yeah. I thought it was gonna be a substance I like. Like, you know, like you no, open no, no. like this is clearly just sugar. Like what the fuck? We pick the substance, you pick the activity. Then next time you pick the substance and we pick the activity. That way it's fair. Yeah, but what do you guys want to pick? <laughs> exactly. Like, That's why it's not what, fair. Why are like, we doing I, sugar and playing magic, man? <laughs> <laughs> like Woody, I'm so goddamn tired of you picking caffeine. <laughs> I just get my heart palpitating and I'm stressed out. I don't like it. I've been enjoying like the past, I guess like five, six days. I, I had that bottle of 200 milligram caffeine pills on my bedstand for months after using them regularly, like a year ago. Just stopped using them. Like five days ago, I started again. And I don't drink a ton of caffeine compared to a lot of people. And so I still get that like pleasurable buzz. But mm-hmm. I, I had passed the point where like if I drank a monster, a cup of coffee, like I wouldn't get that caffeine buzz as much. Like I'm taking these pills and I know taking these pills, it'll last forever. Like now I take one of these caffeine pills and like maybe 25 minutes later, I'm like, I'm like in a great mood. I'm like, not only am I awake, I'm like, let's seize, you know what? Let's start the workout early. Let's do the workout longer. Let's go, let's go bananas. And I'm taking an, uh, what is it? A quarter of what, no, no, 20% of what Kyle takes. Kyle takes a gram a day. I think you're taking 200 or something, 200 milligrams in the morning. And that's all the caffeine I have for the day. I have cut down on my caffeine. I no longer take 800 milligrams at a time, but, there, but I have before. 800 milligrams is like, woo, the heart is racing. Uh, I was asleep and I woke up, and <laughs> but uh, now I take like 400 milligrams, something like that. And that's plenty to get me uh, like energized and having a good time. I haven't taken any today. I had like two cups of coffee before we started here, but if I... If you ever see me on the show, I'm going to start talking really fast. And you're like, oh, he's saying a lot of things really quickly, really quickly. I've had way too much caffeine. That, you guys that's what happens. have me so jazzed about caffeine. I went and bought it. I bought it. I have it. It's downstairs. I've never had one. It's just ready. That's the same bottle. I got it on yeah. Amazon. They're, it's so cheap. It's yeah. like, like This is like $8. Dude, they're more giving than caffeine away. <laughs> it's, I had no idea it's how cheap. It's a government conspiracy pills. to make us productive. They just make it's caffeine 250 free. pills in there. Yeah, I, I I have the caffeine. I I don't really do drugs. That apparently includes caffeine. I haven't had one yet, but I have to try it. I want to. I, I got to work out tomorrow. See what's up. Yeah, just take one. Just take it early in the day. Don't be like, all right, two p.m. time to pop this. Because if you're as sensitive How as I am, that would keep you. 
I think caffeine stays in your system like seven hours, right? It's over for me in an hour and a half. Like it's gone. Yeah. Like like Destiny if I need tiebreaker, do you know anything about caffeine pills? Um, I or caffeine. Not, caffeine doesn't do much for me. I can like drink. I tried. I can drink like a five hour energy, go to sleep. I don't know why. Well, that's not caffeine. Oh, I can drink a Red Bull and go to sleep. I don't know if that matters. I, I've never done like serious like dosing caffeine. The most I'll ever get is like a Red Bull. Like I drink like Red Bulls. That's it. So take it before that. noon though, if, if you're a rookie. Yeah, I, you want to so it doesn't mess up your sleep potentially. I if it affects me in kind of a weird way. Sometimes I can like if I if it's late at night and I have two cups of coffee, that might make me sleepy. Like I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I mean, like, and sometimes I'll wake up and I'll like forget to take it. And so like this morning, I think it was like 10 when I took it. And, you know, it was probably 435 that I was starting to feel like, okay, I can't, um, I'm starting to crash a little bit. Do you, does caffeine have a, a down on the other side? Yeah. A little down, but I also ate a big, like my big meal of the day as I was coming down. So that gave me enough, enough to power through the show tonight. But also I did, a because... I'm getting married in like five months, six months, seven, however long it is. Uh, two gotta, years. Yeah, two years, three years. I got to not be a fat fuck anymore. And so I started doing, in addition to the weight training, some cardio. And I I did that thing where you're like, where I was I was high on my caffeine supply. And I was like, oh, nice. last night I was rational. And I'm like, you know what? We're going to take it easy. We're going to do a couple of accessory lifts and then we'll run on the treadmill for like uh, 45 minutes an hour. And like I got down there and half of it was procrastination. And I like I was an hour into lifting by the time it's like just get your ass on the elliptical, you fat fuck. I <laughs> <laughs> just like oh fine, but by that point I'd already got a decent amount of work in, and so I hop on there, and it was the exact same time passing experience that Destiny said for mushrooms happened <laughs> on the elliptical, where like I'll I would put my phone above the timer area and be running with like an episode of The Simpsons on, and I'd only be through like a third of the episode of The Simpsons, and I'm like that's probably been like. Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh, it's been six minutes. Oh, that's awful. And I did like an hour and it was awful. You it did was an the hour longest. of cardio. That's I, good. I did an hour and I'm going to, it was probably foolish. I'm going to be real, real burned out and sore tomorrow. Uh, but it was, it was the longest hour in recent memory that I can think <laughs> of. Like, I, I would rather lift weights for three and a half hours. That amount of time would fly by compared to an hour of like, what's my heart rate? Oh, how many calories has I burned? Have I burned? As if this thing has any idea how many <laughs> calories I've burned. Is it a five foot two woman? Is it a six foot five man? Who knows? It's the same counter. For oh, I get a smartwatch. Yeah, I can't. I don't Do you, like wearing stuff in my hands. How essential is your smartwatch, Kyle? You, you, you I mean, love it? Says, it? You use it all the yeah, time? Oh, I absolutely love it. Yeah. I wear it almost all the time. I'm not wearing it now because I like just got out of the shower and then hopped in here. So there's okay. no reason to like be wearing it. So it is sitting on my desk charging all the time. Um, no, I love it. I've I've gotten like tons of apps for it. Like, I really like that I can like remote control my uh, my camera on my uh, phone from my watch. That's kind of cool. But like, just all the little all the metadata that it keeps track of, like your sleep patterns and stuff, like how much REM sleep you're getting and how much deep sleep. I don't get very much deep sleep. Apparently, like thirty minutes a night, maybe. Uh, but I'll get like normal. I have no idea. Who, I mean, what am, what am I going to do if I find out it's, it's it's not right? Sleep harder. Like Take less exactly. Caffeine. Fuck that. I, need my, <laughs> I want my caffeine. I'm not stopping my caffeine. Uh, but but yeah, I really like it. I, at first, I was like obsessed with getting new watch faces. But now it's just like, I don't know. I've got like the super basic bitch just 
all the information you could want in digital format, like kind of thing going on. I'm actually really curious. What's on your watch face? I saw time. Oh, um, nothing crazy. Uh, steps, weather report, uh, the date, battery power, and my current time. Like, like nothing crazy there. But, you know, you rotate it once over and it gives like a bunch of other like more detailed stuff. I can't show because it shows exactly where I live. Um, <laughs> but it's got like humidity and um, like the UV level, the high and the low for the day, the current like, you know, cloudy, sunny, rainy bullshit and the temperature and my location. But you can program lots of locations if you like commute for work or whatever. You know, it's a smartwatch. Um, it, it does a bunch of crazy stuff. When do you uh, charge as far it? As, um, usually like when I'm in the shower, I just throw it on. It's, it's one of those things where you just sit it on a pedestal. Right. So like I take it off and sit it on that when I'm in the shower you and that's using enough bathroom, to, you just, shower yeah, like on, on a nightstand, like as I'm passing to the bathroom, like getting undressed, I like just slap it on that thing. And that, that keeps it charged enough that it never runs out. Just charging it when I'm in the shower and maybe 30 minutes after. Can I just say how it much it sucks that like as humans we acclimate to like things so quickly that if you would have described to somebody that at our age that's like nine years old like in the future you're gonna have a watch that connects to some little device in your pocket that's like 20 times more powerful than every fucking computer on the planet right now and you're gonna be able to look up locations it's gonna track you it's it's gonna give you more information than like mini maps in video games it would have been the coolest thing in the world yeah my my, my watch has voice command i can ask exactly. questions yeah, and, yeah. It, and nowadays like you get shit. these devices and you're like yeah three hours of battery like fuck it you know and you're like you take everything for granted so much these days when there's like so much cool shit and it's like fuck yeah it sucks how easy yeah. adjust everything yeah we're spoiled rotten with yeah. all this stuff so yeah. much what's the it gonna take for, for to impress us now like virtual reality like real virtual reality like i was talking about, about we're like playing the star trek thing the holodeck exactly would take like physical like you could feel the lion you're pretending to fight i i was i was playing Rust i don't know why you um, do that scenario I was playing Rust with that guy from Finland um, a couple nights ago, and it was just he and I, and it was like five in the morning, and we were just talking. And I was, I was like, "Yeah, I really struggle with the gunplay in this game, but if they ever come up with some virtual reality where I'm holding the avatar of a gun and I've got a mask on and an omnidirectional treadmill underneath me, I'm gonna slay." I was like, <laughs> "I was like, that's if, what I need." If you get so to that level. You're not gonna be holding guns. You're gonna be holding anime titties. <laughs> That's what's gonna not you personally, but like it's gonna be all porn. If that shit, if we get to that level, it's gonna be fucking porn. That might be what drive is the driving force for the technology, but it'll uh -huh. get it'll get it'll get packeted over to the first person shooter genre and other stuff. But I agree with you in the same yeah. way that porn is what made VHS beat Betamax. Porn will be what makes whatever headset adopts it or VR system like. Uh, utilizes it that's what'll like bring it to the top get it the funding it needs to like make fps work or mm -hmm. rpgs or whatever any sort of game would be so incredibly cool with a setup like i just described mm -hmm. where like you'd have like a bunch of avatars you could hold like oh yeah this is for swords this is weighted for a sword and i can change the yeah. weighting in it so it's a light sword or a heavy sword yeah this is for this is for a pistol this is for a rifle this is for a shotgun and you just like you know if it's a shotgun you pump it and then it pumps in the game oh that'd be so the fun. craziest thing is the society would be unbelievably changed it would be it would be so crazy because anytime you walk into a high school the fucking shredded 
kids would be the gamers now because they'd be like fucking mining rocks and fucking rust or fucking World of Warcraft. And they'd be going to school like fucking shredded as fuck. And it's like, I can't wait to fucking go home and fucking work in the gulags for six more hours. Gulag simulator. You'd be doing like your, your gym labs for qualification and these people would be like sprinting around. It's like, I don't even think I chase with an AK right now. Like I do this shit all day. Like fucking let's dude, go I, ladder up, dude. I, I would love it. Ladder up. <laughs> I would love if that's what actually happened and like everybody was getting fit from it what i can mm -hmm. actually see is like a select few people like kyle described being like yeah this is awesome i'm like up and moving and everyone else doing that for like three days yeah. and then them having to offer a dlc to opt back into seated gaming options it'll be a oh, no. and you would everyone will be in a wheelchair sitting on the fucking ramp where it's like I can't <laughs> do it, dude. gaming revolutionizing gaming now sit in a chair and just blow into a tube to direct your character <laughs> <laughs> god i would love that so much like because I, I struggle so much with like recoil control and uh, and rust and like, dude, I could if you just give me a real gun and make me hold it down, I got this. I got this. Let's go. Mm -hmm. The solution is definitely not the like the wands where you're you're holding like a pretend gun. Because I was oh, watching no. I was watching Tucker try that for a couple minutes the other day. He was like, I got this. He's in his, his office building he bought, and he's got his set headset and everything. You can see him standing in the room with the two things. And then you can also see the obviously the game, which is him at a firing range, like picking up a sniper rifle or picking up an AK. And he picks up the sniper and he gets it in there and he like zooms in. He's like, OK, well, we put the scope on backwards. It looks further away. How do we do that? <laughs> so like, then it took him like minutes trying to do that. And then he just threw that gun away and went and grabbed an AK and like pulled the bolt back the whole time. Like you're slipping. You can't grab stuff right because it sucks. You're dropping it, having to pick it up. And then he like he knew where the safety was on there to like, turn it off. He's like, I know where it is. It's right fucking there. I can see it. Like just pull <laughs> it up. You can see safety, but you can't. And like he couldn't get the safety off with the wand. And so we just quit the entire game. Yeah. And, and that's I, where they're at the, with that technology. Looks I've awful. played a very similar game before, and it's incredibly frustrating. For one, like every little tremble in your hands like the gun is just fucking shaking like a leaf oh, in yeah. the wind. And these are heavy like, rifles. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on, man. I can hold the gun. Like, like I can hold the gun. I know I can. I, I like. It doesn't make I know any guns. Sense. <laughs> the bow and arrow uh, games are always, in my experience, I haven't played VR in a couple years, but last time I did, bow and arrow felt really realistic, and it it, it worked really well. Something you have the two grip points and just pulling it back like like the as the, the the string is being pulled back and it makes that sort of bendy noise yeah like you're getting a little vibration in your hands and then when you release that thunk you get a little vibration there too and and the trajectory feels right like i was really good at the archery game i like that a lot that sounds more something, fun anyway. something i'm really curious about um so on this topic where you guys have topics, you can always throw them out there something i'm really curious about for everyone here what is the last like tech thing where when you were introduced to it you were like wait this is actually next generation and this is fucking awesome and it like is totally like worth the hype and everything i think it might be hdtv like like way back when we when like i got my first like big screen 1080p television and watched like a 1080p uh dvd on it and like like going from going from like standard definition to that was kind of mind-blowing it was like this is so much better that's the most recent thing and nothing since then has been of the same level of life. not the I don't watch think, I, got, right? I mean going I like pc gaming and 1440p and high frames it 
I definitely like right away. I was like, oh, this is so much better. But I wasn't blown away by it like I was with like HDTV. I remember you being very impressed with VR. Now, I know it always seems like oh, it's just yeah. a couple of weeks with people, but you wanted to share it like you, you set it up so people could see on streams the game you were playing. And, and now you still get a kick out of showing it to people who haven't seen it. So, yeah, my favorite thing about VR was always demoing it for other people because it's that initial like moment of like your hands moving in the game like your hands are moving in real life like like mm -hmm. it fails when you try to like operate a gun or do a complex task because your fingers are so tactile and you can we can do so many things with our hands and fingers it's what kind of separates us from the lower hominids but in the game you're you're back to being dumb guy who like does this yeah and and maybe this if you're lucky and you're just like pawing at things again like a fucking animal but that initial moment where you're like Oh, look at this. Hands are moving. Punches are throwing. Oh, pick up box. I've got it. Throw. It went. Like, that is kind of mind-blowing at first. But the novelty it, wears itself out really quick if it's not, yeah. like, authentic. Yeah. I remember the novelty this, with the Wii. I got the Wii when I was in high school. I guess the, this is my what younger blew you brother away? got it. Just yeah, well, in, in high school, yeah, what blew me away at the time was, like, my younger brother got a Wii, and I remember watching him play it and then joining in to play and like being like, damn, Mario Tennis or Wii Tennis, it knows when I'm slicing versus when I'm putting overhand spin on it versus side spin. It's like, and it's very generous with the hitbox. I don't have to move very much. This is great. <laughs> like, I just remember at the time, like thinking this is the future. This is so cool. And it didn't even work very well, frankly. But I think that was like 2005. This will age me, but I remember when web browsers hit phones, right? So it came in stages. At first, like the, the shitty phones, like Palm Pilot type phones. I think it was called the Trio. Um, yep. They the had, Trio, uh, right? The Trio. I may have mispronounced it. I, I, don't, I don't know. T-R-E-O. Yeah, I it, it had to use a special markup language. It didn't read HTML. It was like WML. And I built websites at the time professionally. So we would have to build like a second website next to it. And it was always a shitty version of the real one. And then I got an iPhone and it was like, whoa, I have like the real internet, not the mobile copy bullshit downgraded awful version of the internet. The real internet is in my pocket. And this is like 2000, I don't know, five-ish or something. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. uh, the internet was pretty developed at the time. It isn't what it is now, but like all your shit was on there. You know, that's how you interacted with companies already. Like, you know, e-commerce e was all over. Like the real internet mm -hmm. was in your pocket and not the, like a, a fucked up copy of it. And I, it I forgot like, about oh the bullshit God. internet. Yeah. So now <laughs> like, oh my God, like the sum of human knowledge is in my pocket all the time. Like it, that was mind blowing for me. Like the internet entered my pocket. It wasn't just... I don't know, some stock tickers and uh, email and um, weather, right? That's the kind of shit you had before real browsers. And it is pretty cool. Yeah, I remember was... like, I remember having a Motorola Razor that had bullshit internet and sitting and taking a shit and being like, now I can browse the internet on my phone while I'm shitting. And like, <laughs> then we try and search one thing and it's like, I could drive to the library before I get anything out of this bullshit internet. 
I like it was to like, think that proctologists are like, this is going to change my game. <laughs> you yeah. know how many hemorrhoid surgeries I'm going to get <laughs> out, of, out of smartphones? Suddenly people are shitting for 40 minutes at a time. <laughs> These phones back in the day, this was like fucking, it must have been like what, like 600 by 400 resolution too. Like you couldn't see shit on these older like flip phone like browsers. And back yeah, then yeah. the data was insanely expensive because I don't think phones back then had Wi-Fi. I don't think they could connect to routers, right? It was just, no, just on the I didn't know what Wi-Fi ones. was back then. Yeah, the first one Wait, did what? Have... Wait, oh or my did God, they? Wi-Fi exists when yeah. I was in high school? Well, I'm not sure about that. Oh, okay. I'm, in, in, in 2005, like, did it exist? In 2005, yeah. was there Wi-Fi? Yeah, the first Apple phones had Wi-Fi, but they didn't um, make calls over Wi-Fi, whereas I think now they might. Okay. The thing was, like, wireless. Ever. in 2005, there were no open Wi-Fis to connect to. That was the main mm -hmm. issue. And my router at home didn't do Wi-Fi, so it was like... Wi-Fi for me did not exist. Wi-Fi gotcha. was kind of a cool thing. Like, I don't know. I, I remember, like, I knew of Wi-Fi's existence, but it started rolling out at work. I was at Cisco. And it's like, wait a minute. In this office, there's just internet from the air? Like, it's just, like, airborne? Like, you make a good point with this. Because, like, anything that comes through the air is essentially magical. Like, like yeah. when, when, I, when I really stop for a minute and start thinking about things like Wi-Fi, radio, uh, like standard deaf television signals, I'm like, they just told us it was a thing and we believed it. Like, <laughs> like, 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 if this is a simulation, like in the real world, they're like, they believe that signals can travel through the fucking air. Like, <laughs> dumbasses. They're in there thinking that there's something called Wi-Fi. What are they thinking? How do they not? We just keep adding weird shit and thinking they'll wake up. They just keep believing it because it got a big surprise for 2020, 2021 for them, though. It, oh, it's like, how is <laughs> how is Wi-Fi believable to you? Because, look, I don't know if I'm the only one here who has no fucking clue how Wi-Fi works on a technical level, but I don't. It's like, like religion. Wi-Fi is about faith. Like, like. <laughs> Like the next thing is like wireless um, electricity, right? Like like completely wireless. And I know that they've been able to do that with like really close distances. But like the idea well, that Nikola Tesla had was like this this wireless internet interface, like like where like you just push a button and you're getting electricity from across the city or across the state or something. Have you guys like seen that. Shazam? The movie, the Shaq Shaquille O'Neal movie, movie? Shaqu one of the greatest movies of my childhood. Uh, no, it's a more recent one. It's from like two years ago. Oh, it's wow. The boy becomes uh, a man oh, that is a the DC movie. Yeah, I, okay. I watched yeah. it recently. Anyway, it, it's fun. It's not great though. There's a scene in it where he's like discovering his superpowers and he can zap lightning bolts. And he's like, "Your phone's charged. Your phone's charged. Your phones are charged. That's what we need. That's the pa like. That's the I would like it if that happened. While I, my phone has um wireless charging now. Yeah. super disappointing one it stops working all the time and it's not really obvious that it's not working um and like you said that like oh look it's wireless charging there's a magnet a magnet yeah. that's like practically wired there's a wire attached to the magnet that attaches to the phone it's just a different kind of plug really. it's just you can pick it up a little faster a li uh, yeah, one thing the, I and you say. don't have to like do that oh i got it backwards let me flip it around thing like i Is do it? like it like like i hope i can get this i'm just gonna fucking unplug it as a like, gamer, like, this is it's nice to just like sit something on this little thing and just go have like, a charge. Wireless mice are a game changer. Um, if you haven't gotten a wireless mouse yet, like th this is you're done ever. If you hold one of these, you will never use a wired mouse again. Um, what kind and, do you have? 
mean, um, it's called the the, the wireless pro they don't, it's they don't make these in wireless what's but, the number um, on it is it can't be called the wireless i think it's just called the wireless pro there was an really? older version before i don't remember what it was this is like the wireless pro, and then they made a newer one but like the coolest thing about this is there's like a mouse pad that you can get and the mouse pad charges the mouse so I've never plugged this in, in my life. I just leave it on the mouse pad and it, while you're using it, it charges it. And it's, it's super, super smart super cool. too. That's like cool. if, if you have used the app, you can see how charged your um, mm -hmm. mouse is and it never overcharges it or anything. It's always at like 87% charge. Yeah, to make sure you're not- Always, for like a year now, it's been 87% charged. You don't even think about it. Mm -hmm. I would have assumed that meant it was broken. Not that it wasn't <laughs> charging there, correctly. There's a I didn't pay, I didn't right pay for a P plus charge. If that- Something to, this light is an indicator or something that it's charging mm -hmm. or it is something. On. Yeah, you can tell it's. Going. I uh my 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 entire desktop is a mouse pad, so that's a real reason for me not to like go to that. Plus, like I've been using the same mouse since I like started PC gaming, and I don't want to like learn something new. I use this stupid Mad Cat's mouse that weighs two <laughs> pounds or something like that. Like it's literally <laughs> like I don't know if you can see the weights that are like like, like this silver part down there at the bottom. Are weights <laughs> like it's so well, it's coming out of the bottom bottom it has a tail it has a tail yeah yeah so this is, allows me to change weights. the weights oh, uh, you can plug in different weights to the mouse to yeah I, I unscrew this and this is a, it's like it's just like a barbell these are stacks of weights so i can remove or add to the stack and uh, the, it's at its heaviest right now and like there's no way to show weight on camera it's fucking heavy it's really fucking heavy like like Mice literally half a pound at least the other way now now they compete on mm -hmm. being super light they like this is all solid plastic they honeycomb them now so that like mm -hmm. there's less weight to it and they they try to make it incredibly super light I don't know. yeah i i need the opposite because that's what i've always had and like uh, i think it's i think it's the same as any other mouse like, like How much I, lighter could you make a mouse incredibly like, light you just start changing the materials and and start like 3d printing so you can honeycomb super well like almost weightless do you want that though your hands are going to get you're going to be getting little skin flakes in your mouse your hands are going to get sweaty when you're intensely gaming i i sometimes just uh, like, you don't wear your gloves when they make <laughs> when they make these really small <laughs> fingerless gloves like when they go like 240 frames per second this monitor does 280 i'm like ah i'm not that level of gamer that's how yeah. I feel about super light mice too. Like, ah, it's not gonna. Dude, help. if I if I see in higher than 60, 70, I'd be blown away. Like, there's you, no way. you just do. Like, like I know you've got bad eyesight, but you got to step on up to like hundred hertz. It will. It that will. That is also one of the other things. I don't know if you've ever seen a GIF of the comparison between. You remember when like you guys? I don't know if you watch streams or YouTube videos. When things started to change from thirty frames per second to sixty, that you couldn't watch thirty FPS anymore. It was like, what the fuck am I even looking at? It looks like. Like I can count the fucking frames out loud. PowerPoint presentation. Just going from <laughs> 60 to 120 is the exact same feeling. If you're on a monitor, like looking at my, because I've got a 4K monitor here and then my 144 is here. Looking at my mouse move on this monitor, it looks like it's like 15 or 30 frames a second. It looks so slow, but it's 60. But when you come over here to the 90, it's very, very, very smooth. That upgrade will be something that you can't go back from. So don't demo that on a monitor unless you get the money to buy it. Because once you see it, you'll be like, oh shit, what the fuck have I been doing this whole time? It's a really big upgrade. Yeah, I play everything in 1440, uh, 144 hertz, and I really like it. I don't get 144 hertz and everything. Like Rust, I'm at like 100 frames As long as you're 90 plus, it's going to look significantly different. Yeah, I get a 90 plus on everything. Like even Tarkov, I was getting like a 100, 110, and in Rust, I get about 100, but I turned the settings up kind of nice so the game doesn't look like Play-Doh. Have you been you playing Rust, Destiny? Are you on the Rust train with what seems like every other streamer? 
Yeah, there's like a big like cloud server that everybody's on now, and of course I'm jumping on. Well, I really like Rust. I've got like a thousand hours in it, so when I saw an opportunity to join it, yeah, so I'm on that server now. Yeah, I'm getting closer to 2,000 hours now. I've been grinding so hard for the last couple of weeks. It it had nothing to do with like the the Twitch Rust craze or whatever. Like we started like getting into a Rust again like a week before that happened, and I was like, oh look, that's I'm a trendsetter. <laughs> but in reality, it's just like. Yeah, it's a great fucking game, and people are like waking up to that, and some streamers are playing it and seeing that it's actually a. I don't know how they stream it. And deal with like, actually, I do. It's because they're playing on that PVE server, and they're all pretending to play Rust. That's that's how they stream. <laughs> they're all pretend. What do you mean pretending to play Rust? Um, they have kicked out Pastilli, uh and a few other people for Come actually on. playing Rust, um, and and shooting people. Wait, like um, trying to take over bases? That's the whole point? No, shooting people. Um, no. Yeah, the whole point is, you know, it, the, the point is up to you. The point is up to the player, for one thing. Like, you, there's a guy that's playing um, not with me, but in the same server as me, and I know him, and he's a weed farmer. He does nothing but grow hemp. He has a multi-tiered weed farm where he grows tens of thousands of cloth a day, which is a useful resource, but... To me, he's not through he's, playing the game. He's a make-believe yeah. weed farmer. He grows hemp. Hemp is a, a thing in the game. You can do agriculture indoors. It requires a lot of uh, wiring and plumbing that you have to do in oh game. Oh my that is god, dude! This sounds awful. No, he there's, loves it. There's there's Minecraft parallels here, and I know people get mm -hmm. tired of that, but yeah, I totally. I, I know guys who would think that is the most amazing thing. Does he just have building like stacks and stacks of very multi tiers? Tall? There's timed lightings. Um, like like where the lights come on, the the lighting is perfect. He had to he had to selectively uh, pick the genome for the plants and clone <laughs> and clone them. That's like he really had to cool. He found hemp plants that had ideal genetics and cloned those hundreds and hundreds of times. And he repeatedly plants that clone of hemp because it grows more quickly and produces yeah, more cloth, and and the water consumption is better. You're and right that he's, he's just pretending to play because this is just a dry run for his own weed farm in his house. <laughs> Perhaps. Um, but then there's people like me who really like the grinding aspect and running the monuments. And then once you're established, doing lots of PvP. And then there's people who think that's lame. And all they want to do is fight continuously. And if you're ever hitting a fucking tree, you know you fucked up and you're a pussy now. Like, there, there's lots of different ways to play the game. And that's how Pastilli wants to play and they booted him? Uh, Pastilli wants to like PvP, and they and they and they kicked him and two or three other people for actually PvPing in the server. They they're all, in Wait. my opinion, they're PvEing. They're like doing some sort of communal PvE, like let's just hang out and pretend to play Rust kind of thing. In my opinion, this is so what the, you think Pastilli's doing. Pastilli wanted to actually play some Rust and shoot some people in the Rust server, and they kicked him out. Oh, for and it. you would argue that that on this mm -hmm. server, it's the unwritten rule is that it's PvE. It's not even an unwritten rule. They're, they're not allowed to land for big PvP. Yeah. So basically, the thing about Rust is that when you play Rust on big servers, the 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 thing is is that Rust is the type of game where um, happiness is a zero sum game. Okay. The only way you create happiness on on a Rust server is by taking it from other people. Okay. That's where all of the fun comes in. It's from raiding people's bases. It's from stealing all of their shit. And then it's making fun of them in chat when you watch their naked bodies run back to the base to see if you left anything behind while you're still camping outside with a rifle ready to kill them when they run out with like the two guns they had left. That's like all of what Rust is, is antagonizing people until they type in racial slurs and get banned from the server. This is literally like the core big server experience with Rust. This guy gets, gets it. it. Yeah, so, yeah. So, <laughs> this is the core gameplay experience with Rust. Um, 
Uh, and then um, what what happened was a lot of now Rust is a game of a lot of possibilities. Like he said, you can have hemp farmers, you can do cool little RP things. Like I think on this server there are people that do like taxi services. They fly each other on the map and stuff. Basically, a bunch of streamers just wanted to set up a server where they could like do a bunch of like funny, cute, clever, creative things or whatever for YouTube stuff or whatever. Um, so it doesn't really work that well when you have people that are like hardcore PVPers. Um, I understand that a lot of the Rust community is ultra ass mad. So I used to play on uh, Rustified a little bit, and then Rustopia were the two servers I played a ton on. Um, and I know that there's like a very hardcore contingent people of like PVPers out there. And when I say hardcore, what I mean is like these guys have never mined a tree in their life. They log in, they've got like seven dudes that have already mined up all their shit for them. They go to the base, they get the guns and they go and they start raiding people. That's all they do. Um, a lot of people want to do like the heavy, heavy PVP stuff, but it doesn't really work well when other people on the server just want to like kind of goof off and have fun. And that's where like a lot of the people are getting irritated. We're like, oh, we want to see like crazy PVP shit. And then the streamers are like, oh, well, we're kind of care bears. We just want to like role play with each other and build stuff. So that's like, yeah. yeah. And the best part about PvP. it, I, I'm, like, let me just throw this in there. The best part about it is that maybe the worst part, it depends on your viewpoint. All of these kids, and I do mean kids, are watching these videos and they're like, oh, Rust looks like so much fun. Uh, I'm going to go play Rust. And so they jump into like my server and my server is not a fucking role play server. My server is a quad server of PVPers. Like I mentioned that one guy with a hemp farm. He's just one of a guy who likes me who wanted to jump in there and just be silly and like do his own thing because he knew it'd be fun. Everybody else is fucking killing each other. We're riding around like like killing all the fucking time. It's all it's all anybody's doing. So like these kids jump in and they're in the chat like how do people even get enough resources to raid? I don't understand. Like 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 what are you guys doing? How do I make a house? Like the 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 YouTubers aren't teaching anybody how to like or the Twitch guys aren't teaching people how to play the game. They're teaching them how to like do some sort of make believe version in a safe zone. It's 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 fun for us because these people are clueless and they're running around in our world. Is there a way, Kyle, for you and your your band of heavy hitters to get into that PVE server and start running amok? No, they ban you. It's 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 invite only in, uh -huh. in the safe zone. In my safe place. I mean, you're the one you just said earlier that you're taking credit for Rust booming right now. <laughs> <laughs> they need, they abs I heard you. We all heard it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and I quote, <laughs> I, Kyle Myers, am responsible for Rust's popularity. I am a trendsetter. Yeah. Don't you misquote me. January 14th, 11 minutes. that evil on me. <laughs> <laughs> Time stamped. Is still very good at PvP? He's very good in Tarkov, so I, I thought maybe he could be good in Rust. Do you know? I think, so the oh. thing is like, there's such a huge learning curve with like, um, so like you could be pretty good with like a custom SMG if you've just played any other game because the recoil pattern is this long lazy S. But like, if you try to fight a guy who's good with an AK, he's just gonna like triple headshot you, and you just it feels like he just flipped a switch and you instantly died. Mm -hmm. um, like, so yeah, he's okay at like mid level PvP, I'm sure, because if he can just shoot a, if he knows to crouch when he when he shoots a, a semi automatic rifle and he knows to like do a little lazy S with like the custom SMG, but the top tier weapons are very, very hard to use and they're top tier for a reason. They just turn people off like a light switch when you're good with them. My friend like um, Timu just beat the world record. He, he is now the, uh, has the best spray on UKN. Uh, he just set a new world record and he's not the best player on the team. <laughs> yeah. So Bastille good, but he's not as good as the specialists. No, not even close. Like, 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 yeah. it's it's the people. It, it, you got to use an AK to be to be like top tier. You just do. Yeah, you showed us that. Who was it? Was it Timu who um, 
killed the four man team on the monument. Yeah. Yeah. That was Timo's point of view. Yeah. It was fun. Cause like the one guy's like, Oh my God, I think there's four of them. And he's like, yes, I killed them. No, no, no. You're not, you're not hearing. There's four. I killed four. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That, and, and, and Paris wanted me to make it known that he is better than Timo at PVP. Like, like after I said that on the show, he's like, this is bullshit. This is bullshit. You've just told hundreds of thousands of people that Timu is better than me. We have to have another 1v1. You know what, Kyle? I'll be honest with you. I've been holding back so that you and Mitty could have a little bit more fun. But from now on, I'm just going balls to the wall. I feel like I've misrepresented myself here. I've got to, I've got to show you what I can do. And sure enough, like they go and have a 1v1 and Paris wins the 1v1. And then like all night, Paris is just slaying the fuck out of everybody. But- is Timu just like... Once again, I don't understand why you want to. He's on the podcast or something. What? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I Timo just has want no to idea. Us with my friends. Timo <laughs> is is he he set a new world record, like I said, on UKN, which is a very big deal. Um, it's um it's the server that like everybody who wants to be good at shooting in Tarkov goes to. It's the best one to like dial in their their recoil pattern. And uh, I, I don't I don't remember what his what his percentage was eighty eight percent or something like that. Um, it. Which means nothing to you, but it's incredible. It's, I, it's pretty nuts. This is I'm, I'm, it's fun to me that you're having fun with. Every so often in Call of Duty, I would grab a couple of guys from the Optic Professional team and we'd pub stomp. You know, so me and the boys would never get beat. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's how you. Yeah, we were quite the team. Yeah, it's we were quite the team. <laughs> <laughs> Did you yeah. like my help of? Using my three times frag at the beginning of every spawn. <laughs> <laughs> Just, oh, oh, oh. Uh, no kills. Yeah, I'm glad Rust is doing well. Um, because the I saw the devs made like two million dollars last week, uh, or something like that. So that's just going to help fuel more uh, updates for 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 you know this calendar year and get more stuff out more quickly. I hope I hope they're not just like going in my bank account. I hope they're like putting like you know a little bit of it back into the dev team and speeding up some of the things that people want and that have been promised. But it seems it's like it's, Tarkov and Rust almost compete for the same player base. Is that right? Like when one goes down, the be. other goes up. It's bit. somewhat similar. They have some some like similarities in the you know. When you when you die and like you lose your gun and the other guy takes your gun that that that's that's kind of where the similarities are. Um, but in Tarkov, you know, you've got your stash, which is where all your shit is stored, and I can't come get into your stash and take it. Whereas Rust is on the system where you can break into someone's base and take all that they own. And Rust is often on a weekly cycle, where like uh-huh. at the end of the week, everything that we accrue is just gone and we start over again whereas tarkov is on like a nine month cycle roughly speaking six nine months where you can you know after six or nine months you're so goddamn rich that maybe you don't even care anymore you've kind of lost interest in the game which i think is (laughs) uh kind of yeah i got I, i had so much money that like losing didn't hurt anymore and winning wasn't a big deal anymore unless the guy had just the most meta of gear like i was saying there's there's lots of ways to play rust Mm-hmm. I enjoy all the stages of Tarkov. I like it when it first drops and everybody's broke. I like the mid game. I like the end game too. When, like you said, you can die and it's no trouble. Um, and and I can just I can I can cosplay as a poor person. I can roll in as Super Chad. I can play any way I want to. I, I like every stage. 
something that I really miss. Um, <clears throat> have you guys ever heard of a mud before? Multi-user dungeon or multi-user dimension text-based games in the days no. of old? Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I so I used to play a lot of these growing up. And something that was just part of the culture of a mud that was really cool was that anytime there's like a major update, um, I mean, it would change the way you would level your character. So necessarily there'd be a P wipe, a player wipe. And that was always the most hype moments of the game is when you wipe the player base because everybody's on, everybody wants to be, you can see the leaderboards changing in real time. People mm-hmm. are no wiping for 48 hours right after wipes to see who can hit the, the first person to get some weapon or some transformation or some armor or some level or whatever. I um, mean, it was always really exciting. I wish that other games did more stuff like that, like in the in the RPG world. Um, I noticed that um, in the MMRPG world, like I noticed RuneScape does like the Iron Man stuff, which seems pretty exciting. Um, in Rust, like the most, ex- the biggest excitement is the the, the wipe cycles. Um, like you'll play on servers that'll either wipe every seven or fourteen days. The day one is like depending on your server, you're sitting there for an hour waiting in queue because so many people want to get in and play. And then by like six or seven, like. It's just not as much fun. I guess for some people, I shouldn't speak for everybody, but for somebody like me, like it's not really that much fun if I can kill somebody and then re-gear up and then run back and kill them and or die and then re-gear up and run back down. Like it's more mm-hmm. fun when it's like, we just spent like 12 hours fucking mining and we heard like an explosion in the back of the base. And if these guys like break in, we're going to lose everything we just did yeah. on day one and we're fucked for the whole cycle. Like the stakes are so fucking high on everything. Mm-hmm. And if you're allowed to build these massive stashes, I think you lose like the funnest aspects of games sometimes. Like when I watch EFT and I'm seeing somebody like in some tense situation where they hear footsteps or they're in a gunfight, their legs injured. I'm like, oh my God, this is like crazy excitement. Like if he dies, like the stakes are high and then they die and then they go back to their stash and they've got like 750 trillion more like surplus World War II weapons stashed away in some box. <laughs> oh, who the fuck cares if they die or not? Like, yeah, I don't know. That's just kind of my take on it. I, yeah, no, I, I agree. that viewpoint. I disagree. I like all stages. Well, of you're it. just I, wrong, Woody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah no, There's only I, one fun phase. <laughs> I like it when it's high stakes. I like it when it's low stakes. I, you know, sometimes it's nice to die, shrug it off, go back, regroup, regroup, It's. I like yeah. games with no stakes. I've been playing a bunch of Magic the Gathering Arena, and mm-hmm. sometimes like two turns in, I'll be like, you know what? This hand is no longer exactly what I want it to be. Just concede. Just, just, just give up. Start again. Try it uh-huh. again. I, you don't. No reason to worry. What about the person no you're playing with? Doesn't he have a horrible time because you just? Left no, they get a, they got a they got a free victory out of it, so they get their little little coins, and you use those to like redeem cards. It, I, I'm exaggerating; I don't do that very often because it's mm-hmm. it's more. You don't really figure out if your deck's good or not if you quit all the time. Like you need to make sure, like, all right, if I'm getting shit draws a third of the time, that's probably because I have the wrong mana split. I have too many creatures, not enough instants, enchantments, sorceries, that kind of thing. I was going to suggest the sorcery jamming. That's yes, a well-known magic tactic. Ah, <laughs> oh, this fucker's sorcery jamming me. <laughs> a whole deck of nothing but sorceries. Sixty useless cards, no land. The yeah. whole uh, low stakes, high stakes thing. That's that's what drove me away from Call of Duty and pulled me into a game like PUBG, and yep. then and then from there to like Tarkov and and Rust. You know, it was like ah, here's a game where winning and losing matters a little bit. Like, like, I think what made Call of Duty matter for for a little bit longer than it should have was like trying to make YouTube content for it. It's like, oh yeah, a good game is worth cash, mm-hmm. and a bad game means wasted time. So mm-hmm. it's it, that added something to it. So like, I don't even know why people who aren't getting paid to fucking play Call of Duty play Call of Duty anymore. I don't get you people. Apparently, um, a lot don't. Like Blame Truth goes off on it all the time, and he was talking about 
I saw some tweets from him saying like, hey, here's a couple of statements from Treyarch or whoever. And it was like clearly them panicking, trying to do stuff to re-incentivize people to play more because apparently the servers are like outside of zombies, pretty empty, pretty dead. Yeah. I, I think that it depends. Like everybody plays something that's really important to recognize. I don't want to gatekeep any gaming experience. We all play games for different reasons. Um, but I, when I when I think back to like my favorite gaming moments, um, usually it's in games where the stakes were very, very, very high. Um, so like I'm never ever ever remembering, maybe some people do, but I'm never remembering like a like a Call of Duty game, or I, I should say like CSGO, because I suck at Call of Duty. I never remember like a CSGO game where it's like, oh, I, I had dropped a 30 bomb, a 40 bomb. Like that was such a good ladder match that I played randomly the one time. But I have memories from Rust that will like last me a lifetime. Like, um, they're like so like as a, as a very quick, very small thing. Um, Kyle might be the only one in here that gives a fuck about any of this. But um, <laughs> when you raid people's bases, you bring a lot of stuff with your crew. And if you've got a big crew, you've got, you know, dozens of high quality weapons, lots of rockets that take hours or days to mine the sulfur for. And like in the middle of like raiding this base, um, there's like people log in to defend the base and everything. Um, like your raid can get fucked. And, uh, and what a fucked raid looks like is you'll have a bunch of people in a tower that are standing there shooting down on AKs with a bunch of people with dicks running around, like running around trying to run back into the building because everybody's fucking dead. And so when you die, you have like sleeping bags that you respawn from and you're trying to run in and grab a weapon and just grab anything. And it's like impossible. Like usually at this stage, like a raid is fucked. And we were, we were at this, that stage in one of our raids of these people where we'd all died. It was over. People were trying to run back in naked. So they're just getting killed. And one guy manages to like grab a shotgun off of somebody's body. I say a shotgun. It's a shitty version. It's a single shot shotgun called a water pipe. Oh, and, no. <laughs> and, yeah. And, and in this in this raid, one of the defenders comes down and this guy manages to headshot the dude. And when he kills the guy, his body drops and we get like a body full of rockets and a rocket launcher. <laughs> and like from this moment of this totally lost raid, we like claw our way back into like slowly blowing up platforms, making way. And the whole time, if you could get a macro view of this, it's just naked bodies just running at this fucking tower. <laughs> and it's like, it's just one of those things where like, it, like this raid is like the result of like three days worth of like 20 people collecting resources forever. And if you fuck it up, you're, you're going to sit on your ass for five days with nothing to do because you've wasted everything. Else. And that kind of stuff is just really exciting and really fun. It makes for good story. Um, more so than just like I totally wrecked a bunch of people yesterday and you know this multiplayer yeah, everyone cheers in a moment like that it's like dude I got all the rockets I got all the rockets and uh, like, yeah, what do you yeah, mean? Yeah. how many rockets an inventory of rockets and everybody's just like yes get them back and, and get then, them back like, come here come here come here come where I'm right here what the fuck is there what, what do you mean you, you need to use words yeah and people like screaming on comms and it's like insanely yeah that shit is crazy that's funny as fuck dude, oh man on, on a related like Similar to that, but my favorite gaming moments are usually about relationships, right? Like, I don't know. I play with some guy with a lisp, and the other guy's targeting him. He's talking shit. And it's <laughs> like, all right, everybody, put on your gaming socks. We're going to teach him a lesson. And if that goes well, you know, like like what we played with a girl one time, and they, they, they targeted her. They went after her. They said, you don't understand. I play this game every fucking day. I'm going to kick your ass. And I'm like... He doesn't understand. <laughs> I play this game every day. We all play this game every day. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, and that, that, I'm tearing up. Like those are the moments where it's like, <laughs> like you know, come at me, bitch. You think you got pushovers on this team? Don't see. Leave. I'm so mean when you said when you were talking about targeting a kid with a lisp. See, I. I thought that you and your friends were targeting a kid with a list, uh, but I had no idea that you were the one to step in and defend. Because that's more, that's more my group. Like we, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, 
you've got to hear Mitty's soundboard of the kid we ran into with a lisp years ago. And when they got him to like say different stuff and recorded him and he drops that as a soundboard occasionally. And it's weird because we were learning Rust, like learning how to like really play Rust for the first time, maybe like two and a half years ago. Like we kind of piddled around, but we got a, a tour guide to like show us how to run monuments and how to, how to shoot a bit. And it was weird. Like we kept running into kids with speech impediments and I don't mean one or two. Like every kid we ran into seemed to have an issue, like a severe <laughs> lisp or a stutter. And we were like, is this like the game for, for kids with disabilities? Like, is, is that what's going on here? And so we all started role playing as kids from a Jesus special Christ. needs hospital. And so like, I'm Especially farming hospital. Yes. Like, like the idea. Yeah. Oh, you're retarded and you have cancer. Yeah. <laughs> a school for the criminally retarded. And so, so like I'm over there mining a tree and every time I hit it, I'm going wood, wood, wood in voice chat. And this guy like lives nearby is like, dude, what's going on out here? And Mitty's like, I'm sorry. I run a school for the criminally retarded. And these kids over here, I thought that maybe a land center, we got the funding for a land center. And I thought that this would be a good game to teach them teamwork. And he's like, well, that's really, God, that's really sweet, man. But you got to get them to tone it down or at least not talk in voice chat. They're driving us crazy. I work work with special needs kids, but don't worry. We got funding for a land setup. (laughs) Sorry, little Timmy didn't get dialysis this week, but everybody's fucking loving it. <laughs> and I'm just like, while he's complaining, I'm just still going wood, 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 just ha- hammering away. I don't know. It's a mean fucking game, though. It's uh, it's 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 great. That sounds like a lot of what you like about it. Having it knowing is. that there are fierce, mean foes who want nothing more than to kill you, that makes the victory sweeter. Yeah, they're mean to me. Don't 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 think that it's all about me being mean to other people. I like it because they're no, mean to me. That. And like it, it's motivating. Like like but like, like there are people in this server that I hate so fucking much. They have no idea who I am. I have no idea who they are. But I despise them. I despise them. And I'm going to get them. I've already so gotten a few. I thought that they hid usernames or something. Or no, that was yeah. True. But yeah, but how the fuck do you know how like Titty Fucker sixty nine is? Like like that's just a fucking username, right? Like I don't know who this guy is. Yeah, like but you know if like you're like oh there's fucking Buffalo Bill. Can you oh, say yeah. your username? I'm curious what it is. You, you Mine? want to say it? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I change it like every white. It's always something different. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jesus, how fucking crazy would it be if you ran like the gaming division in one of these children's hospitals or whatever? <laughs> you had like the login info to all of these kids, and anytime a kid died, you just like got on their account, emptied their fucking bank account. Like nobody would ever like get mad at you, right? Like it's not like. What a scumbag! Like if you're like running like one of those like fucking like yeah kids we're all gonna play like go out and mine today it's like isn't this boring nah go mine the fucking uh, mithril or whatever okay trust me and then like three months later the kid's gone and it's like well time to log in and empty this shit out like (laughs) I'm sorry you had to spend your last moments mining sulfur for me (laughs) (laughs) to enjoy and shoot rockets with it's like oh and you know as an aggregate the five of them put together all of their make a wishes and uh they're going to compete against optic in the championship (laughs) and they just get fucked like optic no prisoners hex Hmm. high-fiving the team as they trounce these kids (laughs) (laughs) all these bald kids with the next oxygen tanks Uh, oh man man what a <laughs> yeah that would be bad for for optic that's not good for PR for them not good optics they should uh, let, yeah not good optics exactly they should let them win this fictitious setup i did no that doesn't teach them anything 
How are they? Well, how much time do they have for they, right? They, they need they need they need life to... lessons for the next week or two. Here, let me teach you how to balance a checkbook. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not that. I'm teach you how to drive a car into your own colostomy bag. Maybe something oh. useful. Oh, that's too far. <laughs> no, I was meaning because that's always something. It's gross, frankly. Oh, yeah. yeah? <laughs> it is gross to have to have a bag of shit. How often do those leak? I imagine that's a problem. If 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 the answer is one percent, it's it's pretty pretty awful, right? Well, would you, Kyle, you often talk about how how vain you are. You have to lose your left hand. You can't kill yourself. You have to lose your left hand. <laughs> uh, no, let, you would take your left hand. You have to lose a left hand and an eye, or have a colostomy bag. Oh, I'd kill I, myself. I, no, I said this. That on I clear. can kill you're myself. Good. You can't oh, make a rule that's imaginary. Okay, in this imagine, I absolutely can. I'm setting up an imaginary scenario. In this scenario, you're tied to the radiator in my basement, and I'm not going to let you go. No, make it. Oh, uh, and you're making me choose. No. Yes. What, what is it called when you can't die? Not invulnerable. Not immutable. Immortal. Invincible. Immortal. Immortal is actually what it's like. Immortal. Okay. Immortal. You're immortal, Kyle. Death won't work. You're immortal. You're immortal until I so choose. <laughs> The, the bag is actually the bag. if you think about it. I yeah. take the bag. At you some point in your bag? life... I take the bag, like, but I, I refuse to plug it in, and I'm just leaking shit all over Taylor's <laughs> basement Taylor all the time <laughs> until he kills me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I just I come down there with a knife, and I'm win. like, uh, touche! <laughs> 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 well, you, beat me, you beat me this time. <laughs> blow me away. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I'm, I'm not plugging the bag in. I'm just going to dribble everywhere, and I'm going to eat bag. poorly. My father-in-law, I think, had one at the very end. He had cancer, and uh, um, it was uh, incredibly disheartening for him. Like, it, it, yeah, I can imagine. So that'd be that would that would be really difficult. Oh, remember in The Wire when the one homeless crackhead guy who was friends with Bubbles, like the white dude, had the colostomy bag from the beating he took. And they were pulling some sort of a scam with like a copper pipe transporting plumber or something like that. And the mm -hmm. bag popped and there's just shit everywhere. Oh, oh, oh. and it doesn't look like 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 formed shit. It's just like baby food. It, well, I'm, I'm sure that the asshole has something to do with the forming of the shit. And if you take it out before that, like Play-Doh device where you like make stars and stuff. I'm like, so glad you brought that up because that's where I'm headed with this. If you could change the your asshole into any of the play-doh uh mm. playhouse forms what would you want your poops to look like i oh, say man. hearts spaghetti no. one the spaghetti one oh. <laughs> that's the coolest one the spaghetti one <laughs> i didn't even consider that yeah i was yeah. gonna say the star but that has edges and so it wouldn't come out well oh it, it in this oh. make-believe land where I'm not allowed to kill myself anymore, <laughs> your asshole stars are perfectly formed. I feel like everybody would go with star, so I'm going to go crescent moon, be a little unique. I, anyone who goes with star just didn't think of the spaghetti one. I like That's spaghetti true. as well. I feel like it, it's going to flush so well. Like you are you're never going to have a plumbing problem again. Just painting the bowl every, <laughs> every single time. You it's shit. just going to be a bowl of spaghetti at the bottom under, in the yeah. water, maybe floating on the water. It depends on the day. And, and you've got like a, like a, instead of like toilet paper, you just got a butter knife by the toilet that you like scrape the, <laughs> you scrape the end off with. Like, <laughs> you're like, and then you'll just flick it. If you want to, you can do it a couple times while you're pooping. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. That's how I play Lego. Uh, Play-Doh, yeah. Play-Doh, thank you. Oh, well, that's gross 
Uh, so, oh, is it? I would, I would rather. You made like, me live with a colostomy bag in your basement tied to a radiator. I get to shit however I want. It was funny. <laughs> God, sensitive little bitch. You must have a hot take on the whole taking over of the capital insurrection fun stuff. Whoa. What? Whoa. <laughs> that was a big topic change. Wait, are we done with the shit? You hit me with that one really hard. So Woody's hard. done with poop. All right, let's get Woody, political. Do you, you want to go promise? back to poop? I, mean, no, I, I always want to go back to poop. You promise we can come back to it. We can do this. How unhealthy do you think Trump's poops <laughs> also, are? Hey, I'll um, split the difference. I need to be really mindful, too, because we have about an hour and 55 minutes left. Don't Aren't we supposed to have like a hockey segment? Is that what? That, that'll that be the last two hours. But oh, <laughs> this, is, uh, this is good. You know, the season started yesterday, which means that is where my mind is. Flat on. Four to one last night over the Colorado Avalanche. And uh, I did. I saw that. I was keeping track of the, yes. uh, the Flyers also. They're going to be my second team again this year. If you promise to watch them with me, I'm, I'm, all, right, I'm all, all in. Right. I, Can we make a hockey bet right now? Sydney Crosby. Since we're pitch. on Hockey Talk, Avalanche are my team this year. I have chosen them as Colorado will be my new homeland soon enough. Um, so Avalanche are uh, my team, and they actually will be my team. So yeah. do you want to do a sort of like Stanley Cup bet maybe or a playoff bet or anything like that? How many head-to-heads yeah. do they have? Like a standing $5 every time somebody wins might be fun. Gee, that can get a little rough. Uh, maybe we just do no, like uh, who wins. More than like uh, they, they won't be playing. They're, they're only playing in division because of COVID. And so like until the playoffs, like the Blues won't play Philadelphia. But – St. Louis and Colorado are both in the same division, so they'll play like eight times. Is and the Blues have already won the first matchup. I say we stop the count. They're clearly the better team. <laughs> Colorado. Colorado. Well, I'm not letting you grandfather that win into any bets. So, so you know, get them while they're hot. We'll do. We'll do. How about five bucks for every Blues Colorado game this season? The first one is tomorrow night, or the second one's tomorrow night. Excellent. All right, mm-hmm. yeah. Why was that yeah. way too expensive when it was my idea? And it's excellent when it's terrible. Because he told me there's only eight matchups. Oh. And I, because I know they're in the same division. And to me, it's like baseball where they're going to play like 30 fucking times. Okay, <laughs> and okay. I'm, I'm like, I don't know. What if they swamp us and I owe Taylor $200? Like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I, I would like to get the Flyers involved. I'm just, it would have to be a playoff bet. And I believe that would, I think all three of our teams are going to make the playoffs. We'll double it and make it $10, but they'd have to meet at the cup level. So it's not going to happen, probably. They, yeah, probably not. Okay. Yeah, we did our death pool. We got we got a few floating bets for the year already established. Ooh. I like that we're getting them done early in January. We've got our death pools down. Now we got our hockey bet Dude, down. My guy's going back to Russia. I. I like my picks. I'm pretty happy with them. Like, I, yeah. So, good. We, so we did a death pool destiny and we wanted to do a hard one. So it was under 50, no active diseases. And Woody picked the guy that is Putin's primary op- opposition. <laughs> and, and like they just recalled him back to Russia. And I was like, I'm going to be so fucking pissed if like nine days after we do that, that guy gets gets. They murked. already tried to murder him once. He survived. He was the guy that was on video, like catching the dude trying to kill him or whatever. Was that the. Yeah, I, I mm-hmm. actually didn't realize he was that guy. I just knew him as Trump's primary opposition. And then I, like, I, he, I guess the story is he got the hitman to admit how he tried to kill him. And I'm like, well, they're the same people. Oh, such a good pick. Such a good pick. I half lucked into it. Uh, yeah. Is it really that lucky to pick Putin's political opponents? I don't know if I'd call that lucky, but. It, <laughs> well, it's, it's a skillful thing. Smart. Mysteriously, a lot of those people seem to die of uh, radiation. Look, when you pick people under 50, you have to grab. I got that free climber at Alex Hanald. I got Kanye with the bipolar thing going through the the divorce right now. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to live or die by Lil Wayne in my list. I picked a lot of fat celebrities. 
Yeah, Kyle <laughs> picked a lot to, of guys oh, who were literally had, uh, 50. Like he, I, I, I had to pick an extra one because one of them was actively sick. On I didn't know that. And I just looked up fattest celebrities under 50. And <laughs> the guy who plays uh, Hurley in that show we were talking about, he's on my list. Good Jorge, pick. you know, McFadass. Whatever he, he, you know, he doesn't look good. He actually has gained weight since the role. <laughs> what really? He's even fatter than the fattest version I, of himself. I, I, I might be wrong. I had this idea that if it's a fifty and under, they're not likely to die of natural causes. Like even fat people live to fifty mostly. Like mm-hmm. it might take five or eight, ten years for a fat person to die. But if you're real, real fat, like Ralphie May, that comedian, he was like. The size of that guy from Lost, like so fat that like body type, like even like doing like a who's that Pokemon with them, you wouldn't be able to discern a human body. Like (laughs) ice cream in a a warm room. How did Patrice O'Neill die? uh, Diabetes. Well, he had diabetes. And then I think because he had diabetes that made him more prone to strokes and he had a stroke. And I think it was the stroke that killed him. You know how old he, like, what would you call him? He was was 43. Maybe I'm wrong then. Maybe I should take that back. Like, I guess if you're unhealthy enough post 40, it can be any day. He also was one of those guys, though, where he'd be like, yeah, I got type 2 diabetes. And he'd be like, Jim Norton or Anthony Cumi is like, yeah, you're on your third bear claw, though. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, it's okay. And it's like, he just ate himself to death. Damn shame. He was very funny. But, uh. I know Woody wants to jump to the news talk, but before we do that, we're going to hear from a couple of wonderful sponsors. This episode of PKA is brought to you by Smart Mouth. Everyone hates talking to someone with bad breath, that humid, awful smell that keeps you from focusing on anything other than a finding an excuse to leave. Now just think about all the times you were the gross smelly one and the other person was thinking about trying to get away. You probably can't think of any examples. That's because we rarely have an accurate read on our own breath odor. In other words, you could be walking around with trash mouth, not even realize you're grossing everybody out. That's why Smart Mouth was invented. Smart Mouth's clinically proven two-liquid formula combines to instantly eliminate bad breath and prevent bad breath from returning all day long. Rinse once in the morning for all-day clean breath and once before bed to prevent morning breath. Just two uses a day, and you'll never, ever have bad breath guaranteed. Whether the boardroom or the bedroom, having confidence in your breath spells success. Go to smartmouth.com PKA now for a free coupon. You can find Smart Mouth products in the oral health aisle at Walgreens, CVS, Target, Rite Aid, Amazon, Walmart, or wherever you shop. Once again, that is smartmouth.com PKA. COVID's going to be hopefully dying down soon. That means the bar scene's going to open up. You guys aren't going to be getting a lot of pussy if you smell like shit and your breath's bad. So go ahead and get some smart mouth. Smartmouth.com slash PKA. Even Check if that you wear out. a mask, you don't want to be suffering from your own stink breath. Exactly. Yeah. Treat yourself to nice breath. Mm. You know, uh, this episode of PKA is also brought to you by Postmates. You know, the great thing about eating your favorite restaurant it's your favorite thing. Or I got fucked that up because I was looking to darken my screen. <laughs> you know what's great about eating your favorite thing? It's your favorite thing and you're eating it. You know what's not great? Getting it. And the only fast things that deliver are not what you're craving. Introducing Postmates, the app that adds a delivery option to your favorite restaurants. Imagine anything you want to eat delivered. You don't have to drive, park, or even talk on the phone to order. Just download the app and order. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, Postmates will bring you what you want within the hour. You can even see where your food is and track your driver. Forgot the eggs and milk? No problem. Craving a tasty burger? Check. Looking for the perfect bottle of red wine or a summer beer? Order up. Postmates is your new long-term munchies booty call. For a limited time, Postmates is giving you $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. Uh, To start your free deliveries, download the app today and use code PKA. That's code PKA for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. Save the hassle. Get the food you love fast at Postmates with code PKA for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. 
Wow, what a deal. Hundred dollars. That's real money. money yeah. You're gonna enjoy yourself whatever garlicky food you want, whatever oniony food you want, delivered, free delivery, wolf it down. Oh no, my breath smells like smells like garlic and onions, but you got smart mouth. We, we we always we dovetail all these intentionally. <laughs> That's uh, how it goes. You think it's just a random hodgepodge of who wants to pay us this week? No, no. <laughs> it's a carefully structured. We have to turn people down all the time. We go well. That doesn't really mesh with what we're trying to do this week. So destiny. There were, Hi. Was it a coup attempt? Was it uh, just a riot? Was it Trump's doing? Was it uh, contrary to what Trump really wanted? What, what was your take on the? So I think that it's really silly to get fixated on the words that we use because people will get like hyped up on falling into what these words mean. Um, and then the whole conversation devolves into that. So like, for instance, if we were to say like, well, this was a coup, somebody might say like, well, it's a coup because they tried to stop like a democratic process of an elected leader and they wanted to install their own leader. But then somebody else might counter, well, was it really a coup? A coup? They didn't seem very organized. They didn't have top down direction. They didn't have widespread enough support from the leader directly. Like, so like, I think, I think that like getting into like, was it a coup and blah, 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 I think is like dumb. Cause then people just argue all day long about like what the definitions are and what you need for something to be considered like a terrorist action or a coup, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I think that like, I think that if we were to speak like broadly, I think it looks like a coup to me. Yeah, there wasn't like direction from Trump, but you clearly have a lot of people that are so far removed from reality that they can't comprehend that maybe their candidate lost and their goal is to subvert the democratic process by any means possible. First, it was misinformation from Trump. Then it was misinformation in the media. Then it was misinformation in the alternative media. Then it was misinformation from Giuliani. Then it was misinformation from uh, the, in the lawsuits. And at every and then it was misinformation of the Supreme Court. And then it was misinformation about how Pence could overturn the election. And like at every single, then it was misinformation about how um, senators could object at every single stage. Um, and all the processes, as stupid as they were, and as much of a fucking waste of time they were, every single process was followed from start to finish. You know, they had their time in the media. They had their time on social media. They had their time in the courts. They had their time in front of the Supreme Court. They had their time in the Senate. You know, Pence called Mike a, or um, Trump called Pence a pussy. And at the end of the day, they lost at every <laughs> stage of the way. And then it seems like at the end, it's like, well, fuck it. If reality isn't going to bend to what we want it to, then we're just going to break into the Capitol and force you guys to what we want, which kind of feels like a little bit of a coup to me. But is that confirmed that like he called Pence a pussy? I mean, it's reported, it's reported and it seems to fall in line with everything else Trump has said. But uh. I hope he did. <laughs> I feel like you let Trump off the hook pretty easily and like they didn't have support from the top. I, like Michael Cohen testified and he said Trump speaks in code, which makes it sound really mm -hmm. complicated. But this code isn't hard to decode. He, he says things like, you know what, Taylor, it sure would be nice if, uh, if when you looked at General Flynn, you, you, you found him not guilty of anything and just you know, let it just stopped it here. Right? Yeah, and, and I'm not I mean, telling you to do you. that. I'm not pressuring you. I'm just saying it would be nice if it happened. Sure, that would really mm -hmm. lighten my day up. That that would that would make me smile. And mm -hmm. you get the message, right? That's not a hard to decode code. Mm -hmm. When he says, "Look, you guys are going to lose your country if you don't march right down there to the Capitol and fight," mm -hmm. people are like, "Ah, oh, he didn't say to like break windows." Right. He yeah, I don't I don't disagree that. with you. I'm just saying that, like, it's not like Trump was communicating with a few guys on the ground being like, if you get into the Capitol, I'll get the military there to help you. And like, that's what I mean when it wasn't like official. Good. And Trump absolutely has the messaging, though. Those people were there because of his irresponsible messaging year after year after year after year. One million percent. I'd never disagree with that. One hundred percent. I think I so I caught some Fox News the other night, which I don't mm -hmm. often do. But they did a montage of things that Democrats have said. Uh, leading up to and during the riots of uh, last summer. And a lot of it 
was way more uh, inflammatory than what uh, Trump has anything Trump's ever said, like the stuff that Maxine Waters said about taking Trump out and uh, what people were saying about blowing up the White House. And, uh, you know, if, if you see anyone who's a member of this cabinet, get in their face and push up on them and, you know, don't give them a job. And you know, if you see them at the gas station, get after them and. That I want to. I want to go to uh, when they were locking children up in cages at the border. Yeah, following the Obama uh, tactics. That's not true. No, Obama didn't make those cages. That's himself. Not. Obama. Obama didn't fill those cages. <laughs> yeah, that, that's right. It's like they had this thing. So we they... were using Obama's cages. So just so we're all clear. See, <laughs> I mean, there is a distinction to be drawn there. I mean, like, we had some, we had some immigration policy. But listen, at the end of the day, you can't, you can't feel bad for me. You can't, like, when you're on record saying like shithole countries, Mexicans are rapists, blah 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 blah, and then you start stuffing kids in cages, it's going to look a certain way. I mean, you really have no one to blame but yourself. The Obama there. cages, yes. The the empty Obama there, cages that were filled with the Trump uh, separated the at the border of families. I mean, I'm glad you pointed out that they were empty. Obama not following through with <laughs> with with anything really. You know, all that wasted money on cages. All yeah. that wasted money on cages. Another no. liberal spending bill of just an empty cage. It's a perfect uh, uh, analogy for the democratic process. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. True, true. Cages built, but not filled. Trump comes in, businessman doing business, fills those cages to the brim. Kids are leaking out the top. That gets shit done. So many kids that we're having to sell a few yeah. to child predators. People will draw these comparisons. I mean, <laughs> people draw these comparisons between like people saying like we need to take Trump out, blah 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 blah. Um, I mean, like you can play the whataboutism all day, but to to try to deny that like Trump has had a clear top down message of undermining the integrity of our system from day one, and to try to compare that with some vague things that Democrats have said about like we need to take Trump out, blah 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 blah. When Trump is literally on stage saying like, well, maybe the people, maybe the Second Amendment guys can do something about Hillary, like. I think that those equivocations are hilariously not true. It's not even close to the same level. Like we don't have like Democrats mailing uh, fucking what was that one guy that was mailing pipe bombs to fucking uh, like Soros the and Democratic reporters. politicians and shit. Mm -hmm. What do you mail yeah, the CNN like, and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah the, like the 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 messaging and the undermining of the democracy. To be clear, I'm not against like all forms of protest, but like when you're the president and you are undermining our democratic system at every single step of the way. Like, dude, like there are people around the world in, in China and Russia that is rolling around laughing that like our head of state could do more damage to the integrity of our system than some random Democratic lawmaker on the news, you know, calling for like, oh, we need to get Trump out. We need to take Trump out. After, blah, 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 blah. after protesters burnt down that police station, Kamala Harris said they're not going to stop. They're going to be forewarned, be, be afraid. They're not going to stop. This isn't going to stop and they shouldn't stop. You know, like, like yeah, I think there's some again, equivocation like, to be drawn. But it's but it's not like look like in terms of like we're talking about like nationwide protests. We're talking about like the BLM riots. We're talking about like protest cops. And then you have on the other end, Trump saying three million people illegally voted in the last election. The Dominion voting machines are counting votes in Germany, like just patently not true things that leave no room for interpretation, like saying that, like the election has been stolen um, again, like. We can you can walk through like every Democrat like soundbite that you can get over like the riots, but to say that there was like as clear a call and and the thing is too is that like we keep hearing like how dangerous and deadly all these things are. Well, where the fuck is like the the where, like where was that? You know, like in all of the BLM riots and like this is the most rioting we've ever had in the entire history of the country. I think around the same number of people were killed as like the LA riots. Not a single cop got killed. I don't remember any cop killing a protester. I don't. I don't think so either. Oh, yeah. I don't think I don't 
I know there were some grievously grievously wounded protesters. Yeah, there was but, that, sure. But then in yeah. one assault on the Capitol, we get a dead cop. We get four or five dead protesters. Like, well, conservatives I mean, are more effective at virtually everything. I agree with you there. I'm glad you made that point. <laughs> but the and no, I completely agree that like it's it's very different. And when we initially talked about this on the last PK, obviously you weren't here, but um, I was a little bit softer on the protesters because at that time we were unaware of any police officers being killed. And what we were hearing was that maybe one had accidentally tased himself and had died from that. And I don't, I have a hard time being sympathetic to that. But then I saw this video of like the protesters at the Capitol, the mob, whatever the fuck you want to call them, beating a cop to death on video with an American flag. And I was just like, all right, I'm out. Can't defend that. There's no defense for that. You murdered a cop with an American flag. I am nowhere near your side of this argument anymore. Like, this is not what I thought happened because all the news footage I had seen was Capitol Police moving barricades aside and people walking into the Capitol. And then afterwards, this footage came out of people breaking the exterior windows out with riot shields mm -hmm. that they brought and then crawling in and, and, the initial coverage that cop to death. looked a lot different than the coverage from a day or two later, right? Initially, <laughs> there's Twitter that videos. cute guy with the um, the podium. There's the guy with who's cosplaying as a buffalo it's funny. or something. It's yeah. funny, frankly. There's the guy with his feet on the desk, which is like super disrespectful. But if that's your team, it's really cool, right? If that's I your mean, team. Um, is, can I, can like, I ask you a question? Like, yeah. I know that you're more on the blue side, certainly, than, more than, than I am than a lot of the time. Carry on. But like Mitch McConnell's not my guy. You know what I mean? Right. I hate Mitch McConnell, but he's like a necessary evil in some regards to like keep the balance of the force, right? Like you need a Satan for there to even be a good, right? There has to be some evil for there to be some good. So like you want people on either side with differing opinions so that one side just doesn't go way off to the left and or right sometimes. Uh -huh. Do you have any like do you identify with or sympathize with or like people like Nancy Pelosi, for I knew example? That was coming. I, I, I love Nancy. Oh, yeah. I feel Defender. like I, I don't know what's so bad about her policies. I do see her as like an effective creature of Washington. You, you, you know, know something else about her is she has huge tits. And you can tell they were huge when she was little. Like oh, not I mean, when she was younger, like 20s. Looking for this now. Yeah, yeah tell us what out. you find. Um, oh, family only fans. <laughs> like when when they <laughs> wanted to impeach him, she was the one that sort of put that process together. When Trump shut down government, Trump kind of lost that argument. He looked worse in the public eye. And I think that's because Pelosi is navigating these politics better than Trump did. Oh, yeah. And big, huh? And uh, sh share something. Give us a link. Yeah, I'm looking for a better pick than what I I'm found. I'm asking so, for a link right, for Kyle. I, never mind. Yeah, yeah. because right <laughs> now I've, I've just got like modern Nancy Pelosi, but just wearing something that shows that she's got some jokes. Yeah. So, but like, I don't know. I, 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 I feel like she's not even pitching her own policy. She's just working on behalf of Democrats, maybe the same way that Mitch does. Maybe there's well, like the thing is, is that like politics is so much more complicated than a lot of people give it credit for. Like people will look at a national poll saying like, oh, my God, people support Medicare for all 52 percent. But what they don't realize is that like that might be like 82 percent support in New York and like 25 percent support in West Virginia. So when it comes to talking to individual lawmakers at the end of the day to figure out what they support, not every single person can be on the most extreme left policy that you have. And that's why Pelosi gets shit on a lot by people on the left because they don't understand why can't you just make every single Democrat vote for the most like BAOC? 
see? And it's like, well, because we lose every single fucking seat if we did that. Like, you can't do that, you know? True. True. Yeah. Mm -hmm. AOC goes too far for me. I, I, in particular, I have, I, I like detest the idea of paying off student loans. Like, I, it's, I, it's a whole other thing, but it is actually the worst idea ever suggested in history. Everything that anybody in this audience thinks they know about student loans is just completely and totally wrong. It's unbelievable. Like, I found this Photoshop. I just want to be clear that I know it's a Photoshop. The net Jesus, the net spending that people spend on education today is about the same as it was in 2001. A lot of people don't realize that. Um, like the the value of a college degree, like the time it takes to pay off an average four years bachelor degree, is like about as low as it has been. Like lower now than it has been like in the history of the U.S. Like um, the amount of debt that's being held right now, 55 percent of that debt is held by people that are going after graduate degrees, like upper like middle class people. Um, I have the, heard that that yeah. that really convinced me a bunch. Where mm -hmm. like someone laid it out, where they're like. Basically, what you would be doing is upping taxes on working class people who couldn't afford to go to college so that that money could be applied to a post-grad person who's probably yeah. from a rich family. That's my yeah, argument. Fuck that. That's even bu if it's, it's bullshit. Even if it's just uh, grad school, not grad school, undergrad school, uh, mm -hmm. it, these are still the upper crust of society in general, yeah. right? Now, I yeah. know there's some guy out there with a degree that didn't lead to a job, but, but if you went to college, I say this all the time. Your workplace injury rates are lower. Your pay rate is higher. Your Much unemployment higher. rate is lower. Everything about your job is better. You probably work in air conditioning if you went to college. And uh -huh. now you're asking some carpenter to pay off your loans? Fuck you. Fuck exactly. you. Stop complaining about how hard things are for you. It, the median wage difference between like high school is like 32,000 or 34,000. The median wage for like a four-year degree is like 58,000. It's like, it's actually, it's ironically in a paradoxical twist, um, college education is one of the biggest drivers of wealth inequality in our society because four-year degrees confer such a massive wage premium to you that it's unbelievable. It's why people push for things like trade schools and associate schools because we have to bridge that gap because not everybody can go to college and get a four-year degree. And if you can't, you're fucked. And the idea that some motherfucker wants to walk at a college earning 75 80,000 a year and is crying about his like 25,000 a student like dude pay it back you you got your job it's fucking worth it like pay it back you're fine like yeah. jesus the reason people go to college is because it's still a good investment um so that's that i don't like about aoc if there's something i do like about aoc it's that i feel like she's always operating from a place of goodness even if i think she's wrong uh -huh. i think that she's trying to do what's right and i can't say that about all politicians i can't say that about trump I think Trump mm -hmm. does a whole lot of shit because it's good for him personally. There's yeah. this, it seems like there's example after example of Trump just, I don't know, diverting military flights to Scotland so that his golf course has a better airport support. We're paying more to refuel planes now so that Scott, his uh, golf course has a, the, the airport nearby. It doesn't go out of business, right? That's mm -hmm. Trump shit. AOC, all her shit is like, I don't know, self-sacrificing, death threats, etc. Or, or even if it's not, she thinks she's doing a good thing. <clears throat> I don't necessarily yeah. agree with this policy. She's probably against guns. We're not going to agree there. She's definitely yeah. for paying all student loans. I don't agree with her on a whole bunch of her left or left shit. But I do like that You know, she's trying to do what's right. And I don't think that's true of all of them. I don't Agreed. think that's true of the overwhelming majority. The overwhelming majority. I, I I think what we really need is term limits, like really yeah. concise ter term limits, like like two terms, like make it like the presidency. Wait, why? Make, because I think that they become creatures. I, I think that they uh, make a entire career out of being a representative, and uh, and and they they just get bought off. Like 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 the main point that I was making last week when I was just like didn't give a fuck that somebody came in and desecrated my capital. 
is like, that ain't my capital. That's fucking Pfizer's capital. That's fucking Microsoft's capital. That's like big oil's capital. Like, like those people mm-hmm. are all a bunch of fucking corporate shills. They're, they're, they're in no way voting in my best interest. They're voting in they, their they own best lot. interest a hundred percent of the time. So, they care way more about what Facebook thinks of them. I also don't think, I don't think it should be, I don't, I don't think it should be a paying gig at all. They shouldn't make a dime and they shouldn't be able to make a dime. No, because then only really rich people will be able to do it. So this is something that like people talk about this all the time and everybody will, everybody will fight against this and it feels so fucking wrong. But like, honest to God, if you want to see why politicians do the things that they do, you honestly just need to look at who's voting. Um, The idea that like corporations are dramatically changing the course of what politicians might otherwise support is actually just completely and totally untrue. Um, A lot of people will talk like this big talk about how politicians represent like other companies and politicians, blah, 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 blah. But then like when you actually look at how people behave, like it's actually not true at all. Like so people the COVID said, oh, relief like, bill had extra enforcements against live streaming, right? Like uh, pirating yeah, content. Correct. Yeah. But like you phrase you think it that's in that based way. Based on the voters, you think the voters were like, you know what? We need harsher punishments for people who share UFC streams. If you talk about it that way, sure. But if I say the COVID relief bill is going to inc- include more protections for creators that are going to make it so that this unprecedented age of the internet isn't allowing people to steal and pirate their content, like how China abuses our intellectual property so that the rightful creators of that content can profit off of it. Well, now it sounds like more, right? Yeah, actually, that's a really good argument. I like yeah, and this is how a lot of stuff goes. Like people, so for instance, like earlier we were saying like, oh, they just represent big oil. Mother, like fucking Americans represent big oil. You know, like I watched... I lived through, fuck, was it, it was sometime in the 2000s when gas started to get crazy, four or $5 a gallon in place where it's never fucking happened before. And Americans will cry about the cost of gas while the most popular selling vehicles in America are F-150s and Chevy Silverados, you know? Um, you know, and all of these, even unions will say like, oh, we need unions to protect the environment. Man, fucking fossil fuel unions aren't sitting out here, you know, asking for the environment to be protected. You know, I'm in California and to the south of us, there's like the largest, most, fuel, most cost efficient energy per kilowatt of a solar farm ready to be turned on. And the only reason it hasn't been turned on yet is because the state hasn't negotiated with like the local fossil fuel workers to, to protect their jobs because they're all going out of business as soon as they flip the switch yeah, on that. Yeah, a lot of that's true. But like uh-huh. you can definitely point to enormous things that like the majority of the population votes for like, like, like what? Like high immigration, not good for middle class wages. It's not. It causes people, wages to stagnate, and people don't want that. And so if you were just going by what the average person was voting for, most of them are middle class, and when they see their wages stagnate for years and years, decades and decades, they don't like that. And like they're not being represented at all. So clearly, people, people like the Koch brothers and big business who do benefit chiefly from low-cost labor, H-1B visas, you know, they get the benefit. People say this, but it's just not true. People will say, like, who benefits from high immigration? Like, nobody wants that. People will say out one end, I don't, I want American jobs. I don't want all this bullshit. And then they go and they shop at Walmart and Target and they buy things that are made for $2 in some factory halfway across the world. Or they'll say shit like, I want, um, I don't want there to be massive immigration. Like, it's bullshit. All these cheap workers come in. But then when we say, like, oh, cool, well, let's raise the minimum wage so we can pay American workers. Like, no, fuck that. Wait, hold the fuck. Wait, what? I don't want to pay people money. Oh, well, then you want to bring immigrants to work for them. People will make the same claim that, like, immigration is destroying local job markets, but our unemployment, before the coronavirus was like 3.25%, which is lower than it should be. We want to keep unemployment at around 5% for some frictional unemployment. The idea that like like people are opposed to immigration, it's kind of like when people say things like, I'm opposed to getting fat, and then they'll eat like all this fucking food and they'll get fucking fat. And they'll be like, I actually like, I hey, voted wait, against now fat. Now I'm feeling attack. personally attacked here, Destiny. Yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm feeling attacked. <laughs> <by the fat. laughs> 
<laughs> but I'm saying, like, people, people will make all these claims about things that they're for or against, but their behaviors just run totally contrary of that. The a other- really funny study that I saw was um, people talk about like environmental change, like climate change. And when you poll people, should we do something about the environment? Then the number starts at like 92% think that we should do something. And then when you say like, well, you make a $10 commitment a month to it, that number drops from 90% to like 70%. And then when you say, well, you make a $100 a month commitment, it drops to like 20%. So you have all these people that will vote for these complicated ideas in polls where they'll say, oh yeah, I support this or I support that. Like I want to fund our schools more. And then when politicians are like, all right, well, how do you feel about property tax? Lower that shit. Fuck you. Lower property. It's like, oh, I guess you don't really want it then. You know, um, I think that that's more representative of a reality than some weird shadow corporation buying off politicians. I think politician opinion tracks like voter opinion, like pretty closely. I think that's just how it works. It's just, we don't want to accept that because things are so fucked. We don't really want to take responsibility for it. The other thing about immigration is that I think Taylor presented it is there were kind of two or two options. We can either pay Americans a lot or pay immigrants a little. The third option is just shipping the job outside the country entirely. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't want that. Right. So, but if you have no immigration, maybe that's what you get. Like oh, we're like all you, competing with automation and global workforce. But like you, you do see that like corporations that's why we need do another world war on a lot of things. Like, you see that, what was it? I think in one of Trump's bill nonsense, it was like upping the H-1B visa level to unprecedented new heights. Like who lobbied for that? Who wanted that? Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Google, because they want cheap programming and, and big yeah. tech is enormously powerful. You know, people, American citizens who are graduating with those degrees who want those jobs, they don't, they don't want that. But that, this is, again, a lot of these things are just totally fictitious. People will say like, oh my God, like H-1B workers are coming in and they're destroying like tech jobs. But that's not true. Computer tech jobs are wanted like in every single part, even in the fucking Midwest, they're still looking for more computer programmers. Like if you graduate with a degree in comp sci, you're like fucking anywhere in the country, like starting at 50, 60, 70, 80,000 plus a year, like in, in places where that's a lot of money. And then in San Francisco, you know, if you get any entry level job at any big tech company, you're starting at like fucking six figures, easy. Um, like this idea, like we, it's so crazy that we run around and we say these things about like immigrants destroying jobs but you actually you can't see it anywhere it's like not in any data point it's not it's not even in any reality like you've never in your life heard somebody say we got to stop going to school for comp sci like way too many h1b workers they're killing us like it just doesn't happen but somehow we all complain that they're stealing all the jobs like i don't know i just the reality is like my wages would have been higher i don't, I, I, I don't think it's H1B. stealing it, it, stealing jobs isn't you know I don't, I don't think any of us brought that up it's the it's the wage stagnation that i think people would have issue with because that is undeniable like low level like low skill wages do depress you know the middle class and then high skill immigrants do depress like the standard wage for people who are trying to get in industries like that like of course facebook twitter youtube google they're all going to hire h1b visa people if they want because they don't have to negotiate salaries with them because they're here on an h1b visa they can't negotiate if they get fired they have to leave that's true if people don't know that that's true with h1b visa you're there to do that job in that country Mm -hmm. and if you lose that job you don't get a different one, you get shipped home. I mean, at the end of the day, it seems like all of us are supporting the growth of tech companies. All of us want them to continue to grow and like people continue to use their products and services. And it doesn't feel like, it, it feels like we'll take like a strong moral position on something, but the way that we live our lives at the end of the day, it kind of shows that there's a demand for this regardless of whatever, you know, cost there might be associated with it. Um, we can talk about how like maybe wages would have grown faster if we didn't allow any foreign immigrants at all. But even that, we don't really know that's true. Maybe the growth of these companies on the backs of H-1B workers has allowed more positions to open up that have allowed companies to pay other workers more. Like, or um, maybe the growth is local when it otherwise wouldn't have been. 
Yeah, potentially. Yeah. Like specialization of labor, for instance, like when we did NAFTA, a lot of people complained that parts of automation uh, of the of the US manufacturing of automobiles moved to south of the border. And while that was true, the overall amount of jobs in the automobile industry in the United States stayed roughly the same because a lot of the labor became more specialized in the US to work on other things. Um, it's never like a one. It's, it's It sounds really shitty to say this. I hate like that. It's nuanced argument. But there's never like a one to one trade off on like worker comes here and then job is lost. There's always like more growth and economic activity that comes off the back of that. And then from a macro level, just looking at things like it doesn't seem that we're suffering in all of these horrible ways that people sometimes say that we are like, believe it or not, prior to the COVID thing, I think it was like, like 70% of Americans were pulled. And so they felt like the economy was going really well for them. But and so we, we get polls like that. And then on TV, everybody's saying like, oh, the rich are fucking everybody, like all the jobs are getting lost. It didn't seem like that experience was coming from like an average American person, just like terminally online Twitter people is what it feels like. I have a question about the back to the Trump thing. So they impeached him a second time. Uh What should they do in the Senate? Should they just not hear it and move on like they did the first time? Should they they fucking dump it? Why would you waste so much? Listen, I hate Trump more than any other fucker on the planet. I fucking hate that guy. I would. What? Isn't it five days away? Right. Six yeah. Well, okay. So and if like, they well, impeach him or whatever, like do the thing to him, him in the Senate, he loses his pension, he loses his security detail, and he loses something else. Um, it impacts his presidential uh-huh. lifestyle for the rest of his life. Also, okay. there's a, there's a thing they can do that make it so he can't run for office again. Right. Like, hey, you're kind of treasonous. You started an insurrection. Uh-huh. You can't run for office anymore. Um, that really impacts his influence on like what happens now. You know, he uh-huh. or or he could. Let's say Ted Cruz wants to run next time. He probably does. You know, Trump can fuck with him by threatening to run. Whereas if he can't <laughs> run, then he loses that weapon. So yeah, and we would all like to see Trump fuck with Ted Cruz some more. It is a positive. Yeah. Like, why would you sit there and like waste? Like, you have such limited time under Biden, and you have such an ambitious agenda, and we're still like losing like fifty million people a day to the coronavirus. Like, I feel like we need to just focus on shit going forward. I'm not one of these people to sit here and jerk off like, oh, we need to forgive and forget and unity, but like, we kind of do. Like, we have a lot of shit we got to get done. Harping on the Trump shit is just going to make you sound deranged to everybody that's not like already bought into your political narrative. Like, fucking eject that shit, move the fuck on. You know what I want to do? This is what I would do if I were king of the Senate. I'd take it up in a hundred days and, you know, have a little hindsight and calm, like you let Biden try, you know, a hundred days in the administration is usually the most productive. Let them do the bipartisan shit. Let them do the unity things. Let them do whatever they can. And then once Mm -hmm. hundred, 150 days has expired, let's use the wisdom we've gathered over that couple of months and figure out what to do about Trump. Should we just let it die? Should we look into it? What's Trump doing now? You know, Mm -hmm. that might guide what we do next. I guess like the scary thing is just that everything in politics is give and take. If you want something, you're going to have to give something. And I would, I couldn't imagine losing like a public option in healthcare or some immigration reform bill or some 15 an hour minimum wage, having to sacrifice that at the altar of the Trump conviction thing. Like we're legalized marijuana, which is all I care about. Or yeah, total total reformation of the DEA um, and all the scheduling shit is fucked. Yeah. Like I would hate to have to sacrifice any political ground there to fucking convict Trump. Like the guy is like 400 fucking pounds. He's like 80 years old. Like let him fucking go off. That's that's another good bet. Will they legalize pot federally? Will Biden take his old ass hand, scribble that down with Kamala guiding his wrist (laughs) <laughs> will, he, will that happen? I think I'm, so. I, I'm, you know, I'm on the, I think the hopeful so. side. I'm like, you know, I'm on the Blues fan side. I'm hopeful. 
but I expect nothing. So I think what I usually happen. do in situations like this, like like I do it with UFC a lot, like all right, like I want Conor McGregor to to beat Dustin Poirier, but if I bet a hundred dollars on Dustin Poirier, I'm happy no matter what happens. Because I'm either going to win $100 or my favorite fighter is going to win and be back in contention to get his belt back. Either way, I'm happy. That's a good way to do it. So I, I totally think they're going to legalize pot. I don't know if they're going to expunge records or if they do, if it'll be in a way that helps Kyle. But um, I, the, the House already passed it. And now the Democrats own the Senate, too. And I be- I'm making this up, but I have to believe there's some Republican support for the pot thing. Like, they're not 100% against it. There's red states that have legalized pot. Yeah. So Grand Paul's in the mix for it, right? He's he's I, won. Yeah. Uh, so I, I I just think they're going to get it passed. You know, the, the, the House is going to do it again. They're going to pass it again. Just in the nick of time. <laughs> <laughs> for somebody, just not just you. Just for you to get off of probation. <laughs> yeah. It, it, but it, it it's gonna pass. I don't know why it hasn't. I don't know why the Republicans aren't for it. I, Old I, dumb shit. There are so many issues that both sides. I feel like they need to be a little bit flexible on, and they'd win so many voters. Guns. Like Democrat. Yeah, Democrats need to drop the fucking like crazy gun shit. Yes. Like just ease up a little bit, okay? Um, and then bunch. Republicans. I think Republicans and and Republicans get mad at but like just fucking let go of the abortion thing, okay? Listen, just fucking drop Ooh. it, okay? You lose so much there. Also. Stop being racist, okay? Republicans, I, as somebody that's grown up half Cuban, my family, and grew up in a very, very black neighborhood, some of the most conservative motherfuckers that I've met in my life are brown and black. If you would just stop being fucking racist, you would have so many fucking allies here in these minority communities. If you just they're very religious. Yeah, yeah holy shit, right. they're incredibly fucking religious. Very fucking traditional in terms of like gender roles and everything. Very and like you know, and stuff. Yeah, like if they want to bunch I, of abortion I, allies, those are. You know, I agree with God. everything you said and want mm-hmm. to tip my hat to the Republicans. You know, you just wanted to ease off a little bit. Yeah. Homophobia was a losing issue for the Republicans. It was just mm-hmm. it was just a variation of being an asshole. Yeah. You know, you're, you're just a fucking asshole giving people a hard time for no gain. No, you just you're just like, I hate this kind of person because the Bible told Why me are you to. taking the L's on this issue. Yeah. Yeah. Just fucking take a step back and you would still say the republicans are the anti-gay party if there is one mm-hmm. but oh my yeah. god I mean, it's like the died whole, down like, a ton mike huckabee coming out defending the one woman that said she didn't want to issue certificate marriage certificates or like the master cake uh shop the whatever like yeah, yeah i yeah. just i feel like there are issues that both sides could just like drop and they would massively increase because like let's be real like evangelicals aren't going to be fucking voting for aoc because republicans have have no longer harped on abortion cops they're like i don't know i just eh. Yeah, they, the Republicans should get I, – I think if Trump had legalized marijuana a year ago, he'd have won the re-election. I think that would have been enough to push him over. Probably. And I think that – um, so, yeah. so if, they, if, they, if, they, if they get on the weed train, if they'd be the party of, of marijuana business, if mm-hmm. they'd push that angle, like, like the tax revenue and how it's all going toward education, infrastructure, name a thing people care about. And then, and then also, speed. like you said – Get back off on the on on the racism thing. Like like they're making it's us all look issue. bad here. Like, yeah. like it's a, a shit ton of money on the pot thing. They're they're like yeah. the best example of it. And but have other- the drug thing helps the gun thing so much too. The war on drugs contributes so much to fucking gun violence yeah. in the United States, which is like fucking ninety percent from fucking gang violence. Like if you shut that shit down, you're helping so many different parts of your platform that like fuck like ugh, it's so frustrating. <sighs> I wonder. Well, 
How will they morph in the next four years, right? Will Republicans make any of these positive steps? It's possible because they did it on the homophobia thing. Will Democrats make any good steps forward? Or will they like be like, now's our chance to rip guns out of your hands? Double down and be like, uh, we're back to neocon stuff. We're just like Bush Jr. again. Oh, also, Iran's threatening us. We uh, we took a nice little break from starting new wars the past four years, but huh, I'm rip roaring to go. Like they're gonna they're gonna try and fold back in. They're gonna try and run someone like Nikki Haley, some war, you know, some pro war neocon. Like they're they're gonna try and expel Trump as far from it as possible and go on as though nothing happened. Back to Bush. I don't, if I don't Iran think killed war, Trump, I, I think I'd be like, nah, <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, he, I mean, he got you. You got him. Let's call it a push. Uh, don't let me on the, I'm not, I don't want to be doing the FBI calls. <laughs> and a lot of fucking He's not shit president right now. in this. Please, how dare you? I'm sorry. I think <laughs> there was earlier, so there was an earlier part of this video that got cut off. So Donald Trump is a character in the Rust server that we're all on. And Iran <laughs> was based across the river from us. And Woody was talking about that. I don't know. Thank if that you. That did lack lost. context. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Donald, easy mistake. I don't. I don't think the pro-war stuff is going to sell as much for. It's going to take at least another turn. People still remember Iraq too much uh, and, and Afghanistan. I don't think people are going to be willing to jump oh, back. We need a good just, war. That's what we need. We need to conquer something again. I'm always saying this. I've said it many times before. We just go in, blow up all their shit, and leave. No, you go in, blow up all their shit, take over, and then you get paid to rebuild it. I've said that's this what we used to do. Over. Wait, that's what we did in Iraq, though, and that's where ISIS came from. (laughs) We didn't conquer. We gave it back to the Iraqis. We take over Mexico. We don't need a wall. We're saving money. No, Mexico has a lot of the same animals we have. No, you take over a country that's got their shit together, Woody. Like, like, you take over Canada, everything just works. Like, you're you're good to go. You're winning me over. Yeah, but once we subsume Canada, it's not going to work anymore. <laughs> You're winning me over. Ah, oh, shit! I I can't find it. The, uh, all beca- if we had Mexico to the Canada America. Ma- oh, it's even worse. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. We make Canada a territory. All right, they don't get to vote or anything. Not Hell really. No. And a, a Trump territory, like 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 what Trump thinks Puerto Rico is. Trumpada. We'll rename Trumpada. Oh, Trumpland. We make hockey the national sport of America. Insult to injury. That'll destroy their Canadian spirits. I like that too. <laughs> Except we rank it as our fourth favorite and say they can't even have it as their favorite. Damn. That's, a, that's about, that's called demoralization. That's part of conquering. <sighs> uh, we should just conquer something. And I think that would, that would, uh, that or destroy a lot of infrastructure globally. Like, like World War II was great for us. Uh, Germany was fucked. Japan was fucked. China was destroyed. And, and, and uh, Great Britain was fucked. All their infrastructure, they needed American products. We need that again. Then the American war- worker flourishes i'm stupid how did china get destroyed in world war ii japan 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 just fucked up china all the time uh they invaded china uh you might want to google something called the rape of nanking i have heard Um, of that sure sure yeah yeah the japanese for some reason don't care for the chinese chinese at all at all they raped murdered pillaged tortured uh the fuck out of the chinese a lot of those horrific human experiments they did were done to chinese uh prisoners first they rape Uh, and then china's population uh, explodes and now they're a global leader in the economy you know i think that their population was pretty large before that Uh, don't question my history but like that you're talking about the, the the experiments and stuff the japanese did that vivisection like living like cutting someone open while they're alive and being like, how's this work? Can you live without that? No. Okay. Someone else. <laughs> Can you live without that? Oh, okay. One down. 
Yeah, the Japanese were much worse than the Nazis. I like to imagine like Mengele like taking a trip over there, and he's like, "Yeah, this is uh, pretty fucked up." <laughs> hey, real quick, I don't, I don't think it's fair to say the Japanese were worse than the Nazis. I just want that to be on the record before somebody. I, I'm sure you don't think that. Uh, I do though. Uh, uh, you know, just because of facts. Well, I mean, like we, I mean, we can look at the rape of Nanking. That this was like an ordinary day in in some of the like like vivisection was not exclusive to the Japanese. Like, yeah, but the Japanese other- had a whole division devoted to it. Like, it, like, well, so did Nazi Germany. <laughs> I mean, it was like literally the entirety of running the death camps and all the experimentation on like literally just, and a lot of this experimentation was even First of all, there were no death camps. We've debunked that on this show <laughs> thoroughly. Oh, no. Okay. Wait, how far? Oh, my goodness. How much of this show have I missed in the meantime? Well, we had an episode where we all presented <laughs> a conspiracy theory uh, that, that we thought uh, was real, and I completely disproved the Holocaust. Yeah. And okay. uh, well, Helen Keller was a retard. We also found out Helen Keller was a retard and she was in no way communicative. Uh, and <laughs> a, a, yeah, it was, a, it was an excellent episode. Everyone learned a lot. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, for, and, um, and I'll say this, all jokes aside, a lot of people have messaged me after my presentation and been like, you know, I thought you were kidding around. I thought some <laughs> of those facts you were laying out there were, were jokes and you just made the numbers up. And the documentation up. I did my own research. What the fuck, dude? Was the Holocaust not a real thing? Like every time someone looks into the the, the stuff, look, I wasn't there. I don't fucking know. It's I, I was never a Holocaust denier. I'm I feel still like not. You're the historian's <laughs> equivalent of an anti-vaxer. These people are trying to confirm with you on your theories. From yeah, we, I can't wait. Are we? Is this real right now? Is this happening right now? Are we? Do we not think the Holocaust happened here anymore, Woody? What's not going to on? The, not podcast? to the degree that it was purported. All right. I, what, you can't tell where the truth starts and the jokes begin, and I don't know. I'm, I'm really lost. See, Woody agrees. What, yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> Woody just called the Holocaust so. a joke. All right, <laughs> he's on the. <laughs> really. I can't believe you said that, Woody. <laughs> My Twitch chat. That's too far. Like that. I, w- you know, saying it didn't happen is one thing, but but, but <laughs> laughing at it. Oh, that, that God. is so funny. Somebody clicks on a video and it's like conspiracy theory bit, and it's like <laughs> first part. Helen Keller's a retard. Woody's is like something about nine eleven, and then you do the Holocaust, and then you know what? That is funny because no one has messaged me about Helen Keller. Because I have I so many people. Job. I did such a good job presenting it. There were no questions to be asked. Is what mm-hmm, I believe. Mm-hmm. I have so many people. Like, you know, I, I had. I don't look. I don't remember. I don't have my dot, my paper in front of me anymore. Like I did then. But like I was. One of the things was like to kill ten million people and then like deal with the bodies afterwards. It was like it was like the time scale that you would have. Like how many people you'd have to kill per second. And then process that body over the course of like the Nazi regime, and it just didn't add up to like anything yeah, a whole possible. Bunch of, like fuzzy math for all of this, where people try to say like this couldn't add up or this couldn't add up, and like every single time you ever dig into any of these, it's because they've either obfuscated some figure, lied about the capabilities of something else, or just completely and totally ignored like some factoid that's not only universally agreed upon by every expert that's actually spent time digging into it, but then like the sources on the ground will contradict what they say too. I, like, I don't have my documentation in front of me, so I can't fence a, a, an effective argument. However, I believe they were comparing modern crematoriums and using that data, not even using the 1940s crematoria that that was in use in the in the in the death camps, um, but <laughs> but it just didn't. Where did they up. ship? Where did they ship all the? Here's like one. There were a couple like really easy questions. The first one is where did all the Jews go then? 
There weren't that many to start with. They, did they just make them up? Like Prove it's not that like that many were, ever existed. There are ever existed. But we, we can, right? Where is your this, documentation this, that no, there, there were ever that many census Jews? documentation in Germany? We're not in the 1500s. Actually, I don't know when they started doing census. We're not in like the 900s. We're not in the. They were probably even doing them in fucking Roman and Greek times. We have oh, census well. data. We could see how many people existed before and after the Holocaust. There's a way that we come up with these lists of names and numbers. Like, where did all these Jewish people that supposedly weren't cremated? Where were they shipped off to? Or where What's are they hiding? That they, they were they there. You're just suggesting the, the country of them there, now. but you're not presenting it. You're just saying, well, "Hey, there were." Census. I don't. Ha- I don't see your census data. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, and, and anyone who's leaning upon Nazi census data, I think that's a flawed argument from the get-go. Frank, even even I can't tell if we're talking about this for real anymore. <laughs> I can't see <laughs> <either>. <laughs> Of course, we're not. <laughs> right. Of course, we're not. My my no. bad. No, that's why it's called a bit. No, because they'll get you. Yes. They will get you. They'll come to your house. Well, they don't come to your house. You they just sort of have their own ways. They're like leprechauns. <laughs> also fictitious. Um, Destiny. Also fictitious. Yeah, what's just that? like the hypothetical argument. I'm going back to this uh, insurrection thing. Yeah. Dude breaks a window. This is a hypothetical. Goes uh-huh. in. They obey the velvet rope lines for some reason, and they put their feet on a congressman's desk. What's the punishment? What does King Destiny lay down for someone who had that level of civil disobedience? They have to tongue bath the desk where they put their feet on it. Mm. And um, then clean up the tongue bath because that's also gross. That's a really, really, really hard question to answer. Um, on the most emotional, the um, the the emotional take is that like they should all be tried for literal fucking like attempted coup, treason. Um, sedition whatever crazy shit for trying to disrupt like the democratic process of putting in a a, a new leader um the more measured take is that like you've got a bunch of people brainwashed in some crazy fucking cult that think that um nancy pelosi is fucking dominion execs to make machines like spit up wrong votes or some shit um like these people are so clearly far gone you just like charge them with trespassing and unless they did some actual fucked up shit then fuck it i think that you like i think you just charge what sticks if somebody stole some shit from the capitol then charge them out the ass for it you know if it was a federal computer then for attempted theft of federal property or whatever charge them with whatever you can but the the whole going extra over and over and over again i just think it doesn't just yeah fuck it yeah, that's pretty balanced. I've thought about it myself. And like, uh, you know, my emotional argument was like, I, Kyle said he never felt like that was his building, right? So when he said the Capitol was down, I felt the opposite. I felt like, you know, it was harder to do that, right? I'm, the joke is, you know, I'm, I'm no longer impressed with Nicolas Cage's ability to steal the Declaration of Independence. It mm-hmm. turns out that you can just walk in there if you've got a big enough group and they pull the gates aside and wave you in and, and yeah Did you I see was, that side video where some cop just opened the door i have on the seen side that yeah now there were real behind all of those videos, yeah all of those videos are fake just as a heads yeah. up almost really? every single day one video is totally misrepresented so there are plenty of shots like even in that one where they're letting the protesters in the camera pans out that barricade is blocking nothing there were people all around like behind and everything even as that very shot pulls back you see there's another protester like behind it like police yeah, were just there's moving a protester filming it exactly who's obviously yeah. on the other side of the barricade as they watch it get pulled away and i'm, I'm like how many people are on that side i don't know so anyway um 
my emotional thing was Secret Service goes in there, they point the gun at their head, they say, put your feet down. If they don't, they pull the trigger, right? Like, that was my, like, because you're not supposed to be in the Capitol. You're not supposed to. Uh-huh. It's a coup. It's treason. It's wild to go in there and try and prevent the rightful president from, you know, getting the next job. All right. So, yeah. But it was like, all right, you don't actually want that. Right? You don't actually want that. These people yeah. may not have, some, a lot of them did have coup on their head, right? They wore Civil War hoodies to the thing. They brought Confederate mm-hmm. flags. They did with it. Um, but a lot of these guys, that's overkill. That's stupid. You're going too far. And I was like, you know what I think a guy should get for that? Four weeks. Four weeks. I, I, I kind of like that. That's a life disruption. It's a punishment. It's probably not life-changing. You know, it, it, it's as life-changing as an automobile accident where you're not hurt. Like it's a financial penalty that you have to sort of come back from and then you're okay. And you won't soon forget it, but... Yeah, they're talking about decades of prison. Yeah. Well, people are talking about that. Trump talked about that. He said he put a monument protection law in there that anyone who... Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if people got charged for that, that would be extra ironic. Trump did. So during the BLM protest, Trump put a 10-year minimum for people who desecrate monuments or something or like deface. Yeah, because yeah, they were like graffiti courthouses and stuff like that. Has no, that it, been used yet? Like, has I'm that sorry? happened to anybody? I don't think anybody yet. I don't know how they're charging people. Like they're kind of saber rattling now about how well, hard they're like going. All like like Trump's rule of the ten years for statues. Like has that? Because obviously a bunch of statues have been vandalized. Like has anybody gone away for it? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. But um, uh, I think Trump executive ordered it or something. Like it's a thing. And now mm-hmm. it's his supporters who are doing it in mass. And I don't think he saw that coming. You know, the narrative was always like. Watch how peaceful we are. We pick up our own trash. We're the good protesters. And that changed. So, like, what do I actually want? I think four weeks. You know, for people who go in there and, like, do shit. Go into the offices. and put their, Like, I don't know. If you steal a hard drive from Nancy Pelosi's computer, that's bad. You're not supposed to do that. One of the things that makes me wonder, though, the the argument that I could see pushing me to the other end of this. And I just haven't thought much about it because there's so many other things to think about right now. Mm-hmm. Um what if they would have gotten into like a body of lawmakers? What if they would have gotten into a room with a whole bunch of Congress people? Like, could we have theoretically seen for the first time in U.S. history, like a whole bunch of fucking lawmakers getting held hostage and killed by protesters? The zip ties, like, the, the yeah, gallows they constructed. Yeah, yeah. They were chanting, hang Mike Pence. Pence yeah. Hang Pelosi. And then when I think about it on that end, well, now it's like, these motherfuckers need to die. What the fuck? This is some crazy shit. Because like you said, like, why are U.S. citizens overthrowing the Capitol um, during our election process? Like, we li- we're a lo- literal laughing stock. It's probably one of the most embarrassing moments in recent history of, of this country. It's like unbelievable. Right. The Capitol is not supposed to fall. Yeah. The double ironic twist is that, um, is, is, is that it looks like. But it looks like I say this cautiously. Unless something, unless a bombshell is released, it looks like the reason why federal troops weren't there is because the mayor, the MPD, the Metropolitan Police Department, and the Capitol Police specifically didn't want any federal presence there because of what happened last time. Because they were worried that more federal troops would incite violence. And it looks like the, the blame might actually fall on. I know the head of the Capitol Police already resigned, and even the mayor. Um, for for specifically rejecting help over and over and over again because they were worried about repeating um, like a, a Lafayette Square where the, where federal troops are out gassing protesters and they didn't want that look which is like triply ironic. So I read the opposite. That guy that resigned specifically request 
National Guard help and he didn't get it. Let me be, yeah, so let me be very, very clear here because there's a lot of this concern around. So one, the MPD, the Metropolitan Police Department, not the Capitol Police, they requested help from the National Guard, but the help that they requested was 320 or 370 unarmed, no riot police to help with like traffic and stuff. So that happened, but specifically non-riot police officers. And then the other request that people talk about was that during the day of a few hours after the riots had like broken into the buildings, when they were requesting help from the National Guard, at that point, the chain of command got very fucky. And there was, I don't know if they denied the request or it was just who the chain of command. There were a lot of arguments about like who was responsible for this. Like, do we have authorization to go in or not? I don't think it was a specific, we're not going to help you, fuck off kind of thing. I don't think it was specifically that going through. The There's a whole bunch of people that have posted big timelines on this. And that doesn't appear to be the case. Yeah, like I'm, I'm reading quotes right now. I am mm -hmm. making an urgent, urgent, immediate request for National Guard assistance. I have yeah. got to get boots on the ground. Yes. And, uh, and they then, had no contingency plan for and that. And they said, I don't like the visual of the National Guard standing in a police line with the Capitol in the background. And mm -hmm. they're like, the situation is dire. Literally, mm -hmm. this is a guy on the phone crying for help. It's burned in my memories, right? It, and mm -hmm. it, um, they're going back and forth and, and they're like, hey, I want to be clear. Are you denying my request for for help? And he said, I'm not denying it. I'm just not the guy who can authorize it. Like, kinda, exactly. Kinda because there were, yeah, there was so much confusion because, and again, they specifically rejected having contingency plans in place. And I think a lot of it was they were worried that Trump would send in federal troops and it would look bad. So they're like, nah, fuck you. We're going to deal with this around. Fuck Trump. Fuck that. And I think that actually came back to bite them in the ass. Uh, I look forward to the to it coming out because I've seen it presented in a different way. They were they were almost like we want to have people here, and they're like, eh, no, we like not having nope. people here. We like and, it being fucked. And, and you say why, no, but I feel like it's not known yet. Like it's still the, being the reason why into. I know the reason why I would put money on this right now. I would bet you against it right now. The reason why I know that's not the case is because if those requests were being made and rejected, two things would have happened. One it absolutely would have leaked because Trump has one of the most leaky administrations of all time. Somebody would have leaked, um, MPD and Capitol Police make big requests, Trump shoots them down. It would have leaked one million percent, number it one. It has already. What? It has. They said they've been trying to get Trump's help and they couldn't. Why couldn't they no, no, get no, it? That, that was, because Trump that, that, was watching it on live TV and not taking yeah, calls. No, no, no. That was day of though. I'm talking yeah. about preparation. In preparation, they didn't make any requests because this stuff is negotiated because they knew about this like weeks in advance. In preparation, uh, they said, hey, you know, we're not asking uh -huh. you to be here. We're asking you to, quote, lean forward and be ready to get here if anything happens. I don't think that happened, though. That's the thing. Because the second thing I'd say is that if requests were being made for them to be ready to go in and they weren't doing that, then the mayor would have been complaining on social media and all over the country. We would have heard, Because mm -hmm. you have to keep in mind, the FBI was already on the ground making arrests in preparation for this um, vote counting thing. Remember that Proud Boys guy was arrested. Like the FBI had tips and everybody was on the up and up of this. If they were begging the National Guard and the federal government to be ready, like, please, please, please be ready with troops. And they were like, ah, we're not gonna do shit. You better believe Mayor Bowser would have been on Twitter. Trump fucking us over. Everybody would have tweeted out. He's not providing help. It was radio fucking silence because they didn't want any federal presence there. That's what I think. And I think it like that seems to be what's played out so far, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Um. We've probably done too much politics already, but yeah, I guess it, I'm reading that. I'm just looking through this. There is a lot of day of asking for. I, I don't yeah, have no counters to your like preparation uh -huh. side, but I'm not sure that not responding to the day of makes everybody innocent either.
Except no, for I just think the leadership a was chaos, cloud of war type stuff. Yeah, the leadership fucked up. This should have been prepared for it. They totally dropped the ball. I just the reason why I like to focus on that is because like a lot of people are saying that like the cops were white nationalists. The cops let them in. It was a bunch of racists. If this was BLM, it would have happened. Bullshit. I think that every cop that was there did the fucking best they could. They were like fucking. When you get macro shots of this, you've got like fucking. This is like Left for Dead tier shit. You've got like forty cops standing against like a party, like fucking thousand protesters. Like, what do you want them to do like people were showing like videos of like the like initially like oh look at that black cop like he's just walking them up the stairs like motherfucker it's one cop running away from like 30 fucking people by him. what do you think he's just going to start unloading his fucking glock into the crowd they were totally unprepared for this and it was a it's a travesty and i think it obfuscates the issues to have people starting to say like oh it's just racist cops that let him in because they were all white nationalists that just bothers the fuck out of me hmm. yeah yeah that seems pretty unrealistic and silly Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I, so, what else we got on the edge Jennifer, today? <laughs> I we need to circle back to the uh, Holocaust because I don't think we uh, quite debunked it yet, but we're... You are close. flying too close to the sun, Icarus. Very well, very well. <laughs> you um, fucking watch it with that shit. Fine. Oh, Little Mitt's uh, been offered a Twitch partnership, so congratulations to Mitty. Oh. Very, very happy oh. for him. Uh, he, he thanked very, me last... Sensitive thing to bring up. What? What? <laughs> what do you mean a sensitive thing to be? He's saying oh, because Destiny oh. lost his and and, and Mid oh. found it, I guess. And I don't think Destiny cares. He doesn't seem too sensitive about it. Like, like, no, like, no. You know, he's he's he's, <laughs> he's an adult. He's making his money. Like like you know, carry on, persevere, he head held high. You know, what are you gonna There's do? Shut up. Sometimes we gotta. Sometimes we gotta just deal with the shit in life. You know, if I yeah. start to get too stressed out, if I'm getting a lot of anxiety, uh, you know, maybe Kyle can mail me some weed or something. You know? Yeah. You think I get? You think I get upset when I get raided in Rust anymore? I've been raided twice in real life. All right. Yeah, there you go. I, I've had a real raid defense. You you getting stressed out at Rust? Give me a break. No, very happy for Little Mitt. Uh, he thanked yeah, me last yeah. night, but I'm sure a lot of it has to do with uh, Taylor raiding him. So so uh, you know, get, very happy for him. Hope he uh, hope he gets it. Yeah, good for him. Ooh, that's great. I I spent like uh, 45 minutes last night on stream before watching the Blues game, just watching artisan people in spain and italy make ham and prosciutto oh. and legs of it and showing like you know and then they must place it here hanging it in a damp room with this special italian air the mold begins immediate like and you see it and it's like that is so much more mold than i thought there would be on this ham and it looks gross for a while but you know the promise of deliciousness at the end just like a baby looks disgusting it'll be a person someday you know <laughs> And so that's always exciting. But it was it was great. There was it's like Ibeco, Ibeco, Ibeco. Father saying baby one. not people right here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's uh it's awesome. It is some of the most like it's like watching how it's made, but like your mouth is watering. That's that ham that I sent pictures of and took and and sent to you guys like a few months back. Like I ordered uh some mm -hmm. Ibeco ham. It's stupid expensive. Like a couple ounces was $30. It comes like pre-sliced in this little like package. Dude, if you want that whole leg, it's like $4,600. Yeah, the whole, a whole leg is somewhere between $800 and $5,000, depending yes. on the, the weight and like how fancy it is. Because some of it comes from these pigs that are only fed acorns. Yes, I watched um, that video and there was this guy and his name was like Rodrigo or something. And they're like, you know, Rodrigo, because pig farming is so strenuous and the turnover takes so long, also sells acorns or no, cork bark. So like it's not like an oak tree acorn. It's like cork 
acorns or something. And so like this guy was walking around even like picking up acorns off the ground and like feeding them to his pigs, explaining how it was going to make them taste better. Mm-hmm. And they even like, did the allusion to it where they're like, you know, the pigs are happier than themselves in shit. <laughs> Little do they know what's coming. Like and then, it, <laughs> and then it had like a dramatic cut with sad music, and then it showed a guy carrying a fresh leg, and it was like I could handle it. I could have watched that. Yeah, just, right. Like we knew this is a video about ham. What we didn't yeah. think it ended well for the pig. And watching the butchering process is really cool too. The way like, they slice the, it. That the, guy's the a master slicer. Yeah. He's got that crazy razor blade thing. He's just dragging, and the slices are transparent. They're so thin. There was this one. There was one clip, and it showed Rodrigo with like. When it was like, uh, and he often brings a personal ham for home. And so like just after work one day, he brings a $6,000 ham home <laughs> once a week. And then he's like, his daughter wants to try cutting. And like, he does that. And I've like, I've never watched a kid do something with their dad and be like, I wish that's what my dad did. Yeah. I wish my dad made $5,000 <laughs> hams. I could have had, I could have had advanced heart disease by now. <laughs> if that would have been an option. Dude. Uh, you should you should you should order like a couple ounces of it just to see what it tastes like because it's so savory. It's a little salty and just like it's a really complex flavor. Like I want I, to. The only thing I know to compare it to is like the best bacon you've ever had mixed with the best ham you've ever had and like like some sort of flavor I can't even identify. It was just really complex. It was really fucking good. Yeah, and a little chewy. And it was like it was crazy the amount of like artisanry that went into it. Like, first of all, I liked that it was the same Italian dude the whole fucking video. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't, he didn't hand it off at any point. It was like, I'm the ham man. I take care of the ham. And it like showed him, first of all, he had the scariest, he called it his, the, the ham cave or something, which sounds like a euphemism for pussy or something. But it, it was like really dark and damp and scary looking, like where he kept all the ham. <laughs> it, was, it was a scary looking ham room, ham cave. And, but he, he takes one out of there and it shows how he tests it. And, He's like flicks it once with his middle finger. And with that one flick, he can know like this is this needs longer or this is perfect or this has been in there a little too long. Maybe we can salvage it. It's it's really watching stuff like that is so cool. Seeing somebody like I guess this is more of like an oldie time way to live your life where you weren't really a jack of all trades who knew a little bit about a lot of things. It was like, what are you going to be? I'm going to be a ham man. I'm not going to know the first fucking thing about anything else. (laughs) blacksmith will make the forks and the knives for cutting the ham i won't know a lick about that i won't know anything about planting crops i won't know anything about making bread i'm the ham guy that that would be refreshing yeah i like people who are professionals at what they do and 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 like there are entire youtube montages of people who are like that like doing knife work and stuff and it looks so scary because they have these razor sharp knives like carving fish and stuff up and bare hands like mixed in or those people who are working in steel mill mills and like they have those long ribbons of glowing yellow hot metal flying around them and they're just like pulling it out of one end and sticking it into the other as it goes through these two like wheels that like turn together to flatten it out yeah that stuff's interesting those japanese guys who carve up the uh i don't know if it's swordfish or tuna or whatever like those really big 800 pound fish and they're just going to work on that thing crazy fast that's really impressive too yeah, I've watched like a whole documentary called like Jiro Dreams of Sushi. And it was like this Japanese guy. Yeah. And he just like every morning he like sent his son out to go to the fish market and pick out like the finest one. And it's like a million Japanese guys. there, all like looking for the perfect fish. They're taking like core samples out of the tuna. It's really <laughs> cool. 
Did they do that? Did you see it? Did you watch the documentary? I've seen it before. Yeah, I've seen a bunch of that stuff. I like it. It's great. And like seeing all the care he takes to like place every little every little blade of seaweed, every little, you know, tuna filet. God, I'm hungry. That <laughs> 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 was oh man. I uh I I think I OD'd on fiber yesterday. So I I like my my girlfriend made some like nice nice fajita vegetables and uh some some grilled chicken that was really good. And I got some raw jalapeno slices and some, some chili pepper salsa. And I was making some some tacos for dinner. And they were like these like, oh, these are lower carb uh, tortillas. And I'm like, there's one of those where it's like, this is the size of a normal tortilla. And I'm like looking at the, I'm like trying to see like, are they, are they are they being sneaky? Are there three servings per tortilla here? And it's like, no, it's one serving. How's it 50 calories? Oh, it's one tortilla is 70% of my daily fiber. <laughs> I had five. and it was it was three at dinner and then two during the blues game and then i got i woke up in the middle of the night at like two in the morning and i was really hungry so and then the only snacks we had in the house was a fiber one bar and so i ate that (laughs) (laughs) it was the chocolate chip kind it was really fucking good the only chocolate was x lax but what the fuck eight for a penny eight for a pound i don't know why i lied just then i had two (laughs) 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 it's because i was embarrassed to say that but i did and it wasn't the chocolate chip kind it was the lemon bar it was only 70 calories a pop but if you're gonna go fiber one the chocolate chip kind is the way to go but i had two of those the little fiber one brownies and this is after all that already i'm feeling gassy i've been gassy all night like it's red the kind of farts that resonate and just loud like my body was percussive and but like like dry fibery farts just a lot of air and i was having that all night into the morning i think between 8 a.m and 1 p.m i think i shit six times (laughs) and each one up until shit five was substantive (laughs) (laughs) like i guarantee there were you know fajitas from ages past that that were also forced through the the, the slough the clean out the old pipes yeah so i i think like if i added up what i have 430 percent of my daily allotted fiber yesterday and that's assuming nothing else i ate all day had any fiber whatsoever yeah that's a lot of fiber yeah. Did the yeah, it was cleaned out though. I'm like, I don't think I'm gonna have to poop for a couple of days. <laughs> I don't think that's how poop works, but okay. <laughs> well, uh, were there a lot of calories in the fajita bread? No, that's what I was saying. Like it yeah. was like it was like fifty no, it, I think it was like sixty calories per tortilla. It was something so ludicrously low that the only uh, thing that made sense is when I looked at the back, it's like, oh, it's a hundred percent like insoluble or soluble fiber. Like it's just made out of fiber basically. So you're not, it's not going to be delicious. Like flour, like flour tortillas are great. They taste good. I like corn tortillas too. So this is, you're not going to bite. You will bite into this and no, it's not a real tortilla. I didn't so, know that. I, I think I didn't understand that part. Okay. I, I, since I started counting calories, I had a meal that I always considered kind of healthy. It was like chicken salad. And I know you think in the Mayo, but it was yeah. a very, we were counting calories, so we carefully use like a teaspoon, not a tablespoon of mayo. And it's calories, but it's not a ton. It turns out two pieces of non bread is like fourteen hundred calories or something. Oh really. yeah, I didn't know. I thought it was a healthy meal because it's chicken and lots of celery and carrots. That's healthy things. No man. Uh, yeah, so that's one of the few days that I've 
gone over. The worst thing, when you get into like counting calories and stuff, the worst thing is finding out that every single food that is carbs is just so fucking many calories. It just kills you. That one croissant that's like the same amount of calories or more as a full chicken breast. (laughs) And you're just like, oh God, how is this possible? Or pasta becomes impossible. All breads become impossible. I eat a baked potato. I'm counting them. I weigh it to the gram. Like it's, it's not a, it's not a lie, but Mm -hmm. I find baked potatoes so satiating. If I were just Mm -hmm. to try to diet on vegetables and grilled chicken, I'd be hungry all the time. Oh, really? Yeah. I would be hungry right after every meal. I would always be hungry. I, I, if you eating like a chicken breast doesn't fill you up at all, you still feel hungry afterwards. I would be hungry again soon. Yeah. But the potato is so satiating. I'm, that's how I do it. The potato, like I usually, I, I never like to bake the potato. I feel like that's not as flavorful. I like to like cube it up, put it on the pan in the oven, and then like put rosemary on there and then roast them. And that's that's a little more fun of a version of. I'm potato. sure that's better, but I I don't know what else is getting in the potato. I used to do this. This was a standard meal for me. This is Woody clean eating, not calorie counting, but just you know thinking that he's yeah. doing well. George Foreman chicken, baked potato, mixed vegetables, clean meal, right? pad of butter on the vegetables, a pad on each side of the baked potato. Turns out three pads of butter is like 280 calories. It's, yeah. it's, yeah. Butter's I, awesome. Yes. But it's I, so it, good. it doesn't pass the cost benefit analysis. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm having to count calories now on my fitness pal. Mm-hmm. And I just, all the things I like are so high in calories. Like even like just a couple pieces of deli meat, you're like, like in your head, you're like, and you never only eat a couple, like you're just eating salami or soprasada or capicola or whatever. And you're like, this is like protein. And then you look at it and it's like, oh no, it's not. No, that, that <laughs> is, this is emulsified fat and, and spices and salt effectively. It's not at all good for you. The best thing, um, in my opinion, um, that ends up working out well as a snack, surprisingly is popcorn. <laughs> Yeah, um, likes to snack on a lot of like, because I unfortunately, if you like salty stuff, you're usually in the okay zone. If you like chocolatey stuff, that shit is fucking so fattening. Holy shit! But I love chocolate stuff. But for snacks, popcorn is actually surprisingly like I think like a little bag of that skinny pop stuff is like mm-hmm. seventy calories or something, and it, it's okay. Like it's like a decent bag of food as opposed to like if you get like a bag of cookies, you're looking at like fucking. If you look at like Oreos or like eat like Keebler double stuff cookies, these are like a hundred calories per cookie. <laughs> it's like oh god. <laughs> fuck and there's no way you're eating two fucking cookies when you dig into a bag of this like you're going like 10 or bust at least you know oh yeah if you don't finish a sleeve you didn't even snack exactly yeah, uh, yeah. melons yeah. are my like every thing. yeah every oreo container is good for ideally three sit down occasions one sleeve two <laughs> sleeve what is it with those four sleeves right three mm-hmm. or four i think there are four in there there are four okay still three were... sitting seat downs there. you know they, they made go- the resealable oreo bag that was Deadly. If they go stale, it's a win for you. Like like now, they're just fresh for weeks if you want. Everything yeah, is resealable. All the bags are now. Remember like when we talked about are. what was the technology that blew our mind? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> resealable Oreos. Oh, I saw. I was walking through the aisle the other day, an aisle that I don't belong in, and I saw triple stuff. Oh, that's Can too you much. believe that? Ooh, this is the what technology that's blowing my mind. And it's not double stuff with? anymore. I thought I thought it was uh, I thought every child had the experience where you guys must have built you super made your Oreos, own. right? Oh, yeah, everybody built a super Oreo, and I feel like maybe this was just me, but I thought everybody had the moment where you had constructed like just this monstrosity of a fucking <laughs> yeah. ten stack high Oreo, and then you 
eat it and it is just fucking disgusting and you're done. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, all right, I had my share. Double stuff is perfect. All right, we're not doing this anymore. Yeah. Honestly, you, I like the cookie part. It. I like the cookie part more than the cream. Oh, that's bullshit. Wait, that's just not. That's <laughs> right, not if you had bad. to eat one, that if you eat the dumbest thing okay. you've ever said. Yeah, and this <laughs> you could buy one powder earlier, okay? Even with the Holocaust now, this is probably the worst take you've given if on this. You show could that buy I've ever heard. either a tube of the frosting from an Oreo or a bunch of chocolate Oreo cookies that had no frosting on them. Which would which snack would you prefer? I would purchase the the assembled Oreos. That's not an option. You're chained to my radiator. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the turntables. <laughs> so, you know what? No, I would take the... Uh, the wafers are unremarkable. Kyle, is there milk available in this scenario? Of course, there's always Cookies. milk available. Yeah, I've changed. As a child, I would have said the uh, the stuff. Mm-hmm. You're just like, ah. adult, the milk and cookies, uh, they, they work. But I, I do remember having exactly what Destiny said, where like you make like a 10 stack... And like, I remember being like, this is going to be the most delicious thing ever. And you like, you bite into it. I remember biting into it like corn on the cob, just into the center part of the cream. And like you chew and like that first bite, you're like, you're so caught, you're so high on your own supply that it's, it's still pretty good. And then after like three bites of nothing but cream, you're like, turns out the Oreo R&D department they know they their shit. Yeah. I, you guys lived stack. in this world of like endless Oreos. I couldn't go wasting Oreos by making a ten stack or something outrageous. I got in trouble for uh, stealing sodas out of the fridge all the time because I was supposed to, as a kid, always ask permission if I could have a soda, and I would like run upstairs and my mom or dad wasn't watching and like bring three into my room and drink hot soda late at night, feel like a badass. It's <laughs> just like badass. Yeah, it is pretty badass. Yeah, this is nice. Well, I mean, I was seven, and I just wanted to stay up and. You know, play Pokemon on my Game Boy. I need the caffeine. <laughs> oh, man. That was, I remember, think <laughs> that is such a funny thing to remember. Like, even as in high school, like, I never ever went out and bought my own food or anything. Like, there was always food in the house, so I would buy there. If I was going out, I'd go to a restaurant or something. And, um, like, oh, fuck, I forgot where I was going with that. Mm. I totally got, I just had a total brain fart. You know what? It probably wasn't funny. You know, it, it, it probably was going to have no payoff and nothing at the end. Uh, now I'm going to monologue. I'm going to do to you. I'm going to do to you what happens whenever I could lose six minutes of show. And they're like, man, that time we covered that topic for the fourth. It was the greatest. We were on a roll. Uh, it was so cool. We talked about the greatness of Nazi uniforms. First time ever the topics come up. And uh, it was a gem that you guys will never see. Fuck Woody. So that's that's what I'm doing with Taylor's uh, story. It was going to be wonderful. It was going to be great. It was going to be great. Maybe it, I'll remember it, it. You guys, he just blew it big time. God, I'm a fucking dumbass. God. <laughs> hate myself. That's okay. Hot soda is disgusting. It is bad, but like if it's the only version of soda that's you know attainable, then water is preferable. No, no. As a kid, I wanted that that sugary sweet soda. What kind of soda was in the fridge? Uh, It was usually Coke. Usually Coke. Yeah. This is not an elite soda. If you told me it was like IBC Black Cherry or something, I'd say any temperature is good. God damn. That's, I, that's I, a top tier soda with the glass yeah. bottles and everything. Yep, yes. yep, yep, yep. You got to buy a six pack at a time. You can't even save the money of getting a 24 pack. Fuck, I think I have an IBC cream. What? <laughs> he couldn't even finish the thought. He wants no. that cream soda so you bad. Guys have, you guys, we have an addict on the show, Kyle. We Apparently should stage so. some sort Jesus of intervention. Christ. He sprinted away for sugar. His mic cut off. What happened? Did he rip a He muted himself before he could even finish his, <laughs> his thought and went for the cream soda. Yeah, that is a top tier soda, like the black cherry, like IBC, uh, yeah. like like that, those things are 
so fun. It's just so sweet. It's like a dessert. It, it is a, po a liquid popsicle, basically. It is, it is yeah, really you good. nailed it. Yeah. Um, the cream soda is good, but the black cherry is the elite one. I think. It's the best. Cherry, cherry anything is kind of one of my favorite things um occasionally like there would be like maraschino cherries in the fridge growing up like those little jars sure and i'd like look around nobody's about and i'm like gonna pour every bit of the juice into a glass of diet pepsi and be like ha ha super cherry pepsi and it was it's it's incredible it's incredible like if You're you like cherry really well cola, i don't know why you did diet pepsi in this because that's all we had that's the other thing i was gonna say like like we never had real soda in the fridge like like it was because, because like we just drank so much Diet Pepsi. Like, what is this Georgia family doing with Pepsi in the fridge? We, it's better. Diet Pepsi is far superior to Diet Coke. However, Coca Cola is far superior to Pepsi, as Wings of Redemption will tell you. He's a Pepsi man. He is a Pepsi man. That's right. <laughs> and he wants everyone to know it. Uh, Loud and proud. That he is actually a. A Coca-Cola man? Is it, a Coca-Cola man. A yes, he's yeah. a Coca-Cola man. He had Pepsi or asked for a Pepsi or something and became a meme. And now it, I think he's like, at least meme about Coca-Cola because that's the better one. That's what's in my fridge raider. <laughs> raider? Fridge raider. Oh, fridge raider. Right, I see. I thought that's what's in my fridge. Raider. Walk to the fridge for a Pepsi. <laughs> Look at that. IBC cream. Are you, is your mic on, Taylor? Yeah, yeah. it's on. All this right. has been this has been in my fridge for like five and a half months. And it's been like in that section of like the back part of my fridge that's behind like sauces and salsas that I don't I don't poke into very much. What a nice surprise. I totally forgot about I this. I better see that in your uh what the fuck is it called? In my fit in your uh, chronometer. Yeah, but he doesn't well, use that. He uses a different my one. My fitness pal, like that's a pleb. Oh, 180 calories for just one soda. Oh, come on. That's How only many 20 servings of cardio. One, one bottle is the 180 okay, calories. Okay, good, good, good. So I, I think I, I haven't eaten as much as I should today. I think after this 180, I still have like 500 more I need to muscle down after oh, the you show. Muscle down? Are you having trouble meeting a mild caloric? caloric well, muscle, muscle down is in like, it's not going to be food I want to eat. It'll be uh, like a chicken breast. What's mm. so, what do you put on your chicken breast? Like, like, like there are a lot of like low calorie sauces, like hot sauces, like, like no calories. Well, this one is just like, it's like some pre-seasoned one that my, my girlfriend bought at the store. And usually those ones are good. Like you get them at the deli area and they're right. like rub them in something. And this one is funky. There's something you can take it. chicken breast and just douse it with salsa, which is like no fucking calories and then bake it in the salsa. And it's really good. I'll just do that from now on then. I got this this ghost pepper salsa that they sell, and it's not bullshit ghost pepper where it's like they just try and burn your mouth as much as they can. It actually tastes good. Yeah. And I might try that on there. There's some jalapeno verde salsa. That'd be tasty. How long have you been using my fitness pal? Off and on for many years. Every oh, time I get this past, run. Oh, um, a few weeks, pretty oh, consistent. So you're into right? it for a bit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's yeah, been yeah. like two plus weeks almost three weeks i've been pretty spot on with my diet i think i'm down like three and a half four pounds nice so a long way to go yet uh destiny are you a are you a runner at all uh, i try to walk and, and run every now and then <laughs> trying I, to i couldn't remember because any anytime i see someone who i assumed never had a fat phase i'm like they must do cardio <laughs> or maybe they're just not an absolute glutton like yeah, filthy don't eat much yeah like filthy's always been just skinny as a rail because he likes to bike yeah and he, well, who knows? 
or no, he he mountain climbs bikes. I guess he's active as fuck. Yeah, and and it sounds like his sex life is strenuous as hell. That's yeah. his cardio. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I almost forgot. Big fuck show this month. Big fuck show in the fifty dollar patron. Look, normally really? I would tell you guys, look, we're two weeks into the month. This is not the time to sign up for Patreon uh, for our Patreon. However, in these two weeks, not only do you get all the you know the shows early, the video versions early that you like you normally do, get to put your AMA questions in, uh, get to join the fifty dollar Discord, maybe game with us some nights. We've been playing a lot of poker lately. Um, you're getting quite the fuck show this month. Our boy, whose name shall not be uttered. <clears throat> went out, bought himself a $1,000 sex toy. He got himself the Motor Bunny Sibian, the same model I have. Great minds think alike. And uh, he's going to throw the uh, the old lady on that thing. And I wasn't promised an ass fuck, but I, it was eluded. All right. He asked me, he told me that his preferred method was to get her on the Sibian and then fuck her in the ass while she's on it and just rail that thing up to 11. So one way or another, we want we're we're going to see her uh, ri- ride that thing. So that's just going to be really awkward. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 what twenty two other patrons in there? The best that part about we'll have the to do sex, it twice. <laughs> the best part about like these 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 PKA hangout fuck shows is that Taylor is noticeably awkward. Like he's just <laughs> he's just like, all right, there's your uh, there's your wife's pussy. Yep, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> and and there's 25 strangers. Okay, they're all watching with me. And what do you call it here? Oh, what he's enjoying himself. Oh, Kyle is too. God, I hope this Kyle is and I, it. I was like that. That technique there. It's almost a guaranteed win. <laughs> you know, That's that, a winner. That, that, I just it, I just joining the chat and seeing like a mostly naked man and a sex swing and a naked woman. And I was like, oh, I thought we were like a. Uh, mostly joking about people fucking on the patron hangout and he's like no no we're gonna we're gonna fuck on the patron hangout no yeah, wait, so is this like a real thing hold on i'm, I'm i don't real. know where the, where the memes okay, are so, so stopping the truth is beginning is this when you're uh, when you're a member of our patreon there's a uh-huh. 50 dollars a month level where okay. we do this monthly hangout where we uh we jump in a call just like this one the three of us and uh 25 at a time uh we have to, we have to do two maybe even going on three shows because there's so many of them now uh, with the guys and we answer all their questions and we tell funny stories and oftentimes they're doing crazy shit because our fans are ridiculous so they're all doing drugs and holding weapons and like lot uh, of so, lots of guns and weapons all sorts of crazy shit and memes and characters and it's it's an interesting group and uh you know we had a black guy show up in blackface we had a black guy show up in blackface <laughs> r.i.p R.I.P. Uh, yeah r.i.p to him and uh we also had um uh, you know, uh, we've got that Asian guy who comes like dressed like Viet Cong with the 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 rice paddy hat. It feels, and AK-47. still feels racist somehow. It still feels racist somehow. <laughs> he does the accent as well, and he doesn't have one. He's from Cali. He's not uh, even racist against himself. But I'm racist for laughing. I feel like no, I, it's almost like I shouldn't enjoy sure. his his humor. Uh, <laughs> well, somehow someone promised to like fuck their girlfriend like during one of these, and then fell through with it because they're a poon. He was on my and, stream. Yeah, and he said he was joking, but it, the joke was via text donation, so you don't get the subtleties of like voice inclination. Yeah, anyway. mm-hmm. yeah. So he's being serious, of course. So someone else, that'd be a text. Right? So another guy who's a fucking man of his word stepped up <laughs> bigly and bigly. Yeah, broke out sex toys and his uh, his girlfriend and had her like naked on stream for life. Right? Am I right? I don't know. 
and uh, she's a lady. And um, had, bitch. I can confirm I, she's a lady. Tone that down. And had her naked on on <laughs> stream for for what Taylor would might say was far too long. <laughs> like, like like long after the fucking had ended, she's just naked sitting she was on the bed there, chilling in her own skin. I liked her. I like her attitude. We all like her. We all yeah, like the confidence her. was there. Yeah. He offered me my own private show, and I told him that was a little awkward, and I, I, I didn't. I, I'll just wait for the the group show, like everyone else. I'll wait my turn. No special privileges for me. I, I prefer wait, my what, private what, shows via recording. What's his username again? I'm gonna message. I don't want to say. Uh, no, but, no, but no, I'll no, tell no, you. No, 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 don't. Yeah, tell me in private, and I'm gonna eat. I'm gonna message him. Say before this goes live, saying that you mentioned this and that I'm interested. Okay, as long as you don't message him and say. That I'm interested. <laughs> no, no. I'm going to say, like, I heard about the offer you gave to Kyle. I, I yeah. Invite. Is that okay? Oh, yeah. That's 100% okay. No, that's I was, I was, that's what I'm going to say to him. I just felt like uh, I didn't want to take, I didn't want any special privileges. That's uh, it was more of a Kyle thing we were offering. Not that we don't like you, but uh, she's got the hot yeah. stuff. She thinks you're fat. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i um i i'll wait my turn like everyone else and uh i, I think it's gonna be very entertaining this month because i have some personal experience obviously with the uh the motor Sibian. bunny uh sibian it's it, sibian is a brand but yeah. it's like the ubiquitous brand that everyone knows but motor bunny is also a brand of sibian style sex toy it's ridiculously powerful like it's loud you you guys thought the auto blow was loud the auto blow is like yum, 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 yum. This thing is like a fucking gasoline lawnmower in your bedroom. <laughs> it, when you crank this bad boy up to 10, it's Does <laughs> like it every time on the floor. Do you have to like tape it? Down? Uh, it well, I, I've got carpet Rangers. in here, so it can't. And I also I, I put it on the bed when uh, when we utilize it. Um, because you know you don't want her on the floor over there. You want her I'm in bed. So I was, I was picturing like a big stand kind of thing. No, like no. Have no, you ever ridden a bull? <laughs> it's a. It's. I'm gonna say it's like a mechanical bull, but smaller. It's about as wide as my shoulders, long and like just wide enough because it makes a U like a saddle yeah. for like to be appropriate to like sit on. So it's not really big. Like I can pick it up and like move it around wherever it needs to go. And you know you've got a power cable and uh, a controller. What attachment do you use in the top? Is there I a have many, and it was really funny. I was talking to our boy about this, and I was like, "We're talking about our respective kits." Yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, I got the like fucking Howard Stern kit that comes like three or four attachments." But then I went on Amazon and yeah, I they, purchased. They call this one the Little Rascal. <laughs> I went on Amazon. I purchased the Little Rascal, and it's that pink. It's like a longer uh, pink to, uh, attachment that goes on there. And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, this one." And I'm like, that's the one. <laughs> he also went on Amazon and bought it, bought the same exact attachment because the Motor Bunny, its sort of claim to fame is not only does it like vibrate like fucking insane mode, it also oscillates. Mm. So like the attachment is doing the little, little whirly doos uh, the whole time, and you control like how intense the whirly doos and vibration are independent of one another. So what are it's, you doing uh, while you're while you're at the control panel? All here? sorts you, of stuff. Are you laying back and she's sucking your dick, or is she too distracted by the vibrations and she's doing her own thing and you're kind of DJing? I've only used it a couple times, and mostly I was enjoying the show and having fun, like it was a video game, because it was so fun to like. How do you, what do you feel about a little bit of this? Ah, and she's like, ah, it's too much, and then just like turning it back down. Like, all right, sorry about that. Did you ever do it belong to music? Uh, there was no music. Did you ever, no. Like, 
No. He's like, this is awful. It's just awkward now, and I'm sore. Really uncomfortable. It's like, I told you, I can't come to fucking Skrillex. <laughs> yeah. Uh, come at the drop. It's so is this rude Sandstorm? So having some personal experience with the thing, I know that this is going to be very interesting, uh, especially if he uh, gets behind her while she's on it, which would, would be pretty ridiculous. They are very... Uh, 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 sexually active, I guess, because like he popped in the chat last night while we were all playing one of our poker games, and uh, he was a little out of breath. And they're like, "Dude, are you out of breath just from telling us about this sex toy?" He's like, "Nah, dude, I just fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I just fucked and sprinted to my computer. <laughs> I have to let everybody know that I fucked." <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be uncomfortable <laughs> just yeah. kidding it'll be fun uh, no it, no it, it, it is interesting like when they're you get doing to decide thing how you react some, oh i know but I'm, I'm i'm more just teasing gotta have people so what he says about rape but like uh <laughs> it's funny when when things like that are happening and like you know someone's fucking and there's some guy who's also on the call is like kyle i wanted to ask advice about a gun that I <laughs> like woody i had stock advice can i can we turn off the fucking just for just a second no <laughs> dude we're, we're here for four hours, dude. You just keep your stock tips for uh, for later. What do you get? What do you think it over while while we watch this fuck show that's going on? So yeah, what I was getting at was like, normally I'd recommend you sign up for Patreon on the first of the month. That way you get thirty days of coverage. Nothing we can do about changing that. That's the Patreon system. But shit, today might be the day. You get yourself two weeks and a fuck show. I I don't know if the fuck shows are going to be a monthly thing forever. You know, so you might want to get in while it's hot. That's all I'm saying. If yep. you have any interest in said fuck show, I'll be there. I'll be there. Wouldn't fuck, miss I might set up for it. Who knows? It sounds interesting. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, gonna get there too. Destiny's gonna hang out. I mean, we probably give you a little discount. You know, if you <laughs> want to watch the fuck show, you know, we don't even invite him. We charge him. <laughs> do, you, do, you guys, uh, do you take audience requests for this? Do people like, oh, turn this volume or whatever? Uh, like, I mean, or does he just? I, do I believe they are. I believe they have an OnlyFans. Um, so do like. They? That was mentioned about a month or two ago um, because, like, yeah, that was mentioned a month or two ago. I don't know if it's established or if it's in the process of happening, but, yeah, I'm sure they would take requests. They seem to really enjoy uh, exhibitionism and uh, being seen um, because, like, the first fuck show was not the first time I'd seen that young lady naked. I'm okay. looking for their... I'm just going to let that marinate on you. <laughs> Yes. You guys ever have the moments where you're where you were browsing? I say were, I guess, because now all these been removed from at least Pornhub. You ever have the moments where you're browsing porn and you look at like one of the recommended videos and you see something and you're like, I remember watching that when I was 14 years old. You see something that's like a blast from like the Kazaa or not Kazaa, yeah, the really and you're like LimeWire. Oh my god, yeah, and you see it and it's like, oh my god, the whole like nostalgia of the early days of everything come rushing back. I'll tell you the, the, the Heather. Heather Brooks, she's still out there sucking dick. If you wanna, if you wanna link to that, so I use X Hamster, which has not removed all the amateur content. Thank fucking God. <laughs> Fuck Pornhub. X Hamster is your ticket. X, the letter X, and then Hamster. There's no it's fucking true. animal it's fucking. There's a it's lot of road very porn, unfortunate. Still name. a fan. Yeah. Uh, and but the one from Kazaa that what is forever seared in my mind is this Russian girl. I think she's in a sex swing maybe, or maybe she's like lying back on what looks like an exam table. It's a dark ish room. And the guy takes an entire 
magnum, I think they're called, of champagne and puts, I think it's into her pussy, but it could be her ass. I think it's her pussy, though. He, like, slowly inserts it into her pussy, and then he starts ram-fucking her with the full bottle. We all know what happens when you shake champagne. So it's gushing out with, like, incredible PSI every fucking where. And I don't know if she's enjoying it or hating it, and I just don't care anymore. She hated it. <laughs> she knows what she signed up for. Wait, so what was the cork situation? They, the, the cork's off. Like, 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 they, they do the sl- they do They pop it like you're supposed to, you know. And this, yeah. And now, then they just immediately like, thumb over and, and well, it doesn't leak at all. They've got a stable bottle of champagne, uh, and they slowly insert it in, and then starts the ram fucking, which is shaking the champagne and fucking her, and so it's just gushing back out. Like I mean, a, and it's not a don't think like a standard bottle of champagne. He's got a big boy. It yeah. looks like he just won the fucking F one championship or something. It's he's just going to town in there. It's, did you did you beat off to this video often, or you just remember it? I just remember it because I'd never, you know, I was like 12 to beat off to. I was like 12 or 13. So just like, and, and on Kazaa and LimeWire, you know, downloading porn, downloading (laughs) porn. And so I don't remember, I I don't remember, like, I wouldn't think that that's something that I would have thought was hot, like, like, like to beat off to, but it was definitely, there was a lot of stuff on there that it was like, this isn't masturbation material. This is just educational. I didn't know things like this could even be. (laughs) <laughs> i remember a friend of mine oh it's still around i just checked he uh this is like middle school maybe he was like i found this new site it's called frog sex <laughs> Christ. my my parents don't even know that this for some reason this one doesn't get blocked on our whatever filter and so like he apparently looked at so much frogsex.com it just bricked their computer jesus just destroyed the whole thing but yeah it's apparently still here it's not once again not like Similar to X Hamster. There's no frogs fucking. Is she wearing uh, fishnet stockings, Kyle, by chance? Link it. Right. Yeah, link it. Let's see. A little detective work. I'm going to have to see the video. I linked it. Watch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I know. I, I saw the thumbnail, but now we're going to the video. Oh, it's old timey enough. That's for damn sure. This yeah, is yeah. It doesn't take long. Stuff. It's only a one minute video, and uh, it kind of. I think it's about what you said. Is this I supposed think... to be good champagne. Is that what they started on? <laughs> is the that label? important? No, that's but they started on the label. Like you wouldn't think it would be important. I don't think this is it because I remember a wider angle, but this is very similar. I I remember a lot more pressure. Oh, okay. this is that's pretty funny. And as I do this Google search. There's a lot of these. Oh God, what is? <laughs> you just made to the end. No, I, I'm I'm on Bing, or and and like there's I, I saw like a nipple pierced by like a dozen syringe needles or something like that. I don't need that in my life. What do you search? I search champagne bottle fucking pussy or something like that. Like nothing crazy. Jesus, <laughs> it's, a re- it's a related video. What do you search? I search I nipples pierced 20 times by fucking syringes. <laughs> by dirty syringes. Uh, yeah. It looks like this is a genre because it's. A, I mean, this is exactly oh my. what you described. Look at, look at how much of that is spraying. And look, oh. it's like the, the pussy is guiding it out in the stream. Yeah, that one and all. This one, he puts it in there. You have to get like 20 seconds in, and then he shakes the bottle. He like wiggles it side to side. And uh, it fits the pressure requirement that Kyle mentioned. 
See, this one's better because they're doing it in the tub. Mm. Did, you, and did you see him you can, shake it yet? No, not yet. But you can see uh, <laughs> you can see that you can see the, the bottle water level or liquid level. That other one, you couldn't see how much was spraying out. Yeah, now he's shaking. Oh, I want to see a ghetto version of this. Where it's like, <laughs> oh man! And she immediately is like, "Get it out of my pussy!" <laughs> That's hilarious. What a dick! <laughs> <laughs> he puts it in all gently, careful not to spill a drop. I already that said. <laughs> I promise I won't shake it. <laughs> <laughs> but you always so... shake it when we do this. I don't trust you. In the related videos are tons of chicks fucking toe hitches and gear shifters. Yeah. Seeing... Well, I don't know. Right fucking here. I'm yeah. seeing a lot of champagne bottles. Oh, no, I found it. It's called My Pussy Cat. My Pussy Cat. Yeah, I linked it. Yeah, that's the one. My Pussy Cat. Watch my Pussycat tube sex videos for free on X Hamster with the hottest collection of pussy tube. Free mobile md oh oh that's that's what i don't md sex uh that's that's when you've got a lot of those uh what am like I doctor at? is this a gear shifter no that's a toe hitch i believe because i put see a condom on it i'm a little I think well of yeah, course yeah, you don't want, you don't want to get impregnated by a dodge oh my yeah, god she's not this is gross. the third time i feel personally attacked i i don't like this either <laughs> this isn't you know what this isn't doing it for me a little vanilla over there if you ask me a little vanilla i'm still totally flaccid over yeah here. even if you're not into uh the idea of the fuck show this month come to see taylor get uncomfortable because <laughs> i'm gonna exacerbate it as much as i can oh uh, yeah like like if i can get her <laughs> at 11 a.m <laughs> i hate to spoil it but i'm gonna see if i can get her to moan taylor's name mm -hmm. just to really make it rough for him and other things. Okay, that's this fine. is my home. This is my homework for the next two weeks. I'm up for it. Wow, you'll be busy. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna get that done in just two weeks? One one request. <laughs> yeah, I mean that only gives me like 24 hours a day. Clickety click, clickety clack, and all right. Nothing on the agenda for the next two. Oh, what do I have? Oh, I have that show on Thursday night. <laughs> yeah, and I have rust 11 hours a day. Yeah. 11, 11 is not even close. I've been doing 15 to 18 hours a day uh, on, on rust. Like, like we're really. Uh, 18 hours. You're going to get a blood clot. I, I get up and move around. You know, I, I, my, my feet will go get a little cold or something. I got to, I got to keep moving. I, I, for real, I know you can't sit for 18 hours and like be healthy. You get cold. You're sitting so long. Yeah. I mean, it's cold in the house. Like I keep the, in the winter, like I, uh, I get free gas here, but my uh, furnace isn't gas. So a lot of the times I'll just use the fireplace. Mm -hmm. It's, it's like, Jesus, it's free. Like, like it seems so wasteful to turn on the electric furnace. So the electric furnace is on like 63 so before I turn the fireplace on, it's 63 degrees in here and really fucking like my feet will get like ice cold. Do you ever uh, sit on the toilet so long that your feet and like legs start to get cold and go to sleep? And then you have nowhere to go. Then you just have to like crawl, finish, finish the you crawl. You just got to crawl. <laughs> got to crawl away. You just nose dive yeah, forward like a knocked out fighter. I'm on. I'm going through my hallway. Han, <laughs> wipe my ass. <laughs> I can't reach it. My legs are too numb. Granny, <laughs> you have this much trouble shitting. It seems like the colonoscopy bag is probably an upgrade. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it might that's, be. That's yeah, a fair just, point. I just, dude, on the go shitting. I just take it in the bathroom like a go-gurt bag. Mm -hmm. Just, 
right into the right into the paper towel trash can. Yeah. <laughs> on the go shitting and a wonderful prank device. Right? Yeah, you're the worst guy with a cold house to be back. You just put it in yeah. a garbage can. You got to imagine too. If you're ever in a public scenario, nobody is ever fucking with you. You can unsheath a weapon that nobody will want to fuck with. Like, Ooh. yeah, he's got a knife. Keep me distance. He's got a gun. He's not going to shoot me. But a guy is willing yeah. to take out and show you his fucking colonoscopy bag. Oh shit! Like you don't know what somebody like that's about. Wants shit all over them. You know, even if you do kill the guy, you're gonna go home smelling like shit. Nobody wants there's, to. Do that. There's no better knife attack deterrent. Yeah, there you go. Than a visible colostomy bag, because no one wants. Yeah, no one wants to get poop all over their hands, especially not someone else's. <laughs> even getting your own poop on your hands, especially like, if oh, there's a risk of getting poop in an open wound. Right? You could cut yourself. <laughs> Things could go wrong. You don't want to. It's not a risk I'm willing to take. Can your own poop? Yeah, your own poop could infect you. I'm I don't sure. know why you'd be immune to your own poop. It's yeah, yeah. That was a dumbass question. I, yeah, okay, if through. you want a dumbass question, I can top it. When does poop become dirt? After like a year. What well, the harder question is: what is what is dirt? Old poop. All of it. Yeah. No, a lot of it is like leaves <laughs> and vegetation that rotted, or is that just bug poop? It's it's rocks that have become made little by nature. <laughs> <laughs> I just everything is rocks depending on how little you're. Kyle acted it. like this was the dumbest thought I've ever had, but I, I'm sure I've had dumber. I, I just feel like you take poop, you dry it out, you put it in a potato masher or something, and now it's dirt. No, you got to scoop some dirt. There's a point at which, with adding dirt, it would become dirt, but that's still just <laughs> mashed up shit at that point. Which is dirt. No, dude. If you walked outside yesterday or today. Or tomorrow, any day, <laughs> and and there's shit where your dirt is in your front yard. You'll notice it'll look different. It'll smell different. This like, is old. No, no, no. Let it get old. Fully dried out. A year, two years old. It's just but poop human dust. Shit, you know what? Like the, you, if you, okay, you have enough property to do this. Go shit somewhere that you think it oh, will become ahead of you. dirt. Carry on. Yeah, at some point. <laughs> and of course, you're going to want to do this monthly so you can like see the progression, make sure, your Woody's sure. Lab video. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, Be sure to stay on the sidewalk because next to it. And... My prediction is it's never going to truly become dirt. And you eat those mixed mixed greens, those mixed vegetables. All the so time. Gonna be like, there's going to be peas in there and things. Uh, corn maybe. But I... I... I I, I, this is the, people think this is the dumbest thing in the world, but I am really lost is for how poop is different than dirt. It's I know wet poop is little poop. rocks, right? Oh, no, it's not. It's, it's, it's decomposed poop. It's decomposed. It's probably uh, a ton of biological matter, organic stuff. Yeah, that's just broken fallen down over time. trees, fallen leaves, fallen what's, sticks. Well, what's holding it all together? Very poop. small rocks, <laughs> right? <laughs> that have been beaten down poop by the Poop is elements. the glue of the nature world. <laughs> it's, uh, the glue that <laughs> keeps the world turning. It's nature's Shit. glue. That's, yeah. I I don't think so. I, at some point, it would become dirt. Because at some point, if you just left a compost pile alone, it would become dirt, probably. When does poop become dirt? Night soil? That's like a nice way of calling, like, that's like manure. Mm -hmm. uh, how long does it take human feces to break down into soil? Wait, long... wait, let's get some guesses here first before you, before you spoil the answer. Yes. My guess is going to be, wait, who's going first? You. Three months. <laughs> fuck, no, that, fuck, that was exactly what I was going to say. Oh, I should have oh, went first. Choose the over. 
maybe. I was um, thinking three to six months. So I'm going to say six months. I'm going to say 89 days. Six months is so long. Fuck. Wait, are we prices right on this? If you're over, do you lose or what? I was assuming it was going to be faster than we assumed once the elements take hold. So I was going one day under Kyle. There isn't one answer. Uh, What's the well, range? Then why even bother putting it on the internet? This particular person says years later, it will still be poop in Wyoming where it's dry and there are long winters. But if it was swampy land in South Carolina, it would be much different. But it doesn't say like... Who wrote this? Who? What are their credentials? <laughs> Who's uh, this, this fly-by-night doctor? <laughs> supposed... I assume they're a doctor. Supposed professor of shit. Yeah, well, I guess that makes sense. The colder it is, the more likely shit will be to remain shit. And the warmer it is, the worse it'll smell. But it will smell bad less long. I badly want to know when poop becomes dirt and how this how this system works. It's all on a spectrum, right? Faster and hotter than dry it out. Uh, how healthy would human shit be if used in manure? Just uh, as healthy, or like, is it the smell that would would, would deter us because we're so eating? So I think that so when they use, I, I think the issue when we had like that E. coli outbreak a few years ago, and especially in Great Britain, was that they were like spraying liquid pig shit onto the crops, and then the crops weren't getting washed properly before they went to market. I think as long as it's washed thoroughly, it wouldn't be an issue. But if you ate liquid shit sprayed veg without washing it thoroughly, you, I think you'd be looking at a whole host of other issues. Yeah, you'd get sick. Okay, that makes sense. They just spray pig shit all over it? Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, the way that, like, pig farming works on an industrial scale is they have these, like, slots or, like, troughs for the shit to, like, sort of flow into these, um, what are they called? They're, like, ponds of yeah. shit. And then uh, uh, lagoons, I think they call them. And then they, like, pump those out periodically. And they have this system where they spray it through irrigation all over the crops and when that would happen i can't explain to you the smell like oh. that, that like like people often spread chicken manure on like crops where i'm from because it's so plentiful and it's really good fertilizer that did, never bothered me it'd be like oh, oh it stinks a little out huh mm -hmm. yeah it smells like chicken shit when they spray liquid pig shit on an industrial scale and i'm talking about tens of thousands of gallons of pig shit aerated over thousands of acres of crop the low-lying areas like like there's a part where the road would like really go down into a dip and then come back out again like it's settled in there like like a fog of shit and like if your windows were down you didn't know what to do because rolling them up sealed it in with you and leaving them down meant it was just circulating into your face so like like you would just remember like oh yesterday there was pig shit here look turn the ac off and roll the windows up while we pass through this cloud of doom. It smells so fucking bad. So I it sucks. I've never smelled. I that. did a little reading on using human waste as manure. I guess they did it in old times. Um, one of the problems is that like pathogens that impact humans can be in human poop. So you know, I, you, you might pass your cholera to the person eating okay. it or something. So that's a yeah. problem. Um, the there was a second problem too. I guess it's less predictable. Shit, I had a second thing. Oh, oh, I was the second thing I was going to say was this. 
our waste treatment plant in this area grows sunflowers with human poop. They just like sprint. I guess the breaking down process creates way too much nitrogen and sunflowers are unique in just how much nitrogen they consume. So that's what they do. There's like these magnificent sunflower seeds. People come, fields, they come, they take pictures and shit like that. That's a pretty good a solution. shit sunflower field, is that? It basically, yeah, it's, just, it's a big field and it just kind of washes over it or something and then they grow sunflowers there and it handles the excess nitrogen. That's another very underrated snack, sunflower seeds. In the shell though, because otherwise you're just eating handfuls of them at a time. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's like pistachios. The shells are just there to slow you down. You yeah. do pistachios without shells, that's a dangerous snack because pistachios are actually pretty fatting and you can eat a surprising amount of that shit if you don't have a fucking shell to slow you down. Hold I would yeah, not be surprised by the amount I've eaten. That's, that's, this, this is body by pistachio right here. All right? <laughs> <laughs> body by pistachio. <laughs> yeah, I've had way too many. They're, uh, pro- I ate them during the Woodycraft days and I gained weight. Um, it, it was cashews just, are my danger zone nut because they're so good. They're like a rich person's nut. Cashews. Macadamia nut is the rich person's nut. Well, it is, I don't, but I don't like, like it as much. It needs to be wrapped into a proper cookie. But uh, those Subway macadamia white chocolate cookies. Thumbs that's up the one on those. thing that they have right. <laughs> yeah. Everything else is nonsense in that store. They're so fucking good. <laughs> no, my favorite. I, I like peanuts and I know they're legume or whatever. Get off your fucking high horse peanut nazis but they're delicious like just salted peanuts are one of my favorite snacks ever but honey roasted peanuts like do you honey roasted why would you even bother with, like, i'd rather have a couple handfuls of honey roasted peanuts than like a hershey's bar any day these are all so high in calories they're not on my list right now no like 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 it's it's ridiculous like the amount of calories that are in like two handfuls of honey roasted peanuts oh, yeah. i bet it's like 500 calories those little right, like big those, pack of peanuts, those, like, little David's or whatever pouches, those narrow pouches at gas stations, like a full one of those. Of I get the heat peanuts, the spicy ones. Yeah, a tiny little thing. Which you're right is like two good sized handfuls. That's 300 calories, I think, or like 290. It it does fill you up because like a little bit at least because it's peanuts, but it also tastes good, so you want more peanuts. Yeah, it's a ton of fat. That's the issue. That's why it's so high in calories. It's yeah, but it's, it's that's why it's good. I guess. <laughs> They're fucking tasty. Uh, but, cashews are incredible. So much fat. But just honey roasted peanuts. Like like whenever I was, whenever COVID was first becoming a thing and I was like stocking my pantry with like foods that could potentially like keep me alive if like everything, we didn't know how bad or sure. easy it was going to be. Like, like, you know, if enough people get really sick, like the utilities fail. Mm-hmm. And if the utilities fail, like, and they can't get gas in the gas stores, then the trucking stops and there's no more food in the stores and everybody's already taking all our goddamn toilet paper. So it was like, let's stack, let's stock the pantry. And like two of the things, one of the things I bought was like two of the really big cans of salted peanuts. Cause I was like, God, that's enough calories to keep me alive for a month in each can of peanuts. Yeah. But then you'd be like day one, halfway through, fuck, like <laughs> I ate half my peanuts. Yeah, I, I tried really hard not to touch the safety foods that were in the pantry. I ended up giving them all away. Like my dad was over here and I was like, do you want 50 cans of potted meat? He's like, yeah, yeah, the dogs will love it. <laughs> it's like, all right, take this shit off my hand. Well, why not just hold on to it? That potted meat will last like until you're dead, until we're all dead. I'd rather be dead than subsist on potted meat anyway. They could have named it something better than that potted meat. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad potted meat came up. We in the in the fifty dollar hangout. We 
we did our uh, our our movie watch. We did Sling Blade. Uh, I think we're gonna do them every Friday night. So another one coming up tomorrow night. Uh, we we all got in a call and watched Sling Blade together. Almost no one had ever seen it before. People were crying out loud. It was beautiful. There was <laughs> sobbing. There, I, I was like, you got to mute yourself if you're gonna sob. <laughs> everybody fucking loved it. Um, everybody was like, yep, great recommendation. So uh, I think tomorrow night. We're all going to group watch Death Wish 1. Death Wish 1. Then after that, you're going to let them pick the movie? Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Kyle's movie hour every week, whatever he wants to watch. It's Sling Blade again? (laughs) (laughs) Four weeks in a row. I've told you guys about my father's movie voting system before, right? Mm -mm. So this is how we chose movies. Uh, I got a vote. My brother got a vote. My mother got two votes and my father got five. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's that's awesome. (laughs) The illusion of democracy. (laughs) Patriarch right there. Yeah. Yeah, It's the Stanley P system. I feel like it fits for the $50 Patreon as well. You guys, all all 24 of you get a vote. I get 25 votes. I get to pick the first two movies because I'm showing up. After that, I will let them pick a movie. Uh, um, no one complained about Sling Blade. Everyone seemed to really enjoy it, and it is an incredibly good movie. Uh, I think they'll feel the same way about Death Wish. It's a it's is a it laugh good of, or goofier? Like I don't. Death Wish is like so bad it's good. Like like it's it's not poorly made. It's just that like this guy's like family keeps getting raped and or murdered uh, to death, and he keeps becoming a vigilante in each. Uh, sequel and so the first one is like the very first time when Jeff Goldblum I think like rapes his wife and daughter uh, and uh, and so like he has like the mental breakdown he ends up with a gun and then he just walks the streets of New York uh, as a vigilante like putting himself in sticky situations hoping somebody will fuck with him and killing them and after a while he starts having these quips like like these little one liners every time he like kills someone so it's it's kind of funny you killed the Joker it was exact like that scene from the Joker where he kills the guys in the subway is the completely. Giggler. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, the giggler. The giggler. He killed the giggler, man. <laughs> that's from like Death Wish three or maybe even four. That's one of the later Death Wishes. They get more ridiculous as it goes. There's a scene in that movie where he has a 1917 belt-fed, water-cooled machine gun, <laughs> <laughs> and he's holding it, and he like, like these just these like in World War One. These punks are like coming after him with like switchblades and bats and like maybe one's got an old timey like revolver and he just kicks the door in and he's on a balcony and he's just like just sweeping the streets clean of like that make believe 1980s scum that's a bunch of white guys with mohawks and like people of indeterminate racial origin who are just a little light brown but no blacks at all. He's just killing everyone. Dude, that... (laughs) I don't know about the race makeup, but that was the time. Like that, you've seen what the the graffiti on the New York subway system from the '80s before. You, mm-hmm. You've probably seen the Guardian Angels. They were the good guy gang that would defend civilians from the bad guy gangs. Uh, who cleaned the streets? I think it was before Giuliani, but like one of the New York mayors just got hard with them and cleaned shit up. Also, the economy turned around. Yeah. Um, okay. But uh, but yeah, like you know, well, you followed. Uh, gun death rates and stuff you've seen they peaked in would you call it the 80s late 80s early 90s early 90s it was real bad yeah yeah Yeah. like that that was the time they were just 
I don't know. The gangs actually like intimidated cops. I feel like that's maybe drug gangs now do some of the cartels and stuff, but by and large, like in Raleigh, I feel like the cops are the toughest gang here. It's crazy to think about it because he's so fallen from grace now, but Giuliani, I think, originally got a lot of credit for cleaning up New York for helping. He did. The, the mob, especially. Yeah. 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 Oh, right. Especially. Especially. Yeah. Yeah. When what was... a weird fall from grace. Like, like he was America's mayor. Like, like he was so respectable. It se- he seemed like a shoe in to like run for president or some high office and just ride that into the sunset of being like this respectable head on his shoulders all about crime or all about law and order and, and like, you know, mm-hmm. and then like to see him now, like literally like wiping snot on his face and, <laughs> and like having his hair melt and, uh, and just look like a buff- pulling his dick out or whatever he was actually doing with that, with that girl in the Borat movie, you know, he's fixing a micro a microphone wire. That's apparently tied around and tight knot around his testicles. I don't know <laughs> what the fuck he's up to down there in his pants. And just looking like he's the buffoon. He's he's Trump's clown. He he's it's it's absurd. I don't did know how he, that happened. When did he run for president? Or I, did was did it ninety two or something? I forget. But dude, it was hilarious. So when he ran for president, I was uh, old enough. I was like watching politics at the time, and he would just talk about nine eleven every time. Every question you asked him, he'd mention nine eleven constantly. Nine eleven everything, and. Uh, one of his opponents made fun of him and they said that like uh the way that giuliani speaks is every sentence has a noun a verb and 9-11 and uh shortly after that they asked him like what his tax plan was he's like ah it should be a flat tax and they're like what should your tax rate be he's like i don't know maybe nine to (laughs) eleven percent i was like are you fucking kidding me (laughs) nine percent flat tax he was the front runner in 2008 okay yeah. Okay. Up until McCain, I guess. You got to be careful with those primaries because especially the big ones, everybody is the front runner at some point, right? Yeah, Nobody he uh, he raised the most money. He was in the lead for a full calendar year. Um, Damn. Yeah, everybody's uh, like, Time Magazine named him as the person of the year for 2001, branding him the mayor of the world. Yep. That's a bit. And oh, America's dude. mayor and everything too. Like that was, yeah. Yeah, it was interesting. So when 9-11 first happened, I know a lot of you were young or not born uh, listening. Like there was kind of a void. Like there was this big thing and it impacted the nation in a way that nothing has since. We were all like sports got canceled. Everyone was depressed or sad or scared. I'm never scared by politics. Every time they talk about the politics of fear, this and that, and I'm like, this is really all sport to me. Nothing scares me about what's happening. 9-11 kind of did. Like, I, I actually, how was at work? I called Jackie. I was like, okay, there's a nuclear power plant to our south. The plan is, I say, right? You know, if, if they attack that, <laughs> no, nuclear power plant, if they attack that, I'm north of you, grabbing the better car, pick me up, we'll keep going north, we'll get away from it. Like, it was, we thought that we were at risk. It seems crazy now, but it, um, Everybody's We're going north to New York. They won't strike twice. <laughs> <And, laughs> every person was like, where's the closest airport, the closest military base, the closest nuclear power plant? The cl- like everybody Everyone was Everyone thought they country. were a target next. Like they all thought yeah. that they were living next to some World Trade Center-like attraction. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, shit, I was going to the, the Real Impact. The You were going north to meet up with Jackie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit. I did. 
And he, oh, oh, and there was a leadership void, right? Like Cheney was never really an out public type leader. Like he wouldn't get on the mic and talk very much. Bush went like three days without saying anything. We were just like, what, what now? Like what, where are we? And then Giuliani is there with a bullhorn standing on top of the rebel, uh, rubble, rubble. saying like, it's okay. We'll get him back. You know, don't be scared. And like he filled that leadership void that the whole nation needed and it served him really well. Yep. Yep. Absolutely did. And, uh, he, he when they got the Florida primary, he was like third and endorsed McCain the next day. Okay. Is mayor of New York, the highest he ever got mayor. Did he do anything other than that? I think so. I know, I know that's I a big so. Right. It's I a good mayor of New York is bigger than like some like federal represent. Like that's a big, it's right. Yeah, it's hard to mayor stack rank it, right? Is mayor of New York bigger than senator of Wyoming? Absolutely it is. Well, well, well senator maybe not, but like representative of Wyoming? Wyoming? Yeah, maybe, yeah. Well, senator, 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 listen, right? if you're a senator, you're a senator. If you're representative, you might be one of like 435 or whatever, or five, whatever. But like, yeah. but yeah, like the, the mayor of New York, is a, that's a tall order. Yeah, yeah like, I would take that job over a lot of other jobs if you're as far as politicians go, because like I feel like the mayor of New York is able to really live it up. Like, like he's the mayor of like a really, really big, powerful, rich city. Like a lot comes along with that, I'm sure. I want to be the mayor of like some shitty city where they have so many problems, they won't even notice how much I'm looting, <laughs> looting the coffers. I'm, I'll be the mayor of New Orleans. I want to be a Mormon senator from Utah, right? Like your reelection is guaranteed. You can do anything. Because no, there's going to be another Mormon. Unless they catch you drinking some strong drink or something. And it never GG. happens that way. These Mormon senators from Utah, they just keep serving until they don't want to anymore. Mitt Romney, he looks so much younger than he actually is. Maybe Mormons have something. Is it just the hair dye? I don't I, know. It, maybe there's more to it than that. He does maybe look pretty good. Like His posture's good. He's fit. He's not fat. He's I, Maybe I'm just comparing him to the rest of the absolute ghouls. That... <laughs> Where it's like, wow, he... He looks better than McCain these days. He's, yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> By a long shot. <laughs> yeah. I, McConnell looks... Because dead. Yeah, because yeah. dead. <laughs> Mitch McConnell looks a little better. He looked terrible with that bruising all over his face and hands. Oh, yeah. And that, that was weird. He's looked yeah. awful for years. Not even like sick old man, just kind of like ugly old man. I wonder if he'll retire. Maybe he loses. Yeah. Oh, he, he did lose. Yeah, yeah. I would think he would retire. Did you hear about Diane Feinstein? I saw some funny thing where it's like, this was a, a long time ago. This came out. It was like some staffer said like, uh, you know, she's 87 now. And all the time she goes to meetings and she has no idea what just happened in the meeting she was in. And oh. she already fired paperwork, filed paperwork or her team did on her behalf. And she's going to run again for another six year term at the age of 91 in four years. So that, it's like, really? You're going to be a, we're gonna, a 97-year-old potentially? Like, no. If that's you, one of the cool things. Like, John Ossoff won from Georgia. Obviously, the I don't know if we ever really talked about it a lot, but the Dems both won. Um, and uh, John Ossoff's youngest senator, I think, in the land. Yeah, current. I think he's... Yeah, I don't think yeah, it's a not right, youngest yeah, yeah. ever, right, but right. Uh, youngest current senator serving. Uh, you know, he's un, he's less than 40. I don't know how old he is. Yeah, I don't think his seat's... A, um... A Democratic senator from Georgia probably doesn't have the like automatic reelect that so many of them have. Oh but, yeah, definitely not. These guys were hard. These are hard fought seats, both of these. Yeah, but um, yeah, we'll see. Kyle's our resident social justice warrior, blue state person. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you red state fucking goons over there. Yeah. We're... <laughs> uh, you can't figure out what who you're going to kill next for going to the wrong bathroom in North Carolina. And Taylor's, <laughs> Taylor's state is just the embarrassment of the Midwest. Let's be honest. Oh, come on. We have all the best gun laws. They hardly exist. <laughs> what was it your senator, your uh, senator or, or, or whatever did your representative, the, the, the real pro gun one? Didn't he do something awful? Uh, no, no, no. I think you're thinking like a few years ago, our the governor of Missouri, like the brand new elected governor of Missouri. It was like Eric Greitens, his name is and or was. I don't know what the fuck he's doing now, but he resigned because someone came forward and was like, hey, uh, I think it was like sexual blackmail or something like he took a bunch of pictures of me naked when we were fooling around and he was cheating on his wife. And I don't, I don't remember all the details. Maybe I'm getting some stuff wrong, but I do remember stuff about like scantily clad and nude sex photos. And then he out. totally resigned. He's gone Who's now. Destiny, I bet you're up to speed on this. There, maybe Swalwell? Did he have sex with a Chinese spy or something? Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I feel like I would have heard this. What? Felony yeah. invasion of privacy. Eric ah. Swalwell fucked a Chinese spy. Yeah, I think so. Eric Swalwell. Yeah, I'm right now. Fang Fang. Yeah, a Chinese national named Fang Fang or Christine Fang targeted up and coming local politicians in the Bay Area and across the country with the potential to make it big on the national stage. Are you saying that she fucked her way into this or whatever? Or uh, no, I mean, I saw a, it on Facebook. I don't know what uh, more proof you need. Agent? A Chinese agent and well, who else was she fucking? Is there a list here? I was speaking of your Facebook. Scum, uh, Scum has been telling me that your Facebook is very blue these days. Oh, dude! All the Republicans have gone silent. Like, like there, there is a group of oh. Republicans that just fucking like invaded, ripped me apart, etc. Ever since the Capitol invasion, they have no more to say. They're just gone. They did. They have. They're. They're, they've gone radio silent. They, they, I well, they might they, be. Ha they might have pending federal charges against them. They may wanna, <laughs> that may be under a lawyer's recommendation based on your Facebook. It's possible, but I think the more likely scenario is they don't have a winning hand. Like they just sort of folded for a while, and they'll wait for Democrats to be like pro-abortion or something. And Trump is know. still super popular. You can't really speak out against him. So they, but they don't really want to take a side now because everybody's trying to prepare for a post-Trump world and you don't want to like have everybody hate you before that happens. So there's waiting for him to you be gone. You think the like, Trump train would be in full effect because, you know, they're all on the no-fly list. <laughs> yeah. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> what's trump's next move that's 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 something i wanted to cover wanted to cover tonight like i think his next move is write a book big book tour lots of rallies fucking keep it rolling make a you know try to cash in i think maybe he also starts a media company of some time of some kind and like the, the those two things are very incestuous with one another his book tour his rallies his media company his media company covers his book tour his book tour talks about his media company and and he rolls that into being quite successful. I'm not uh, I'm I'm halfway on board. The, the media company thing in particular, I think it's really complicated to start a media company to get the licensing to get that thing off. It's it, it's a complex venture to run more so than the real estate he's done before, which was smaller I guess than it seems and um so what he would be a better move for him is to just be well paid to appear on someone else's media venture, right? You know, he could be a regular contributor to Fox or Newsmax or One America News or something like that. Go on there, 
pimp his book, pimp his fundraising activities, spout his opinions, and see how it goes. I think the bloom will come off, the guild will come off the rose, something like that. But I, I think he's not going to look as good as an ex-president. I don't think he'll have the same appeal. I might be wrong. I could be wrong. Maybe I just never saw his appeal like some people did. But I, I just think that without the the podium and the White House behind him, he's mm-hmm. going to seem like a regular, like a low information voter who's just too prominent. I agree with the fact that he's not going to do anything, but I disagree with the, the rationale, actually, because even before Trump didn't have the podium, right? Trump was the the start of that birther movement. A lot of people forget that, but... Like that was him, and that was before he was in any elected position. Now he was still probably riding off the popularity of the um, apprentice of the yeah of like being the apprentice and everything. Um, so yeah, I, I I think that he's I agree he's probably not going to do much, but I don't think it's because it's difficult and all that shit. Um, he's probably just not going to do much because I think it's too much effort. I think he's just tired of it. Like shit is crazy. I think, but I think he likes making money, and he'll find a way to uh, cash in on his popularity. Like that, mm-hmm. The book, I think, is is money. I think he's definitely going to have a book ghost written for him. And then after that, I, I think he really enjoys the rallies, but they might get embarrassing fast. You know, when he starts doing rallies for practically no reason and 1,000 people come, it's going to feel like a like that Oklahoma event or whatever it was. Ah, you just start charging for them, and then the, the smaller group is more valuable, right? Like... If you have a thousand dollar a plate dinner to benefit the Trump Foundation, and uh, you know, get a get a couple hundred people in there and just do a couple of those a year, and I, I think he's gonna. Yeah. I think the rallies will still be big. People fucking love that guy. They think of him as like an entertainer slash stand up comedian. Like people really like him. And look, I've seen it in person. He's entertaining. Like when you're there, it's fun. But it, like the rally, the, if if he's allowed to use media again then yeah, he would have huge rallies. But if he can't promote what he's doing on Twitter, YouTube, Google, like whatever, like they, they can kind of hamstring him there. Yeah, so the they, platforming really you works. Can't, you can't, oh, I saw like a bank was like shutting down a couple of his accounts with like millions of dollars in it. And it's like, oh, no, was okay. it a bank or was it Stripe? It well, wasn't Stripe. Stripe, did, Stripe said they weren't going to handle payments anymore, I think. And then the Deutsche Bank or whatever said they were going to do business. You're right. Them. You're right. You're all, right. all it would take is whatever payment processor he was using to just say no. They already and like, have. That's what I'm saying is that oh. this is why if the powers that be in this country decide that they no longer want him to be able to have rallies and do that, they can just deperson him like they have online. And like, how's he going to get his message out? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it just won't get out. I I don't know how hard it would be to take a nut like. Did PayPal drop him? Like, there's always another Stripe. You know, PayPal will drop him. Uh, um, his hosting service will drop him. Cloudflare would drop him. Like, all it takes is a couple people. Pre- a or couple, couple key ones. Deplatforming works. Like, Milo got deplatformed. And it just, like, I think a lot of people think maybe they're bigger than the platform they are. That they're bigger than the platform that they're on. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, or I'm on so many platforms that if any one drops, I'm okay. But then they lose two of them or so. Milo without Twitter is a past tense thing. Alex yeah. Jones, he's not gone, gone, but he's not nearly part of like the conscious that he was when he was on YouTube and all the bigger ones. Glenn Beck, he was on Fox News and he was like the leader of the Republican Party in some ways. He started the Tea Party moment with the hats and the, he was Trump before Trump. Now where's Glenn Beck? Just a radio show I never hear of. You know, the, he's the guy with the Cheetos on his face. It's just weird. Deplatforming has a huge impact. And he's yeah. been deplatformed. So we'll see where that goes. 
it's going to struggle. And Snapchat deplatformed. Like, so Twitter dropped him. I think Facebook dropped him. Then uh, I'm not sure about YouTube, but Snapchat dropped him. And I'm like, did he even go on Snapchat yet? Has he been on? Like, they dropped. They're like, no, nah, you can't come here. They closed the door before he could get in. Spotify. At some point, like companies virtue signaling to each other. Yeah, I saw the Spotify one. I'm like. With Joe Rogan and Joe was it nervous when Jones was on the episode, right? I think they were saying they didn't want to host it or something. Oh, I don't uh, know about that. I was saying that Spotify banned Trump. And it's like, what the fuck? Spotify, the music company? Mm-hmm. They would podcast too. Yeah. No, he's not going to start a podcast. He likes waving his arms and being on TV. That's it. His um, format is working a crowd. That's where Trump excels. If you read his speeches, they're not good. If you... Uh, really they're there his format is working the crowd the people love him that that's where he excels not on tv uh oh my el delphine rough fuck in the woods only fans set yeah she got a little bit of backlash because they felt like her makeup made her look like a 13 year old girl who was being kidnapped and raped in the woods and fortunately for me it does (laughs) <laughs> and they uh but but she was like no i'm it's i'm wearing some like 1950s era clothes that's just how i look and yeah it's about me getting kidnapped and uh, raped in the woods so deal with it She's and branching. Uh, branching out good one yeah yeah i yeah. some of these pictures look safe for work yet at the same time don't look safe for work. there's there's some full uh, vagina in there and some penis as well. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't share too much there. Oh, where's the penis? Plus don't share anything actually, because this is like leaked stuff on oh, our right, right. website. This is her copywritten content that we are enjoying here. That saves it. Yeah. All right. So I, but like, here's one, for example, where she's, her, she's a good actress. I believe her, she's in trouble. Her skirts pulled down to her knees and she's looking at the camera and yeah, every, everything. She's just fully wearing this dress. Like an innocent person would. Yeah. So you guys could see her makeup and stuff. But like Kyle said, it's copyright. We can't share. Yeah, you could probably go to her Twitter and and show what she showed there because she showed some like safe for work slash not safe for work stuff there. So that's free to share. Don't scroll her Twitter, though. Don't Um. scroll her Twitter. Uh, Not anymore. But yeah, yeah. um, Just doing the Lord's work over here on uh, the Belle Delphine uh, OnlyFans. Some of these cannot be shown. Most of them cannot. Yeah. 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 She seems pretty litigious about getting rid of that stuff too. So smart. Let's not smart. be throwing it around. Yeah, I'm smart. I here, I can show you this. Uh not you guys. You guys know what to look this double checking a little more. Is this against YouTube's terms of service? Like like is this a bad picture to show? It might be. Like that. That looks fine to me. Oh. Wait, I wouldn't risk it. She yeah. I think she is like one of the more like aggressive That's um, on her Twitter though. This is her Twitter, so it's not like even so, even on her Twitter, it's still thinking that her copyright, you rehosting the material is infringing. You're I, but, probably I mean, right. Well anyway. Well, fair enough. She does look like uh she looks really young. She looks super young. And it I think in some she's kind of going for it. She's sort of looking like an anime character who also looks young. Yeah. But um but she's really 4,000 years old, so it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, so it's not weird at all. You're not a weirdo. <laughs> You're looking at a cartoon drawing of a vampire that's 3,000. 
<laughs> you have to make up fantasy worlds where you're not a pedophile. <laughs> like, oh, no. And I'm a dwarf noble. <laughs> <laughs> who who can't be prosecuted for child porn. That's my magical power. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and she's also super strong. So if she wanted to she wanted to make this stop, she could. Yes. But as a dwarf noble, I'm also very strong. Like <laughs> uh, you guys want yeah. to call it a rat? Yeah, it was very fun. Destiny, thank you for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's always a lot of fun. All right. Yeah. No outros? Nope, we're good. All right, PKA 526.